It's that time again for your know-nothings and nonsense to dive deep into DC comic books that came out this week. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 319. Uh, episode number 319, and here we are. And before we get into a bunch of books tonight, I'm going to tell you where you can find us all around the intro nets. You can go over to the Twitter, and we are Weird Science DC. We have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and we also have a Patreon account where you can support us for all this nonsense at patreon.com slash weirdscience. One of the things that we do each and every week is do a Patreon-only spotlight where two of the books are picked by the bad asses of the get fresh crew <laughs> and they ended up picking batgirl number 49 and action comics number 1025 two books that surprised some of the fat us. Off this podcast oh yeah well you're still on it hey uh, they ended up picking these and i thought boy why did they pick them and then when we ended up recording my feelings we both lost our minds and yeah then i think yeah that's why they picked them because they aren't the greatest of books but if you want to listen to us talk they were fun to talk about though for about an hour and a half we talked yeah. about those things uh yeah and we had some fun we broke them down Right, they broke us a bit as a well, bit. I think. But we then ended we up built each other back up. Again. We did, we did build each other up a bit. And, and another thing, though, is there's a lot of other shows that we have over at the Patreon, right? But one of the big things that we do is every time there is an annuals month. Now, an annuals month is when you have five, five new weeks comic in a book. Month. Yeah, and it's five new comic book days in a month because sometimes it cuts off a bit, and that's what happens. This month, September is one of those. So the coming week, episode 320, will be Patreon only. You'll have to go over to the Patreon. I'll be yelled and screamed about pretty low gym. (laughs) All those things. But yeah, we have done this for a couple years now. So if you are enjoying the podcast and you want to listen to a episode 320, which a lot of big books coming oh out, my. including three, three jokers. jokers. Number two, you have another death metal tie-in. You have a Joker War tie-in book, yep. and number one in that. I'm like, you are dealing with some major stuff beyond just annuals. Yes, and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> and Red Hood. And Red Hood. We have a bunch of things. But yeah, and a Justice, and a Justice League, League annual, annual yes. which ends up being uh, Robert Van Ditty's probably his last you know, issue of Justice League there. And I, I actually didn't think really? we were going to be talking about it was Venditti. a death metal tie-in. No, it is not. It's going back. It's an escape room type issue, kind of like a one and done so thing for an annual. It, it standard annual. Gotcha. Standard right. annual is what it's going to be. But you even have the Batman Superman annual that seems to continue this story as well and all that stuff that we're going to be talking hey, about hey, this week. Those but, kids yeah. still like them escape rooms? Hey! Justice League. <laughs> hey, the, them escape rooms? Stays popular still? Are they playing that game anywhere but here? I know there's some, but Logan's <laughs> been playing that game. That's the big to do now. And I, oh, I the big to do. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's that cute. doesn't mean anything to me. The big to do right now is it? Fortnite? I don't know what it is now. It's some huh. phone game where you play. Imaginary fiends. There's people around in in some sort of like vessel, and you have to pretend that you're doing tasks, but you're the killer. I don't know. People nope. are like, oh, it's the, it's the biggest thing in the world right now. In fact, it's a game that they were going to have a sequel coming out. They canceled that damn sequel because the game's too damn popular. But I don't know what it's called. That doesn't make so, sense. Yeah, well, it does make sense. Why put out? It'd be like Aerosmith, and they got the Toys in the Attic. That's selling a lot. Why put out another album and kill the sales of Toys in the Attic? You don't but need would that. It? But, well, it would because you'd go to the next one. Because wouldn't you want one. both? No. Not if it's a sequel. 
if you're if you're playing a regular game and it's getting money off of that and all that, you know, getting I don't know microtransactions and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how that works. You don't want to end that. In my my analogy, it's like, but Mega Man Three came out and I still wanted to play Mega Man Two. Yeah, but people just if you go then and like, yeah, I'll just get the new one. I'm not not get that old one. So yeah, I don't even know what the hell. I'll come back from this opening segment. I'll tell you what it is because Logan's been playing it. I just I don't know them big games, Eric. I don't even know why I brought it up. I don't know why either. It's like you don't listen to your kids for yeah. some reason. You're bringing up stuff around it. Yeah, he was talking to me all day about it. I and just you have tuned no idea out. what he meant. It's like called Anywho, but now and something like <laughs> Anywho, that. Anywho, but now. Anywho, but now. But right. you, you know and what I do know killer. about. You know what I do know about. I What's know that? the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, Eric. This is the bad ass roll call. I could at least do this, right? I don't Can know you? what that game Can is. Can you really? No! We have Jay Jennings, Josh Murray, Ted Frokes, Lawrence Lee, Crow T. Robot, Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watchstick, Matt Razor, Dement 3000, All New, Dave, Lady Abby, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Joey Bear Costco, Steven Baum, Tony Walton, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Pauly P. Down Under, he, he started his teaching. He's having oh. some problems that uh, with yeah, the yeah. teaching, I hear. We also have Come Boom children. Rocky. We have Damien, the Joker Darn. He is back, Eric. He sends his well wishes right near the cellar dweller. Mark oh. Jager. And Mark Jager, he, he likes the Here coffee, right? if you don't drink coffee. See, I got sound effects. Eric G., Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams. I got to pick up the pace. Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Mark T. Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. He sent me some crazy message. Andrew, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton, Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark. We'll be doing Batman Beyond later. Our man Rob Lewis, Randy Murray up in Buffalo and Double A-Ron. Where is A-A-Ron right now? Boom. Perfect. He's over there. Perfect. He's in Minnesota. He's in the soda. That's over there. We call it the soda. Well, oh, if we you're call around it soda, there. Do you? I still wish. I should have, while I was doing that, should have looked up this game. He's in the soda, probably playing that game. And also the all-time great Reggie. Boom, boom. We'll never forget him. And, it, like, at least I remember Reggie, right? <laughs> I know. I don't Thankfully. know this game. I'm telling you, it's it's driving me nuts. So because of that error, I was going to ask you, actually, I was uh, wondering uh, this burning question. What do you like better? Why, why are you killing do time Do you now? like egg rolls or you like the spring rolls? Which is, I like egg rolls. It? Yeah, spring rolls seem like nonsense, right? They seem like the, the low-rent version. Or maybe they're the higher-rent too fancy for they me. They seem I a little know. higher to me. Yeah, they seem like you're fancy if you eat the spring rolls, right? I like I'm the, the lowly guy over here with egg rolls. Oh, why are you looking this up? Why are you just not asking low? Logan, after I'm not looking break. it up. I wasn't. What are you doing I, I, then? I just wanted to know your thing. I have it on my. I have it right on my thing. My outline: egg rolls versus spring rolls. I had because I thought of that earlier this week. I thought that you were an egg roll man. I was right. I'm gonna ask Logan because I'm gonna go up and get a coffee. Aaron, I'm gonna go upstairs, fill up a coffee, and say, "What's that game you're playing?" And by the time I come back down here. I'll forget what the hell he said. I don't listen. But we have a bunch of books, including when we first start out here. When we come back, we'll have a Joshua Williamson section. Crazy. And I was thinking of possibly doing a song for that, Eric, but I, I don't have my voice. I, I, I'm not in proper or any inspiration. Timber. Yeah, that's true. I'm lazy. So we're going to be back with the Joshua Williamson version deal section, whatnot. But we'll be back in a sec. For the part of the podcast we love 
Yes, and here we are with the reviews, Eric. The meat and cheese yum, of yum, yum. everything that is reviews. All right. And if you want to read these reviews, the written reviews, you can go over to our website. I already mentioned it, but I like it so nicely. I'll mention it twicely. Oh, it's yeah. weirdsciencedccomics.com. Yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling. This <laughs> what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I ended up going to the Chinese buffet today where my son Logan was playing that game everybody loves uh, Among Us, Eric. Thank God you Dude. remembered it. Edit, uh, I'm going to edit that past thing out and I'm going to seem like I am a hipster. They're playing that at the five and dime in between at the Chinese the, restaurants, in, in between the, the malts and the grilled cheese sandwiches. Do you like grilled cheese? No, with I don't a like grilled steer? cheese. Do you like having a pickle with it though? If you had it, I don't think I've ever had, uh, that's the thing is I only have them at home and it's only very once every couple of years. Do you like having pickles with your cheesesteaks, Eric? We're a place that has a lot of cheesesteak places well, outside I of like Philadelphia. Pickles. I don't mind a pickle with anything I eat. They used to have the place. Pickle smoocher. Does, does Lee still put pickles on their cheesesteaks, like on top? Like it's almost like a garnish where you have a couple because I they used Lee's to. ever doing that. I yeah, I they that used, to, used to do that. Now, they used to when I was growing up when it was actually right before it was oh, the Lee's. Shop? And then, yeah, the Sweetheart Shop, they would do that. And I kind of like that. Do you like when you get your cheesesteak and it's wrapped in tinfoil a la Frank's, Eric? Or do you like when it's in a styrofoam container? I like a styrofoam container myself. I like that because it doesn't get all soggy and Me stuff. Me trying it's, to it's unwrap there. a wrapped up cheesesteak. What's you know because I have sauce and onions, so now it's just sloppy as hell. But trying to unwrap that and then trying to pull the the, the paper plate that they have wrapped around there out from underneath the freaking folds of the sandwich and still trying not to get sauce everywhere, it is an ordeal each and every time. You say that. I actually had that problem the other day because me and Logan Everybody got Frank's cheesesteaks. And I, I forgot how annoying that plate was because I'm about to bite. I'm like, ah, oh, there's still that plate. You got to do that. And I'm like, who's using this plate? Why don't they just wrap it up in the tinfoil? That plate's done. It's over. But here we are, Eric, to here talk some books. And we have a Joshua Williamson section. That's crazy. So weird. And we're going to start with what? Dark Knight's Death Metal Speed Metal Number One, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Eddie Barrows. That is not Diddy. I, I don't have a sound effect for him, but we have this whole section. I needed something. Eric. You, you needed, I needed to reuse something. the Diddy sound effect for Joshua Williamson. I, I you hack. I couldn't figure out what else to use. <laughs> not even like a flash. Ah. Uh, no, I couldn't do that, Eric. No, what, no. what? Wait a minute. Wait a second here. What? What book are are we talking? Speed I don't metal, even man. remember. Well, speed metal is that a tie-in to all this metal it's, stuff? Yeah, with the flashes. Uh, tell me, I don't know. Jesus what were the credits Christ. again? What were the credits again? Written by Joshua Williams with art by Eddie Barrows. 
Eva Ferreira, Adriana Lucas, and Steve Wands. Adriana Lucas deserves something. That's the last of it. Oh, all right. The Flash family are on a race of their lives against the former Batman who laughs, who now with the Dr. Manhattan body has become the Darkest Knight, and plans on using this power to finally activate the Mobius chair. Well, not if our heroes have anything to say about it. With this, we get some uh, moments that feel odd between our Flashes that shouldn't be dealt with literally at the end of the world, but ultimately you get some nice moments too, like Wally activating the Speed Force formula to stop time, and Barry sharing his speed with Wally to give him a leg up over our foe. Too bad that the end just kind of fizzles out when our dying Speed Force is used as a sanctuary for the rest of the Flash family just so they don't have to be considered until the end of death metal how dare you say sanctuary in a book that tries to give you a really good wally west that that is how awful eric is, and i know that you've been said trying that. to do after this oh, is I give know. us a really good wally west but it still does not take away because I mean, whatever you want to do here even he had thorn with his reverse fo- like speed for his negative speed force powers he can now whisper in your ear and make you do bad shit so hide like, the bodies Nothing is, is ever going to really <laughs> erase that up. well I know. for me. I agree with you. And I even said that it is one of those things where if you are, and I don't know, there's a couple people out there that love the Heroes in Crisis. If you are, and you're going to say that it was a great thing, whatever, I mean, DC is desperately trying to make it not get Roy back. Yeah, well, we'll see. They, nobody cares. There, there's not many people yelling for Roy, but since then, you have had, you know, DC and Joshua Williamson and a bunch of other writers desperately trying to make it that Wally did not do what he did and to try to get out of that. But yeah, like th- with this- everything coming to a weird head here, you know, characters, yes, they are dying now. That seems that we're wrapping up towards something odd, but we're also working towards opening things up, like having Wally West family back and, you know, Max Mercury, Jesse Quick, all of these, like, what about bringing, like, not even the idea if we bring Roy back, but maybe we can bring his daughter back from the dead as well. That kind of erase the trauma that did pre-Flashpoint and even give him something to look forward to Would in that life. be magical to you? Would it? Because magic has a cost, Derek. Magic has a cost. No, no, that- not, if, not if you believe in it hard enough, apparently. No, this is the thing, though, what ends up happening. And I do believe it when I'm hard. And when you're doing this, though, you always have to so take hard. something. If you're going to give, you take. You just take his arm again, right? That's all I was getting at. Don't He's take one his arm, arm either. No, if he gets his we daughter, his he gets wife. his arm taken away. But yeah, you end up starting off with with a book and this is classic joshua you, williamson we're coming for you this to me is classic joshua williamson and this is not his story you know this is the whole scott snyder death metal stuff so when you have him doing the flash deal it's nice that they get the long-running flash writer to do this as well yeah. i give them kudos for that and eddie barrow's art's great you have tie-ins to even the rebirth number one special by jeff johns going through but what this really gives you is what Joshua Williamson always does, and it is the moments that Flash fans will love. You know, oh my, but this is death metal. This is what I need more death metal. I need something that's really going to hit me to go. And we end up where this is important, but not that important. You end up seeing some things and going out of this with the idea, okay, Wally West has the Mobius chair back. I barely knew he didn't have it. So it, it's more of a reminder. Oh, my God, the Batman who laughs, the darkest night now. He had the Mobius chair. Now we're going to rip it from him. But not much else happens except the classic Joshua Williamson. Let's get some fan service moments. Let's get the whole Flash family. He has been praised for this. So I do not say anything bad to him doing this because you like to be praised. But overall, with this, 
it doesn't even feel like it's even taking place a lot of times for me in the whole death metal end of the deal, especially like you said, you have a spelled out speed force that is burning itself and that's the, up. The, the thing is, whenever we have anything spelled out, like these are the stakes, you never really see them. Like even the idea in Joshua Williamson's regular flash run where, you know, the speed force, it's hyper right now. So anybody who has the speed force can't use it too much because bad things will happen. We never dealt with that the rest of the freaking book. No, and, like, and uh, even with that, you even have them say, oh, that that darkest night, he's clever. He's actually having dark flashes chase us, so it burns it up quicker and, and until even it does this, And I'm thinking about the logistics of it, and I, I say that, I don't even know if that's the right word for what I want to deal with here, because whenever you deal with speed force, like I said before, with the, you know how it works, when people use it, and is it just like a, a thing to use to write yourself out of a situation where you don't have to explain anything – when the darkest night does bring in flashes from the dark multiverse to chase after our heroes to try to you know, burn up the speed, are they even on the same speed force since they are from the dark multiverse? Yeah, it's a dark matter thing. But it thing seems like they're saying that. Like you said, you don't know, but that's what they're saying. And even the idea, though, like, you know, we have in this issue, you know, like the, with the darkest night, he now has Dr. Manhattan in power. The creation energy runs through him. So now, like Wally, he can sit on the Mobius chair and activate it to do whatever he wants, find out anything that he needs to know. The Flashes are scared about this. We need this on our hero side, Swift, to get to that chair and get it to Wonder Woman and the rest of the Trinity before he has a chance to do this. But, like, we ha- end up going and putting it in the Speed Force with the rest of our... But- him being made up of the creation energy, or for some reason they keep calling it here the anti-crisis energy, because before, whenever we dealt with the different energies of the universe in the Justice League book, leading into death metal, and even in death metal, it was the seven energies of the universe, and then the seven dark energies of the universe, and then we went into death metal, and then it was crisis energy and creation energy, but now we're saying anti-crisis energy, and it feels weird, but with him being made up of creation energy, with those seven forces that we're told, speed force is a part of it, so I feel like he should be able to get inside the speed force, no problem. With his newfound power, I don't even know what the hell's going on in this. I'm telling yeah, you, they keep gonna, switching they're back fuel and forth it into, with the way that they talk. They're going to fuel it into Wally, is exactly. what they're we trying to, get to do. The, we have to get the crisis energy from the yeah, antennas yeah, yeah, in the yeah, dark yeah. multiverse to fuel up Wally, who spent most of his creation energy fighting Perpetual and losing. So now we're going to have a head-on-head match with the crisis energy versus crisis energy, and I'm like. Why are we throwing all these strange concepts out there? Now I realize how damn confused I am. But with this, not much happens. I mean, my oh, no, biggest thing with we this are is running. Yeah, that's what they do. They run, and then you end up in a cool deal where you do have Wally use Johnny Quick's equation that does stop everything. It, it free and the funny thing and is, we've it, seen it before in the Flash before when Wally was the primary Flash. She activated this and did stop time around. So there is precedent for this happening. But why isn't the, with the power, the creation energy fueled dark, the darkest night, he has stopped as well, but he is forcing his way into the speed force, which for some reason, instead of him breaking through, it just changes our Flash's costumes into metal, like the, the pseudo metal-ish kind of costumes that, you know, like we're pushing with the rest of our heroes where now Jay Garrick's got a denim vest and people got like leather costumes. I'm like, why? Yeah. And they just do that. And then they, oh, that they bicker night. a little. They they end up trying to decide what they're going to do. Barry says we keep running, and pretty much they're going to die then because and, well, they've spelled like, it hey, out. We have to go and get the Mobius chair. If we are going to burn out the speed force, we have to do it doing something that's going to give us a leg up in the end and give us a chance to win because us just running away is doing us no good in the meantime. Yeah, and so he ends up in in a switch there 
We don't run away. We run towards it. It's like one of those things where I was expecting somebody to say, this plan's so crazy, it just might work. Because it's not really explained that much. They're just going to go, well, zoinks, grab the the Mobius chair, then run, and then go attack everybody in Castle Back. Go that to get the Mobius chair to Wonder Woman, who then is going to use it for whatever she's going to do coming up in metal. But other than that, like you said- I imagine we're going to get this weird idea where we're going to sit Wally back on the Mobius chair, and Perpetua's going to sit in her weird Brainiac chair. It's going to be throne versus throne with crisis energy. Uh, and like, yeah, crisis energy. And then we could have like a cover where they're both in those chairs. And then like every character's there on a, on a chessboard, right? It'd be pretty <laughs> cool. But yeah, so with that, you do have them stop. Then they're like, okay, everybody. And the thing that I didn't get, because I kept thinking to myself, why aren't you guys running? You, you have a way to get a head start. But that's not the case because the speed force is, you know, frozen. Dying. You end up yeah. having a Zach time out here and so they have to wait and that's why they have to wait and get on the starting line all right in three two one it's going to pop back in and we're going to run right at them and so they wait boom they go but even before that you get the joshua williamson deal where he tends to give you these fan service moments you end up and having it, barry and wally go in the flash museum so that wally can kind of hash it out this there. flash i'm telling you you want to have wally be the one who has the plan because he is the linchpin to everything we're dealing with now because of his creation energy as anti-crisis whatever you want to call it but he is the linchpin but we have to then hearken back to flash war and the idea that barry and wally are bickering each other because you know what barry he was gone for so long and wally became the flash that everybody wants to do but then barry came back and now wally is just stuck like relegated behind him following orders like it was when he was kid flash and he's tired of this he wants to be an all like it's, it's, we have a split second timeout right now because stopping time with the speed force formula we don't have time to bicker right now. Yes, we w- need to get on the idea that Wally knows what's going on. We have to work towards something to win right now. But this is not the time or place to deal with this thing. Even where Wallace and Jay are saying that, oh, they're back at bickered again. The Flash is bickered. Yeah, it was this whole Flash War thing. It was crazy. I'm like, we do not have time for this. I know you need to recap the stuff for people who maybe did not have read the Flash War so like stuff or even the Flash who want to read the big event at DC and all the tie-ins. But this is not the time or place right now. We need this to have – even if you want to go and do that weird thing, yes, the Speed Force is dying, but you use one of those weird Flash quick talk kind of things to get on the same page. It, we should have an idea that we don't have enough time normally – to deal with these situations right now. Yes, we need to get Barry, which does happen, on Wally's side to the point like, you know what, kid? You are the best. I You're would follow you anywhere. Me. Now, now, I'll ask you this, because the Darkest Knight actually yells it out as he's chasing him down. Hey, isn't it true a Flash has to die in every crisis? It seems Shut like up. a crisis now. Do you think that this is a setup here? Do you think a Flash dies by the end of this death metal? Because I think that you end up having a problem. You mentioned Shazam later. You have a problem with the Shazam word. You know what I mean? It's the name. What is Wally and Barry? They're both flashes. What are you going to do? It seems like maybe with Joshua Williamson's long run coming to an end this week as well. I kind of feel like Barry might die. I, I, Barry, and this is because we haven't since Rebirth had this conversation. So this conversation with Wally saying, listen, you died. I took your place. But it always seemed like I was still trying to catch up to you. I'm the, listen, I'm proud of you, kid. I, you and 
transpire me, boom, boom, boom. Barry dies again and we go forward in Look, the timeline. Or do we just end up coming up with, you know, we're both flashes. High one, five. One, once this thing happens, it's such a cliche action that people talk about. Every A flash has to die for every well, crisis. Well, I know it's, what flash I think will die. That's not my is, deal. I have If a we are moving towards this whole thing where we have to rewrite the universe right now the way it is with the metal verse, we have to move on and get back to something that is, you know, things that people want to read about are heroes living everyday lives and being superheroes. We have to rewrite the timeline. And to do that, if we figure out the way to do it, I don't know how they're going to do it in the end, but the one person out of Wally, Wally Wallace, Jay and Barry here, who does not belong ever since the new 52, it, Wallace should fade away. If they That's go my theory. The That's my real theory with them putting that out there. But it almost seemed like this was set up so that if you did have, at least Wally was able to talk it out. all these dudes are going to try to sacrifice themselves. Yeah, the they end. might. They're always doing that. These yeah. flashes. I'm the one I'm dressed up as a little baby. I'm a baby. If, if anybody has, if, no, I say if anybody, if I get to have my way and i am anybody at the end we're going to have this problem where wallace is going to be the one who's going to be sacrificed he, well, he already pointed become. it out he exactly. already pointed out when it during flash war he ended up seeing that i don't past belong universe. going on you yeah, know, he said i wasn't I here in this but the whole thing is i think if i have my way max mercury being the zen master of the speed force will do something to sacrifice himself to save wallace that in doesn't the end, seem and big just, enough we that, can just get rid of know, max mercury and i'm saying not even just the idea of sacrifice themselves to go i think that if wallace does die it's one of those plays like whoo we got out of this without a flash dying and now we have end game and infinity war where what's happening mr stark i don't feel good don't and know. he just, just dissipates all of a he marty mcflies and just fades away yeah i think that might happen uh, uh but we'll see and he's actually pointed out like you said during the yeah. flash war of williamson's run he went and he's like yeah i was poking around this pre-flashpoint deal and yeah i, I wasn't there well what's up with me now if i was barry at that point and I'd be lying my ass up and saying, well, well, kid, didn't you hear? I rewrote everything. You're special to me, right? I'm the one that did it. But with this, I do think that that's pointed out. And I do think that this will be Wallace. I just hope whatever happened does not involve the Speed Force in any way. And this is the thing is, even what we have right now where people are using a Speed Force as a sanctuary right now while the rest of our main flashes go and take on, you know, the <laughs> darkest night and stuff like that. As we've seen from these characters, yes, they've been gone for the greater part of a decade, but they were they were spared the Flashpoint New 52 rewrite because they were in the Speed Force. So if we keep people in there and we rewrite the universe, everybody seems to be fine. Yeah, and so with that, all that and doing all that stuff, I mean – it does seem like in these books, each book that we read here, including just this metal deal, it does seem like we're heading to this pre-boot, as you say, the soft yeah, reboot timeline like opening. We even have it in Williamson's deal later in the Flash book. But yeah, I was just it just kind of piqued my interest when you ended up having that being, you know, we got to remind everyone this is a crisis here because remember it was going to be called Dark Crisis Metal originally I, too. So with well, all this the stuff thing, going at the on, one point we have our heroes running to the mobius chair the speed force is dying out the darkest knight is chasing after him and he brings out a bunch of dark multiverse flashes to try to take our heroes down in this book and for some reason even though it seems like he's only able to stabilize the crisis worlds but we have a limited amount of dark multiverse worlds to pick from to bring zombie flashes and zombie yeah. amalgam flashes and the thing is if you look at them they are amalgams. You got a Batman Flash, you got a Joker Flash, you got a Gorilla God Grod Flash, but yeah, they yeah. all do look like zombies. I'm wondering yeah. 
why and how many worlds of the dark multiverse do we still have beyond the ones that he stabilized for yeah. the crisis energy? Well, that is true because we were dealing mainly with the idea of Perpetua going and destroying the regular multiverse. Yeah, what's going on with the dark multiverse and what's and that is actually in my mind something that if and I was thinking about this, if this was bigger things, if we were actually talking about comics and for some reason, Eric, uh, ten trillion people listen to this podcast. They eight, don't. Eight billion people buy the books and things. You could have a man on the street deal. Hey, you like that death metal? Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, explain the dark multiverse. What's going on with that? No, I don't think anybody would be able to quite, no. uh, you know, 100%. Well, because, it's like a speed force, too. Well, yeah, but that's always been wonky. But you're dealing with this idea where, but then again, it does seem like these writers and, you know, Scott Snyder in particular, but even Josh Williamson here, where when you need something big, you just grab it out of that dark multiverse and you run with it. Uh, and so, yeah, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, we got a, a Joker. So, you know, there we got the Batman, we got the Grodd, and then we got a bunch of zombies. I mean, a lot of them are just zombies and you have them. It's okay. You know, you have all this going on. You need something to go after them. But you did point out there is a little wonkiness to the idea that they are affecting the speed force. But maybe this is something maybe this is something that should have been explained that in this new metal verse, Eric, that the combat, everything's kind of combined. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know but either. like I said, you go and then you're going to go off. They're going to spin around and go towards the danger, like Wally said. And then again, you end up having these moments. There's Jay Garrick. <laughs> I'm a little slow, guys. I'm going to fight these people off. You go ahead. Meet you later. Yeah, we'll come back and get you. I'm like, he's so going right, to die. Right now, this is my favorite part of the book because we know that Jay is not as fast as Barry or Wally. We know that Wallace isn't as fast as Barry and Wally. So when you do have these people who cannot keep up, knowing that they do, they're just going to keep burning out the speed force. While they can act as a distraction to the rest of these zombie things, you know, Jay is going to go back and save his Flash family. Wallace is going to do because these are all heroes. He is going to fall back and, you know, sacrifice himself because all of these people know right now this is the end of the world. We have to do something. And if like, you know, if I had to sacrifice myself to do it, yes, Wally, go and take care of this. And even to the point where Barry is offering like, look, you inspire me. Take my speed force power because while I can take, you know, the speed it's from other weird, people. It's weird, though. Like things. you said, he can siphon it, but now Barry's just become the giver. He just keeps giving it to people, and that's what he does here. He says, here, And even take the it. moment, though, when you have this, it doesn't make any sense to me, but Wally, with his Dr. Manhattan blue costume, then transforms into the, the 90s, even the 2000s. Wally West's flash costume just wraps around him then and he just takes off right down until he has to go and do Mobius chair stuff and then like, all right, now it's back to big old blue. I'm like, I don't understand the costume change one, but as for a moment, it works very well. Here's like you like Wally West. Here's Wally West the flash for you. I'm like, okay, he is our man. He is the man of this whole thing. He's going to get the job done. Let's see him good and proper. And we get that here. Yeah, and he ends up, and even before that, you get the fan service deal where Barry ends up saying, hey, listen, you were always the fastest, but I'm the leader, but now you're kind of leading whatever, and you do get him jump on the Mobius Cherry, does get ahead of the now, Darkest Night, and does that, and then gives the, everybody seems to the think they, they forgot the devil horns. Everybody seems to think this is Calabunga, dude. No, no, it's not. It's is, a devil horn. devil horns, right? It's and, metal. Yeah, but it's it's kind of weird. I, I thought that it was no, a, no, a it's, cringy it's moment. It is. But you end up having him then fall into the Speed Force. Now he's in that now sanctuary, again, as you this said. This thing, I am reading this, trying to review this book for our website, where we get to the point, he gets to the Mobius chair. Hey, Batman, who tries too hard, too slow, gives him the metal devil horns. But all of a sudden, crack a coom 
and we just have a giant explosion of blue. And then the Darkest Knight is just laughing. And all of a sudden, we're in the Speed Force. I don't know what happened. For one thing, Wally doesn't seem to be activating the the uh, cr- the creation energy with him. He activates the Mobius chair. But how does he get to the Speed Force? Does he go like, this should be a boom tube opening up, going to where he needs to go or something? I don't understand what this giant crack of blue energy is for us just to fall into the Speed Force. And then he gets to that sanctuary in the Speed Force and is surprised that everybody's there. So it wasn't like he's like, okay, Mobius chair, you know, do your thing. Let's get. He's like, huh? And then he's happy to see everybody. And then, you know, you have Linda, Irie, everybody. They come over. I like the- to think this is a weird Speed Force hallucination. All of these people are dead and just play kidding him it, right it now. might be because this linda looks a lot different than the one we're going to get in flash in a little bit but you, you mean end not up, different better yeah that's what i meant there eric she oh looks my like god linda. yeah well you end up then where we again we have the end of the world going and now we're going to have a little bit of chat and this is what i think joshua Williamson wanted to do anyway he just wanted to have the chats he wanted to show oh my god the flash family's always great they love each other they're going to do this together in the meantime you have to figure out a way to get that to happen during the end of the world. So the crack as you yell there, uh, ends up being that so that they can all say, hey, everybody, we love you. Everybody's there. Hey, Bart, you, you went in here. Great. That's awesome. Hey, anybody want to run? And then they just go and run. I'm thinking, we didn't do anything here except grab the movie chair. That's yeah. all that happened. And maybe that's all we needed well, to do right and now. And that's all we need in this because we're going off to Death Metal 4 now. We've had a couple of It's a weird idea, these. too, where we have, like, you know, the tie-ins. And this actually feels more, instead of, like, that weird uh, Trinity crisis we had, which felt more like a Death Metal 4. That, uh, this prov- felt like, like a tie-in. This felt like the Justice League book that's finally caught the metal, where we have this other leg of the battle going on to see that people are still, like, we have Nightwing in the new Justice League over there trying to take out Perpetuate's throne. We just got the freaking Justice League's throne for all we know at this point, getting the Mobius chair back in action. So I'm like, we see these little bits of like, you know, wins in the battles while we continue on with the war. And with that, I always like to think that, and it is oversized as well. There's a lot of pages here. So you end up having this hit. It's a tie-in. I would love it to be a little more than if somebody says, hey, should I get it or do I need And I'd say, well, yeah, if you're reading metal, you should get it. But really, all that happens is they get the Mobius chair because that's really all Agreed. that happens. That's really important here because then they all just go hide in the speed for it. And they even say right, everybody who's not barrier J stay here. Yeah, and I love it too. It's like, why don't we stay here forever? Well, we can't because the Batman who laughs the darkest night, he'll find us here and he'll kill us. But you guys stay here. We're going out there. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> they're going to all die. There's and- no reason in my mind with his new godlike power that he doesn't already know they're there and goes and slaughters them all while Barry and Jerry run with the Mobius I would love the idea where this is something where, I, I'm telling you, you could get real wonky, and it, it does. The Speed Force is wonky anyway. Just have this as something inside the damn Mobius chair. They're all, and he's hidden his family away from the Dark Side. You don't want to go in there because if you go that. back to the end of Forever oh, Evil, I know we what know you're that gonna the have. evil cyborg grit is in yeah, there. he'll be in there. He sets up the <laughs> video games, Eric, right? He's there. But I would have liked to have been something where since you have this godlike character and i said when you end up with all this seems to be you're setting up a three-way fight by the end and it's been set up from the beginning you end up having you know our heroes versus the darkest night versus perpetua but the idea of making the batman who laughs this godlike entity i think it's you had to for him to fight perpetua but now it's a little too much because everything that happens we are able to say like you did 
He's like a god now. Why can't he just boom? He's in them. So well, that's the up- thing is, he is like a god now, and we know that ba- Wally got a fraction of Doctor Manhattan's powers from what was attached still to the Mobius chair, and that's why this is a full-on Doctor Manhattan. But he is made up of energy that was created by Perpetual making the multiverse. So, like you know, who's more powerful here, the creator or the per- person? That's like, true. You know, also, I think that the what they're playing that with as well here is when Wally talks about the Mobius chair. It is almost like, well, he's the greatest American hero. The Darkest Night. He's all powerful. He didn't have the instructions. He's still trying to figure it out. So with that, you do get that little bit like, and that should be spelled out. We got to act now. (laughs) This this asshole is going to get real powerful real quick, but let's act now. And they kind of do that. Remember that doomsday clock where that blue dude on Mars freaking took us all out with no freaking force whatsoever? Yeah. We should should make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, we better watch out there. And he kind of had the symbol. Yeah, so all this going on. (laughs) I don't like the blue dude either, but Overall, the art's great. I love, I, I love the art. Yeah, We're and I, here. I like the mo. It's funny because the moments that are supposed to impress everyone, they do impress me a bit. You enough. know, I do like hearing that. I love seeing a Wally and a Barry talk about who leads, who's the leader. You know, it's one of my favorite old rap songs. And when you end up having that, I thought, boy, why didn't they talk about this before? Like in the flashbook, that would have been cool. But you end up having it here at least, and it's okay. It's not a 10 out of 10 in my mind, but it is a nice enough tie in that if you're into the metal, I say get it. If you love Wally, Barry, all the flashes, get it. If you're reading metal and flash, then you should definitely be getting this book. Yeah, and really, especially this week with the And also the whole thing, if you've been loving the Joshua Williamson's flash, you'll get that type of Joshua Williamson flash story in here where he focuses more on the wow moments and actually telling you how things work in the universe that he's talking about. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. But what do you give this, sir? I love the art in this issue, and for what we got here, we we know we just won a battle in the over like you know overblown war that we're dealing with right now. So I would give it a seven out of ten because, like I said, there was the moments there. They might be hokey at times. I want to know more about wh- how things work, and not just using the speed force, you know, to get us out of any situation we need to, like it's a magic thing. But overall, for what this is and what we've been getting and what I've expected from metal, I give it a seven out of ten. I'm gonna do the same. I actually was a little lower, but now that we talked about it, and then I was, you know, looking at some of the things going on there, and even Barry, you are always the fastest, Wally. You know, that's there to get people all excited and stuff, but it it works for a point, and it's going to work a little bit as well Well, in the next issue, but not as much. I'm saying, unlike the next book, I at least knew what was happening in this dark metal, this death metal tie-in. It's a weird deal, because everybody, and I said to you, whenever anybody ends a run, especially a 101-issue run, you're going to get people coming out of the woodwork to to just praise it no matter what. And people seem to think that this Joshua Williamson run on Flash is an all-time great. And I'm not talking all-time great of Flash. They're talking all-time great of all time. I saw some reviews saying that this is the third best run DC has ever produced. And I sit there and think... The person's only read two. Well, I I sit there. (laughs) It's the best, you know, bizarro story ever. You end up here where I sit and think of this run and if you're a Flash fan, you're going to get furious at us talking about this. But, but I'm the a Flash idea, fan. I am too. I'm saying of, of this run. Oh, and there are a lot much. of fans of this. It did sell. It's The sales were down a little before the COVID shutdown. But still, what you end up having this whole run, 101 issues, this big darn thing. And people, oh, it's the best, the best ever. I don't really know that there's one story that I would think that in 10 years I would want to reread by itself. You have these stories in some things. Recently, I read that uh, Jeff John's Brainiac story, the right. Superman story yeah, he had, it. and that is a very 
very popular story where, you know, people go back. You hear about it a lot of when we were doing this, when we had to shut them, we we were going and having votes and things and these arcs and things that people always love. And the classics. Yeah, I don't know that people, I mean, the biggest story, was it Flash War? Or was it this ending? But even so, none of them feel really like a Not complete story Force? by itself. You know, the Force quest. Then, you know, oh, are you going to like they all seem and you could Rogue's say, well, reloaded. it's because, yeah, but none of these feel like as a singular arc were mind blowing. It, it just I think that what happens is, is as somebody's on for 101 issues, you're just convinced well, he's on for 101 issues. He must well, you be got doing something here. And you end up also loving the wow moments, loving the feels, loving the heart that he puts into it. And I do think that Joshua Williamson did center a lot on the, you know, even though Barry was miserable half the time, but still he centered on like the Flash family. Oh, I, I like that. Oh, you get that. And everything were wow moments. But a lot of times they were just aping things from before and trying to twist them away. It just, I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was any time where I thought, boy, this well, is an all-time run. the amount of stuff run. that we kept doing with Eobard Thawne, the reverse Flash, it's like, okay, let's make, you know, the Flash rebirth from 2009 to Jeff John. Let's do the sequel to that because for the most part, that's all we're going to reference here over and over again. Yeah, he's going to have his own ideas thrown in. They're never going to go anywhere and you're never going to be explained on how they work, but Beyond that, we're going to keep aping this Flash rebirth and tell you more about how Barry has a dead mother, and it's all Eobard Thawne's That was fault. a lot. And even when you had that year one where you set up the turtle and stuff, it just never felt like a real, real one. You had a Flash year one, but it was all through the perspective of a, a still force avatar activated something in Barry's mind that he forgot. He forgot about when he became the Flash? Yeah. And, and, and I think the turtle. Like, I, I don't understand think that what that people was. People end up when they're thinking of it, they're just like, "Oh, well, the year one." Somebody was arguing that was a great, po-. and I'm like, eh, "It was okay." You know, it, it was it, a year one because he, uh, for some reason he had to explain why there was history between Paradox and Barry yeah, Allen, that was which all didn't happen before. And I was going like, to say, I forgot my year one. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And, and that's why would where a you get guy this, activate the brains. Yeah, you get this idea where it was like just setting up something else, and then the Paradox story that ended up getting everything got wonky. But this is the Flash number seven sixty two, Eric, written by Joshua Williamson. <laughs> Yeah, right? Joshua Williamson. Art by Howard Porter, uh, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wunsch. Joshua Williamson ends his 101-issue arc, and if you are a fan, you will certainly love this because people seem to. Williamson's whole run has been heart over details and feels and fan service over explanation. And since I've been medically diagnosed, Eric, as someone without feelings or a soul, this type of storytelling usually doesn't appeal to me. However, there are some nice moments in this issue that come at the expense of any sort of explanation, except that stuff happened. And that's what you get a lot in this book. Stuff happens. Also, I like the art, except for the freak show that was the picnic scene. That, that barbecue. barbecue I'm telling you, we're going through trying to make sure that we personally know who everybody was because they kind of look slightly off. Like, you know, they might have – their parents might have been brother and sister. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or they're just like all clay faces that haven't really worked out their ability. Yet, I mean, the incredible melting. There's man. some people in that thing that I don't. It's the reverse pinhead. It's the pin body. <laughs> I mean, I think we have the movie Freaks Part Two going on. That's not Gooba appropriate. Eric. One of us. That is not appropriate. But yeah, you end up with this last issue. We're going to get a little recap as we always do, and we're going to kind of recap no, the no, feels of everything. We don't get any everything. recap. We get you. Know, hey, this is the Flash. He was struck by lightning. Has the speed force. He's Boom, fast. Recap. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, you got to get to the story, but you do. 
end up having that recap of what happened in the last issue to get our you know hero and villain running throughout the speed force chasing each other what led to that moment and again what you're going to get here and people who are praising this you're going to get a barry allen who at the end of last issue i'm gonna kill you fawn i'm gonna kill your ass dead d-e-d he is going off to necessary if he does this this changes the character completely he's Kinda. he's gonna kill him well, before yeah but i'm saying it, it ends up now the whole idea you're right but but that's what the eobard wants he wants him yeah kill me again whatever i'll be back i'll be doing all this well that's where barry and the funny thing is when you think of this is barry being nice he says i'm not gonna kill you You know what and you know when he's serious he's like this Batman. he heart, takes the deal there it, it is so out of the blue for this finale kind of thing even when you go to like obviously you're not you don't want the flash to say i'll kill you and actually go through with it but when we were running through the speed force like you gave me an idea thon i forgive you you're not allowed to forgive me no but I do. And it's the whole thing where, like, I'm going to give you what you could never give me. Peace. This whole weird, just Zen master of the universe. I know I'm going to use that with Max Mercury in the last thing, but, like, he's the Zen master of the Speed Force. Now Barry is just, like, the Zen master of peace right now. Like, you know, I'm going to give you peace and stability. Like, I'm going to forgive you all of a sudden. I'm like, this just feels out of nowhere and a little bit hokey because – Barry, his entire run has been about the, the idea his mother died and drove him towards this, this whole initial outcome, which was Thawne. They are in a perpetual loop because of what happened. They are destined to be together this entire time. For Barry just to come out of nowhere in this, like if he was led to this some way or like we had some inkling that this is the way that Barry was feeling or getting over the idea, maybe it would have worked. But just to go into this issue and say – I forgive you. Yeah, like, and yeah. the thing is, at the end, you're going to get Barry talking. He's gone a little wonky. He, he's going to talk to his dead mother. And I think that maybe that would have been better served at the beginning. I think that maybe him seeing his mom, you see a little bit of a flashback before this and all, and it's like, just let it go, Barry. Yeah, you know what? I will, whatever. But you end up having this Barry. He's going to show that he means it by taking off his mask there so he can get down in person. Oh, he's going to get real with the kids. And now it's pretty much goodwill hunting. I wanted that. You know, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Thawne. And so with that, what I'm saying is he ends up saying to Thawne, no, no, no. And he says, I, we got to stop this loop. If you're not going to stop it, I'm going to have to stop it. Is this being nice? Because what Barry is doing is saying, I just figured out how to get rid of you forever. I mean, I can end up ruining everything you're about and, again, and resetting. And, well, what he ends up saying that he's going to give him a piece of the switch. But in my mind, it, it is played off as, all right, I'm done. You know what? I forgive you. I want to be a nice guy. I'm Barry Allen. I'm a great guy. So what I'm going to do is pretty much what Damian Wayne did to all those villains uh, over there in Mercy Hall. I'm going to do something that erases all of your memories so that you you could be a curator at the future Flash Museum and just be there. Hey, everybody, everything's great. No, I it's hate just to such live a weird like idea, though, just because this whole thing, the lead up to it, Barry's all like, I forgive you. Eobard, he wants it's no not parses. your fault. He is going to run and punch Barry and Barry vibrates through that, sending Eobard through him. He's like, I pulled the speed force into myself, just like I did when I created the Flashpoint. I'm like, all right, that's a little weird. And then when you tried to take over my body, you gave me an idea, Thawne. What, what did you do to me? I never, I can never save my mother, but I can save you. I'm giving what you took from me. Peace. The idea that he is now grounded, Thawne. I vibrated. He's like to butters. Always to get grounded. I vibrated <laughs> to allow some of my speed force to stay with you, which... 
when we saw that when Barry had the negative speed force and the speed force combining, that was a destructive force that would just cause explosions everywhere. So the idea that we just gave some of the speed force to a negative speed force user, and then he fades away because now he's grounded. Barry is now his lightning rod, which in my mind he always was because there was no reason for Thawne to ever come back if there was never a Barry Allen to begin with. He has always been the lightning rod in my mind. But we have this thing now. I'm like, I don't understand because now <laughs> – Thawne is grounded, as they say. He has a bit of the speed force with him, and he starts to fade away. And all of a sudden, we go to the 25th century, where it seems that Eobard Thawne is still the curator of the Flash Museum. He has never become Eobard Thawne. All of the records about, you know, I mean, Eobard, he's always Eobard. He's never become the reverse Flash. The, all of the records about reverse Flash and his, his identity, they were lost sometimes in the Great Disaster, which always pisses me off. Though. Somehow, we had the Great Disaster a few centuries in between now and the 25th century, where freaking he, Dr. Like, the, the island of Dr. Moreau, freaking animal people are walking around. We had one boy left in the freaking world, and all of a sudden we're good after that. Never Everything's sense back except the important information that you'd need <sighs> for that issue. Right. The, it's the great so ridiculous. I, I they just, remembered everything else, but they didn't remember that. I hate it when people put the freaking the commandy it, stuff again, in between. The great at disaster this is the speed force of history books. I mean, it's the same thing of, and eh, we can do whatever we want, and then it's you know that sort of thing, and it's the lack of explanation and details. And everybody plays with that, so it's not just a Joshua Williamson thing, but the idea that you have that they don't know his identity, but nobody would like to live with hate that long, right, kids? Right? You know what I'm saying? But now Eobard Thawne has never become the reverse. Obviously, he's the reverse Flash because there is a history of the character. He doesn't know it was ever him, though, for some reason with this. Barry goes and checks on him to make sure that he is okay with this new life. Goes, uses the cosmic treadmill to go all over time, even though we shouldn't be able to be using Speed Force like this because it was all hyper before and it could, like, you know, kill Barry and burn out the Speed Force in general. But he goes all over. We see that the Renegades are fine. We see that the Tornado Twins are fine. We see that Grodd in the past. It's a and all reset. That stuff. It is a complete reset, and even to the point where we have the the, sem- the tombstone for August Hart, and all of a sudden he runs past it, and now it's blurred out, and I have no idea what that means. Is August Hart now alive, or what are we doing with that? And I think that's idea- one of those where if somebody wants to use them later, they can. Well, that's all like, I think it but is. But what is that, though? We just freaking fade out the tombstone. Like, that's what happens. We have, when did we have time for an August Hart funeral for well, what's been going on? It has been nonstop. Well, they, went, they did go to his funeral the last issue or so. They went there. Him and Iris went, like, it's a real damn shame. But with that also, the whole deal of it. I don't it, recall. Yeah. Yeah, they went there and they were talking about it and then Barry zipped off from there. Okay. Uh, with that, you end up where you didn't know this year, Ghost Hunter. How could you not know this? When you go and you, if you can actually smear off the name, it, it, they become a zombie, Eric. <laughs> That's what happens. We have a zombie August Sometimes Hart, dead is better. Again, we were talking about this whole deal of the reset, reboot, preboot, all the things that people want to call it, what will happen possibly in 2021. That's what you get here. The the timeline's screwed up. And you have where he already says, well, the Flash timeline's kind of, I'm putting that back together. But the overall timeline, it's a damn mess. He says it's worse than ever. The Justice League's what? There you go. You're tying it into that whole deal again of the damage done to the timeline has to be fixed. They're going to have to do this. And obviously, then we'll get metal and stuff. But everything seems to be fine in the main present timeline. Like everything that happened still happened, except for that whole thing from when had that weird little story that going on for the night that Wally came back from DC Universe Special Rebirth. Like this woman was killed by her husband and Barry was investigating this like when we had the Legion of Zoom going on and the whole thing like, oh my God, I missed this whole murder. This A mother was killed and I didn't hear about this? What have I been up to? Oh, it looks like the husband, he admitted to it even though I have traces that Thawne was here. How could this be? Well, now we find out for some whatever reason, 
Thawne convinced uh, an ancestor of his to kill his wife. And now that this has happened, no, no, the wife's fine. The husband never murdered. I'm like, I, I don't understand where the cutoff point for any of this whole reset nonsense is or why Thawne would have his ancestor with – Hey. It's kind of a weird thing, though. It's kind of a weird thing that I think that what Joshua Williamson is going with is that when he came back and he was doing all this nonsense, he killed Barry's mom. But then he did almost like a hush deal where he was trying to replicate that for his own timeline. And I don't know because it it is wonky. But that's that's Thorn right there. I know, but it is his ancestor. I'm saying it is a Thorn. So I'm just guessing the idea that he wanted to kind of make it. It doesn't make sense. But you end up where oh my name. I don't have the same name as my husband. His name this is, is Thorn. And like, what's you, the going way, on? The, the way that we beat around the bush to get to this whole thing. I think that is one of those that it's so ambiguous that people aren't thinking, oh, man, that's awesome. But it well, doesn't really make thing, much just, sense. Just imagine this, though. Here we have Barry hanging outside of the home of this couple and their son kind of thing. And the wife just walks up because this, this weirdo stranger is just watching the I'm father and son you. play in the yard. Hi. I'm oh, telling you, I'm sorry. yelling at her. Get the hell over here. It's Sorry, I, I'm just admiring your home. I lived in one just like it when I was a kid. You mean a home? <laughs> you mean me, a but, house? But like, you like well, the Tudor style of our house? Get out of here, you weirdo. Well, it's not for sale. Not a problem. Hi, my name is Barry Allen. Heather Macy, do we know each other? I don't think so. Well, maybe in another life. Well, you have a nice day. Tell Mr. Macy what you have in a lovely home. Oh, Macy is just my last name, stranger I've never met before. Let me tell you my social security number on yeah. top also, of this. Also, I want to say, by the way, I have a kid over there, and his school schedule's this if you want to abduct him. Also, later. I never taught him not to take candy from strangers. My husband's last name is actually Thorn. Zucchini. This what they told Stop him. telling strangers oh, on the my street goodness. your freaking life history. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea. Like, ha, well, have a nice, great day. It's funny. It's like, Heather Macy, do we know each other? I don't think so. Maybe another life. Nah, another death, I'd say. And she's like, okay, I'm out of here. Right. I'm, you, know, you, you took it too far, stranger. You know, yeah, watch out because I don't know if you're – the idea of your husband kind of got a whisper from a few – he ends up killing you. So watch out. If he gets handsy, you go right to the police lady because he has a history that isn't really – history but yeah and then i love it like okay and the idea of like this is fixed where this guy doesn't i don't know that that fixes it you know this guy might be what is happening with this finale very ha he yells i'm like ha this guy's gonna go this is what happens we don't realize walks away this lawn guy goes up he walks up who the fuck are you talking to what is that and then slices her Oh my god, it's still a Get loop. inside that it's house, you whore. Oh no, the hey. cycle of violence continues. <laughs> Listen Thanks here. a lot, Barry Allen. Listen here, you jerk. You're going to tell everybody that you sliced your neck on the doorknob. I'm telling you, the thing <laughs> is, I'm sitting here just because we live in a crappy-ass town. Not only that, but oh, like, yeah. like, when we got done re- recording some of the podcasts last night, I walked out, Jess is re-watching the pilot episode The Lost, and at one point, the Korean guy in that, like, you know, he's like, he's looking at his wife talking to the one other character, and he's like, he yells at her in Korean to button up her top button because he's like he is so controlling and on top of that he like we just had a video that was released online and i saw this from our local walmart where there was a couple walking down the produce section and the special needs kid ended up like staring at the guy's wife as she walked around and you saw in the security booth this guy punches special needs kid in the face from the freaking walmart security footage and now people are looking for him because apparently after that they took off but i'm like 
This is how insane people are out and of nowhere. And that's an R Walmart? You, that's an R Walmart. Because you sent me that video because I'm on the – I'm going to be a vigilante now because oh that's God. nonsense. That's but complete thing is, other like, nonsense. I'm reading this book and I'm like, you don't know this dude. All of a sudden, you start talking to like the, his wife on the street and all of a sudden, I'm like, this could go terribly wrong just because of what I've seen this week. I'm saying just because this guy didn't kill her now he, he like, did we don't know that eobard whispered in his ear and did like yeah, we don't you know, know he could have just showed up and said hey heard your wife cheating I'm on you yeah, i'm saying her. eobard may have shown up and said hey and she's like hey what's going on oh i kind of had a house like this that I grew up. <laughs> it's the same scene oh no the cycle continues ha he yells and goes off to what is classic flash deal the family yes, picnic is the, classic. the freaking big old barbecue in the backyard of the, in of the fact, west island what's home cool like, here, I, like this. I would have liked a little spell because one of the big things leading in the flashpoint and all that was when bart was real pissed off because he found out you know where he fits and doesn't fit they had a picnic he didn't show he got pissed and ran off and i wish that they would have said hey bart nice of you to be here you know whatever but you end up having the nice scene that does not look nice uh, uh, Joan Garrick is, is a mutant. Nobody get near her. She belongs on Krakoa. Linda Park is a mutant, and for whatever reason, off to Krakoa, Wall- you go. Wallace West is a little person now who's barely taller than Jay and Ivy. <laughs> Seriously, look how small he is, little cutie. And I like to think that I know this is a perspective angle, but I like to think that you know Bart Allen, for his size, actually has giganticism because he's like, like if you want to say he's right next to Wallace, he is like gigantic looking i know it's a foreground kind of thing he's he's closer to us but it's just a ridiculous kind of way that everybody like we focus really heavy and for some reason it, it feels like the only people that really got focused on here is for uh you know henry allen and max mercury flipping burgers on the grill and that's it everybody else is like let's smudge some stuff together here and and who who makes corn muffins at the party eric that's nonsense Joan i don't need does. the corn you know muffins why? because she thinks ahead of time and <laughs> people actually like that is, who doesn't like corn muffins? I like Monsters, that you, you go who. over and it looks like it's Mina, possibly with her plate that has a hamburger and a bottle of liquor. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on over there, but yeah. See, now you consider that Mina because I consider that Avery and Mina to the right of her. Maybe, yeah. I actually think that might be Fuer. That might be Fuer's. Fuer's yeah, is Fuer's down is at the there. table. I thought Fuer's was up there. I can't tell but from Jim, this. But Jim, the big question is, where's Steadfast? Actually, is that Steadfast? It might be. Actually, oh my goodness where's Avery? gracious. <laughs> I don't know. But you have you have Sing and Pied Piper. They're going to get married soon. They're setting a date. So that's cool. And you got a couple. Uh, I don't know that. We just have Linda and a freaking you know, gigantic. Organic head saying, did you set a date? They never answer because they're not inviting freaking monster-headed Linda Seriously, Park to it. Seriously, if you said – somebody with a, that big a head has to know what's going on, right? I mean, Look, really. This is our day. We don't want people looking at you and your gigantic cranium. That's true. And then you end up having Barry and, and Iris. They're looking out like, what the hell happened? Who hey, the- everybody. Do you remember in Flash Year One when, when Iris said that she was a fan of horror movies? Well, if you do, you'll be tickled pink because she's wearing a Jason Voorhees t-shirt this time around. How do you like that? Somebody is a fan of, you know, the wide angle fish lens because that's what it looks like you're looking through here. And maybe that's the play. I'm telling you that, that, that Joan 
is is a monstrosity. And if she made those corn muffins, I'm not touching them because I don't need that. But you end up having some fun there, right? You have a lot of fun. There's not a lot of room there. There's so many things, but yet they seem to want to be playing all these games. Somebody's going to get hit and hurt. But yeah, this whole deal of, hey, everybody's together. You get- that. What's Wallace doing with that baseball bat? He's gonna go and, playing baseball back here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a wiffle ball you there see that, that giant Jay has. picture window right there. I'm like, that's oh, just yeah. getting smashed. Oh, it is. But then you know, the, you use the speed force to get the fuck out before they know it's you. <laughs> that's what you use. Well, that's that. the thing. It's actually, I say that if that ever happened, they have the speed force. They can catch the ball. He can hit the ball and catch it himself. That is true. That that kind of doesn't make a great game then. But they're drinking the pink lemonade here. They they got a ball, a kickball. They. <laughs> Tell you, there's a lot going on here, including a massively oversized Bart Allen who is going to go and stomp on some city <laughs> in some nation here. But yeah, you I'm have all this boy. going on. Yes, you are. Murder, what's going on? He's going to go off and star in the Goonies remake. And you have this going on, and you have these, you know, the fan service moments. Oh my God, there's Linda. I like the Linda that we had in the death metal speed metal deal, but there's Jay I all these things and Barry's like, Hey, this is awesome. Me and you are gonna smooch up a storm that oh wait a minute, I got a call from the Justice League, gotta run. I'll oh, be and back Dr. in a flash. And he's saying soon, so guess what, guys? Dr. Alchemy's coming and up. Dr. Like, this Alchemy is such a is. weird thing to have right here. It's like, such a weird deal. Why do like I know a lot of writers like to do this, like they set things up for whoever's coming on next, but the thing is, why can't we just deal with this story and have that when it happens. You know, Dr. Alchemy, if he's going to do something, we don't have to have a weird half a page of him just sitting there reading books and, you know, Here's the saying deal. soon. I said, you have you have Dr. Alchemy, right? That's fine. I like yeah. Dr. Alchemy. I just did a Patreon Villains podcast on Dr. Alchemy. He's a lot of fun. First appearance? This is the thing. If you're anybody in this universe, you cannot allow a Dr. Alchemy to be in full uniform and sit there and just do seances and shit in his cell. I mean, they're He's only just, asking look, for trouble. He just asked for a lot of candles for some reason. No candle holders, just a lot of candles. And he has taken way too many books from the prison library. And then melted. The, he, he's going to For some reason, lot. the Iron Heights Prison Library has a huge occult section. Yeah, they do. And now the books are ruined with the, the, the burning candle wax and the everywhere. candle wax. But it's all, not considered to any of the other prisoners. Dr. Alchemy. Boom. Hey, he prison bars, water. Boom, he's out. That, that's all he's going to do. He doesn't have his Philosopher's Stone. You don't know that. Plus, that's what he's reading. He, I bet he's going to try to figure out what's going on without it. He's trying to do his magic. And and maybe the magic should be get, get a better looking outfit that you can kind of hide it's in the shadows. It's a fine outfit. I do like it. The A is a little too much. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, know, you, the a you don't you need know to go a, scarlet letter here right with the now, A. Right now, he's just hooded dude with a cape. He's an adulterer. He is. <laughs> I can't believe it. He is just a hooded guy. It's funny, too, because he is such a fun villain. And that's where you have this and it points out and that's why when you have joshua williamson leaving we're gonna have a bunch of people jump on and do some stories in the next couple months and so i like the idea of something fun like a dr alchemy so hopefully it yeah, works out because we haven't had a doctor yeah alchemy. yeah you. You, pretty you cool get the majority of the main rogues you get a bunch of stuff thrown at us for the end for the gigantic legion of zoom but the reverse flash i'm like the Flash does have more than this. Let's use them. Like, even the idea if you bring up the top, like, I don't need the top with the rest of the rogues. The I like the bottom, but that's just me. And I like the idea of those, and especially Dr. Alchemy here. You know, first off, I, I appreciate that he has done his studies, Eric, and he's received his PhD. He's studious. But I also like that you don't have he, to Mr. have – Alchemy. You don't have to have every Flash villain deal with 
running fast or slow and things like that. And so that's why I like when you get the mix in there. And so you end up having all this going down. Barry, he's making himself a speed force sandwich is what he's doing. No, it's just a regular sandwich. Oh, I thought it was made with a touch of the speed. He's doing it fast, but he's talking to somebody off panel and we see that he's crazy. As we he's finish the flash, why we find out that Barry Allen is in fact insane he talking to his insane. dead mother. Crazy? Insane? When he goes off to get to the Justice League and find out what the problem is, and like, you know, when Iris went, hey, uh, who are you talking to? No one. Just no one. I'm like, this is when Iris packs her stuff up and leaves because she realizes I can't be in this unstable relationship with this crazy man. Because he said, Mom, now here's the thing. You know, my dad died, and sometimes I sit there and I'll talk to my dad and I say things like, screw you, dad, I did it. Unlike what you said. Stuff like that. But yeah. I wouldn't walk across the room and pretend I'm caressing him and kiss him on the, the cheek. I mean, that's, where, him on the forehead, that, that's where you go like, crazy. I'm my dad was a, a taller man, Eric, yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah. So I, He's going to kiss you that. on the forehead. Just imagine this, like, hey, who are you talking to? And here's no one, just something I hope will finally be left in the past. Like, the fuck are you talking? <laughs> who are you talking to? I didn't notice this. I love the idea that this is. Yeah, you better go. This is. This is like the <laughs> like, idea. She didn't mean to go save the day. She meant in general. Yeah. Well, this is the idea where. Uh, Batman ended up in the uh, the Bane deal when we ended up having up I Am Bane, Bane when he oh, went right, and right. talked to his, to his mom. mother. Yeah, he talked to Martha of the mind in yeah. heaven and, and she said, hey, you don't have to keep doing this. And, you know, this is a, you know, a thing and a commitment of a little kid grow up. And he's like, hey, I, I do it for me, I mama. I've been dealing with you guys in a while, jerk. But you end up having this. And I laugh so much because for the most part, Joshua Williamson has hinged a lot of the story in this run on the idea of reverse flash and his mother and now when he's done he's like yeah anybody afterwards you you shouldn't deal with this barry's over it now because i've done it ad nauseum and then you can't do it so i hope that i'm done with that no he's not he never will be so stop it but hey i'll be back in a flash oh did you just make a joke yes i did i can be fun sometimes he zips off yeah and crazy most of the times i'm out of here she runs (laughs) out she just basically says hey Anybody who wants to come with me and get this crazy ass Barry, I'm out. And uh, with that, though, you do get a mention. I wish Wally was here. Well, I'll get around to talking. He's to doing him. stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, he's doing stuff right now. And and with that, it it ends up like I'll find him, Iris. I promise. I'm like, boy, you took a while to find him. If it's death metal, speed I, metal, right? Yeah, and it's it's exactly what's going to happen. That's when he ended up going meeting up with Wally during death metal. But I love the idea as we have the Flash just running off. He's stopping bank robbers, and the one time. This is just a personal thing because of what we see on the panel here as the issue closes is Barry taking out two bank robbers. And I like to think that the Court of Alice has fallen so low that we just have <laughs> random schmoes wearing just Court of Owl masks robbing banks in Central City. That's how far they've fallen right here because that's what it looks like to me. I got the idea that these assholes are there and they're watching TV and they're like, what? What's Gotham? Joker? What? Fuck that. We're, the- We're going to do this here. They end up putting on Joker mask and run out. Woo, woo, woo. And then they get caught. Caught, it is funny because I actually didn't read the whole thing for next because we just had that little setup for Dr. Rockby saying soon, but next, the tricksters return. I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Like, are we up- dealing with Axel again? We're getting some James Jesse. We, yeah. we have dealt with the trickster a bunch of times. We we'll actually see. brought the old trickster back into this in this run. I'm so, like, what now you want to see the is tricksters the, the return. tricksters return. How would this see Dr. Rockby? <laughs> 
the tricksters return again, again. I should really read these things before we get on the mic. Well, because it does I, have this, a thank you. I know. I, I didn't read the thank you before because I didn't care because I spent this entire issue wondering because besides for that nice moment at the end where you have the flash, I'm like, I don't understand what this comic was or what happened in it. No, I'm going to read the thank you so everybody knows it, Eric, and I'm going to do my impersonation. Thank you to all the readers and everyone who work on the Flash Run with me. Thank you for the greatest race of my life, Joshua. That's him. There. That, that was spot on, Joshua Williamson. Think he goes by Joshua? I don't know. Josh. Not just goes around, Jay. hey, Josh. Yeah, I think he goes Joshua. I don't know. I never heard the guy talk. I, I barely know I what know. he looks like. I don't know. I he, have no idea. I already hates our guts. So why would that makes I care? Sense. Eric, I, the only one I talk to when it's hate involved is you. And I got to talk to you way too much, right? So, what are you talking about? You don't talk to anybody in your family? No. Trickster <laughs> returns again coming up, Eric. So we'll see what that is all about. But we are. I bet it's the trickster. <laughs> I, I think he's returning. And though we kind of saw that he should have returned with a lot of the nonsense at the end of this, where we hey, fixed he that had his timeline. Fixed for some reason. That, that's what Nobody it's all going to be nothing. about. That's all it's going to be. And it's going. That seems like a weird thing to pull right after this. Like uh, I know. Trickster. Re- well, now he's just going to return again. And he wouldn't remember. But you end up having this last book. Of the section, Eric, and it is Batman What's Superman your score number 12. For oh my God, I give it a 6 5. What would you give it? I have actually gone up because there are some really nice men. I was sitting here at a 5 just because I was really stuck on the idea that I don't understand their ideas of how things work because things are just thrown at us to get a rewrite, like reboot, reset, whatever we're doing because Joshua Williams is done, reset anything that you want to reset here, Speed Force Magic. It doesn't make sense to me. I hate it when people do this, and that's all this is on top of a really nice Flash family bit, which I did enjoy. The art was okay besides for the the mongoloid picnic at the end, but beyond that, I like what we got here. So I'm going to go up to a 5.5 out of 10 just for the Flash family moment, but the overall story of Eobard Thawne was such a stinker in my mind. But but this is the last issue of a run, Eric. Uh-huh. You, you can't go that low. You, you, I, know, you can't was, do I that. I went up, Jim. But, but you're still down there, Eric. Pretty then, low, Eric. N- Pretty no, low. Nobody's reviewing it that low. In fact, mine would have been the lowest score on the roundup. And then well, you come in. I just in. want anybody to tell me how this works. You're like in the basement of the scores. You're down below. Does, you, I'm the cellar dweller? You, you are. You're the cellar dwellers or the upside downs mans that we'll get later. <laughs> we'll see. But we're going to go on to the next book. We'll see. And this is a Joshua Williams book again, yes. right? Yeah. It is Batman. Superman no number 12, here. written by Joshua Williamson, art by Max Rayner, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. Eric, I love no, John J. Hill. Yeah, oh. uh, I loves me when we get some of the amalgams of the world's finest team. And Batman and Steel's pretty damn cool. Joshua Williamson gives us that, a sprinkle of current continuity, and a whole mess of nonsense, Eric. Batman and Superman on the dark side of the moon fighting in a Brainiac Terror Dome is crazy Fine. enough to have me interested in the next issue. But Chemo's responsometer, a volcano candor, <laughs> and a garbled message leading up to it is a bit much. Or is it, Eric? Is no, it? It is. It is. I'm th- actually, the thing is, the, the volcano chemo, fine. It's just the bat cave technology no. chemo no. is a little too much for me. I looked at this as a Silver Age homage. Some people like to say homage type thing. And no. that helped ease the pain, Eric. And I, I ended up where... After repeated readings here, I ended up liking it for the fun of it. But again, it's a Joshua Williamson deal. You're going to be low on explanations, low on things kind of tying in together that make sense, but you get to some fun moments. And 
Like, I right can away, go with that. I was happy with what we we're getting on the book because the book became a Batwoman Steel team up, and I'm like, well, shit, why haven't we gotten more of this? Because I'm all about it right now. Give me more Steel and Batwoman. I like that. And it they main, have nothing it to main, do here except for standing around with a thumb up their ass listening to yeah. a freaking video, but they're here and I'm happy about it. And it, it does maintain the world's finest Steel. You got a super character and a Bat character, so that is cool. And I've never actually thought of a Steel Batwoman deal, so that's really cool. But yeah, basically, they get a distress signal that only they get because they're in the I proximity kinda steal of it. Jason Todd team up now cool for some too. reason. I'm not. I'm just starting to think of other Bat family members because you know, Batwoman's fine, but like Steel, we get so little of it. He's one of my favorite Superman family characters. I have him right here in Imagine X form. Always buy me when I do the podcast. But I'm trying to think of who the perfect team up with Steel would be. Basically, well, you know, back in the '90s when you had this weird shakeup, like you had Steel, who was like the the new kind of Superman after he died. But you would also have like a Jean Paul Valley Azrael as the Batman, and like that was the world's finest. Even though they didn't do like anything really together, but that was what was going on at the time. So when you have a moment like this i i like to sit back and i like to think what is the perfect team up for what we're dealing with right now what and you, you know, thought, this is a pretty good one <laughs> what you thought at one point was power girl and huntress but that was you back in the Look, 52 there is no reason that book shouldn't have kicked so much ass jim well the thing is they were the world's finest eric Ooh-wee. that's Ooh-wee. not appropriate <laughs> with this whole deal i think that what you want is a joker's Especially daughter cyborg superbird Cyborg Superman Joker's daughter, right? That would be what no, you need, right? Joker's daughter is not part of the Bat family. Oh, I, I I didn't know that. What you would want also, is Cyborg Superman, obviously not part of the Superman what, family. Oh, well, what what you would probably want then is like a character that would transform from a milk truck into oh, an ice man. cream truck, right? Is that what you wanted? You me, said Cyborg, and you thought of different robots, didn't you? Yeah, me and you are the world's finest. <laughs> Hell, we're not. But yeah, you end up having this. And what Joshua Williamson has done in this Batman Superman book that a lot of no, people Jim, haven't. Tell is, me who the best duo are. <laughs> I already told you, Cyborg Superman Joker's daughter. I'm sticking with it. Probably I would go, actually, I would love to see, I don't know, maybe a D.H. Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne in the Super Sons book. Take That'd that, amazing. asshole. Take that, <laughs> but DC. No, I'm just saying, like, Steel right there with Batwoman might be the best bit because I'm like, it doesn't work with a Steel and a Damian Wayne. It doesn't work with a Steel Batgirl in my mind. It doesn't, like, work with a, you know, a uh, Tim Drake I'm either. Like, Red now. Hood. Obviously, he's more of an anti-hero. Steel would not put up with shenanigans. But for some reason, Nightwing and Steel seems too generic to me. How about Natasha Irons and Damien? Would you like that? No, That'd I would not. That'd be pretty cool. No, That'd no. be pretty awesome, I think. But, you know, you're just a no. I, I like John Not Damien. Nightwing and Natasha Irons when they were Titans? That'd be pretty cool. But, you know, I, I, I like Steel and Batwoman here. I like it. I like that you have some detective work going on. You have some tech deal. But Joshua Williamson does play well with continuity, at least, you know, knowing what's going brings, on. No, no. He brings up continuity because we are really doing the idea. This is a continuation of when we brought Candor back to life with General Zod and the Lazarus Pits of the big racial goal thing that we had going on in the Batman Superman book. This is a continuation about the idea when the city of Candor was recreated, there was a weird like pulse that went out that activated a Brainiac virus that is doing crazy stuff. And it's taken over the Amalgam New Program on the Batcave, which it pretty much minority reports the villains to figure out what they're going to do before they're going to do it, which is just a problem to begin with. But now you have a Brainiac virus that was created once Candor was recreated. You are making references to things that you have done. But when you actually go back and look – the Candor that was recreated was a reproduced. It was a reproduction. It wasn't the city of Candor. So I don't know why there would be a post that was sent out in a reproduction of Candor, which is not the original Candor. And also 
This is only one because General Zod had another with the half of Kandor's population that he took back to his own planet. Well, so listen like, to me. New Krypton. Over here? Yeah, New Krypton's hell's breaking loose as we're talking right now, Eric. Oh, my goodness. You also have mention of Leviathan. He does end up bringing these things in. Like you said, sometimes they get wonky. But even with having Atomic Skull come in, at least he knew what had happened to Atomic right. Skull, even going as far as knowing that it continued in the Teen Titans But he seemed club. to know what was going on more with Atomic Skull than his actual own story with the return of Kandor. That is true, Eric, but he's using this, you know, story over continuity, I guess. <laughs> you end up having all this and really the connection, the one plus two equals three connection of this, it gets wonky. It really does, leading from this database becoming a m- minority report thing, like well, you said, where it can predict Well, the best part about the minority report is because we made fun of this so bad in this book because it really just seemed like hey superman it's batman talking right now in case you didn't know yeah i know, I know batman it. but why do you, you know say what we that should batman? do we should take all the villains that we all know we have and put them in a computer and keep tabs on them like yes you know like you have a back computer or a computer at the freaking you know hall of just you have these well you and i made fun of this because the concept that they threw out there was just such a standard superhero thing we've like, always had we, we had it in the cartoon I exactly. Mean, yeah. They have always had this thing. But now for this issue, when we expand upon that idea and find out it's not only just a database, it is an algorithm to predict what these villains are going to be doing and also keeping track of their current locations. Now you have done something cool to the point where you've added on to it and made it not a laugh, like, like a laughing stock in my mind. Well, the thing that gets me, though, is we end up it's almost like you have Joshua Williamson trying too hard a bit here because he's using this database algorithm that could be the story, the idea, because I don't think Superman would be down with this. He seems to know what's going on and knows what happened. This is a Batman thing. This is a contingency program for the world where, OK, we're going to I'm going to arrest and beat up Penguin because I just found out that he's going to rob a bank next week. We, whenever we have these precog, you know, things like a minority report, you're always with, well, can you arrest somebody before they do a crime? Can you do this? That to me is a really good story where I think think superman would have been against it and then maybe something like that but well, it's it only used like a, to leap trouble to this. that we had before in the whole of justice even in the like the uh, super friends cartoon trouble or trouble or for the idea that something is going to be going down or it knows that something will eventually be going Again, down from this. that's where the whole you know that's a morality thing and a thing of ethics are can we go and beat up a guy and arrest him before they do a crime and that's something that but superman that would be against to but be a thing that actually happens in here because they are alerted to the idea that this group can be doing something in Hawaii. They go and the group is doing something well, in Hawaii. That's so because they are it was on the right. scene right away. I'm saying they do say that we got there before. They said that they they ended up doing this. The algorithm said the Brotherhood of Death Cult obsessed with this. When we got there, they were about the to go. And then they ended up doing this. So it was it proved that the algorithm could work. We managed to stop the Brotherhood before they, ended they up had doing a spare chemo responsometer and they put volcano stuff into it. Yeah. You know, lava. Yeah, lava. <laughs> For some reason, I could not think of lava. what lava was called. But I was still like, <laughs> well, you know, volcano stuff. Volcano stuff. That's the magmas. But yeah, and, you ended up and having volcano a stuff chemo. He looks pretty cool right here. Yeah, I, I did this idea that we're going to use not the one that we have in Metal Men, but there is a different responsometer for chemo that they yeah, have stolen was from Argus after Leviathan deal. screwed everything up. I'm like, I like all this. Even filling him with volcano and making him a fire chemo. I'm like, I call him magma. I, that's what I'd call him now. But you end up where this ends up all combining. And at one point, 
the bat cave attacks them and we've seen this before we've seen this many a time but the bat oh, cave yeah. attacks it's a virus it ends up grabbing and taking this whole algorithm steals it all oh, virus it's causing everything to attack you know you end up having batman why aren't you punching things superman this is all you're good for and you're not doing it i didn't want to mess up your toys mess them up please i'm not eric shea <laughs> Yeah, I'm a billionaire. And they start doing that. Don't touch well, at one point, they're like, is this the responsometer causing this? Well, I'm going to throw a batarang right through it and destroy it. zippity doo hits it. No, it must not be that. But then later it is, and it's not. it doesn't have a is batarang it? in it. Well, it ends up where they because start yelling. Because I feel yelling. like the Brainiac Pulse actually just activated the responsometer to go and do these other things because it's also bringing everything else to life. They start yelling. The bat plane wreckage is merging with the responsometer. I thought that he just destroyed this. So it ends up working later and ending up making a chemo <laughs> it doesn't make much is, sense we we have a chemo like we have the the batwing go down and crash almost killing batman right here and in the fiery metal explosion of the batwing in the bat cave the responsometer goes and forms this freaking amalgam of all the stuff around it right there and makes pretty much a chemo with just a can you just call that like, cave stuff just like I, the I, volcano stuff. stuff and i just the thing is i like volcano stuff chemo this cave stuff, Kem, I'm like, I don't understand how any of this it works just looks or why. Like, it's like it's, it's Jimi Hendrix. It's got a bunch of purple haze in there. I don't know what's going on. Plus, I want them at one point. They're like, we better get a hold of Will Magnus. Yeah, call him and tell him not to turn this switch on. You know, maybe this is what. But you end up with all this. Like I said, though, it seemed like they destroyed the response. Well, that's well, the thing. The isn't. last thing I did before this was started was input Kemo's tech into the database, into the back computer. And it appears as if whatever is causing this is attempting to replicate it. Why? Why? Yeah, so we're doing Brainiac. We have a essentially it's Brainiac stuff. We have a Brainiac virus that has attached itself to this algorithm that is activating all these things around and trying to kill our heroes. And because it is a part, like pretty much born of Candor's return and this algorithm, with all of the villains' database inside this algorithm, now all it wants to do is create Brainiac versions of the villains our superheroes fight right here our world's finest and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna build a base on the moon we're gonna take our heroes to that base it's the dark just gonna, side of the moon Eric. we're just gonna keep reproducing brainiac villains and take control and for some reason another thing i'm paging through to get to that point but i want to know why batman has a mother box yeah, but this is the the thing. that's the whole deal where he's like oh no self-destruct sequence started he tries to stop it he can't and he says to superman shit's gonna get real bad in a minute i gotta go down i gotta dive in How and go Batman get this mother box. Not only activate a mother, like not activate, but plug a mother box into his system to power it, but also tell this living organism that is a mother box, kill yourself. You know, like it's it's a, it's a thing that does its own thing. Like, I, why do we have a, a mother box that's imprinted on Batman here? That it's just, I'm telling you, it isn't a side right. It's it's not even talked about. Batman goes down, opens a box, rips it out of some cables, and throws it away. And we don't deal with this mother box. No, again. no, it's gone. This mother box. I would guess that Batman throughout this whole time he was telling the mother box his greatest regret. And when <laughs> this thing has been waiting to die for a while, and then, I don't want to hear the greatest regret again. Well, let me tell you this Russian fairy tale. It, it wants to die and it ends up dying well batman comes up and i love the idea that you have something as big and this is where even the algorithm like i said it seems like you're taking a really big thing just to leapfrog to the story that seems like it could be fun but then you go and get a mother box he rips it off the cabling and throws it and then just comes out like he had a dip in the pool everything's fine superman let's oh no we're in trouble and yeah they end up being taken over and all this is being told 
through surveillance thing and Batman describing it to both. that Batman yeah. left for whoever came to, to the Batcave to find yeah. out about and this. And so they sent out this distress signal. Now, everything that I just saw and heard, if I am Steel or Batwoman, this would immediately get me on the phone to the Justice League. There is a lot of shit going on. And at one point, even Batman spells out the virus has gone through my back computer and it's off to the Justice, the Hall of Justice. Oh, no, this is big. But they never all this is is that Steel and Batwoman just happen to be lucky or unlucky to be in the area. That's what it seems. And they're not going to get a hold of anybody because then you have Batman. Hey, everybody got to the moon. He ended up saying, don't come to the moon. But they don't get that because it's garble. That just the right moment. And they're right, going to go on. I hope my message was received where I told them not to come to the moon looking for us. Oh, no, that's exactly what Steel and Batwoman are putting. Oh, my do. goodness. That's what they're doing. And they have a big Batman, Batwoman and Steel Pull out that looked awesome, and then you end up having steel. Hey, Natasha, you, you got that spare rocket ship? Let's go. And they're going to go I really do off. enjoy these two together. Yeah, I do too. They're going to go off and do this, but it, it tends – there's a lot of times that you'll have – and really, you have a Batman-Superman book. There is nothing that you're ever going to have those two run into that you'll ever say, well, why don't they go get – you know, they're Batman and Superman. I'm not saying that Batwoman and Steel aren't the greatest, but – they're not the greatest, yeah, but I enjoy them. They, they, I, I love them, but they're not Batman and Superman. They should call somebody. They should at least call and give them a heads up that Brainiac might be fucking with the computers over there in the Hall of Justice, number one, but maybe get some other characters to go, even though they don't know what's going on. And you, you end up having Batman. He does the classic that I hate. He sneaks away to tell whoever gets the message, not what they need to do to save them. He wants to explain what led up to it. It's story time for this Batman. And I wish that wasn't the case of how we get the story relayed to us because this idea that our heroes of this book, Batwoman of Steel, are essentially spending this entire issue sitting there listening to a recording instead of us actually just dealing with Batman and Superman, having this adventure, and then getting captured by Brennick. And then we move on to an issue two of this arc where Batwoman and Steel are coming after them after learning what happened. Like, this is a weird way to tell a story in my mind, which kind of just takes away from the idea that this is a Batwoman Steel book and this is their first time doing this. And, and they're, they're standing they're around watching and doing TV. this entire time. And so Batman, who, again, we see as this comes out and pulls out, this message was Batman running off to record this and send it out while he's being hunted down by Brainiac, you know, soldiers, these guys getting them because they're Bunch replicating stuff as they're in planet Brainiac here. And the whole deal of it, like, oh, my God, this is what happened. This is what, oh, my God, I got to go. We don't come to the moon. All right, we're going to go to the moon and they go off. And in the meantime, you do have these these Brainiac soldiers and this replication stuff. And I wonder if what's going to happen is they're just pissed off because Brainiac is off and he's part of a throne. I, I don't really know think if you're gonna this do is that. a way that Brainiac is going to revive himself. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to get a Brainiac who comes back from being a throne of this whole thing, but this seems like one of those Brainiac maneuvers to make sure that he can always live on where this virus is sent out so he can always, you know, recreate himself with something like this. But instead, because of the algorithm where it's mixed in with all of this information about the villains, we have replicators going on. We have a Doomsday Brainiac. We have a Clayface Brainiac, a Bane Brainiac, and a Silver Banshee Brainiac at the whole end of this. I'm like, that is crazy on top of 
having a Brainiac AI that appears to be in the actual system itself that's controlling this whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that that's what's going to kind of happen is this thing is replicating to bring them back and kind of get them on the deal. But we'll see. We'll see how they stop it, what happens in The Batman. weirdest part about this book, though, is the whole thing when Batman is relating what happened to him to Steel and Batwoman. He's a know, storyteller, the, Eric. When, this when, is when he's talking regrets. about this whole idea that after the, you know, the Batman who laughed infected a bunch of people like Supergirl that they went and decided to do this and then after this whole explanation it's just a close but still they should have checked in on Supergirl more I'm like yeah and what? it didn't really make sense but even with that this is the idea where I end up I ended up getting in a car accident and I know that you're gonna go or I saw a car accident the 309 traffic's really bad I don't I know you're gonna hit 309 you're, you're gonna and I go through this so then there was this the, all you have to do is start with listen I'm gonna tell you what happened but don't go on through like with this we're on the moon just the idea that he's sending out a signal that he's says listen if we don't come back in 24 hours i have this signal go out i have this tape all to say don't come and find us that's a lot of wasted time to just tell everything that happened to then say don't come and save us like it's very odd and so it has to be garbled so they go off but i wanted superman to say like well what happened well i ended up saying don't come to the moon he's the hell were you gone for that long? I mean, really, you don't need to tell it. If that's the case, don't even send it. But they end up because of the garbage. Why does the deal Brainiac happening. Bane have venom going into his Brainiac body? That's oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's bright reanimator green fluid. Well, it's because they're they're accurate with their cosplay here is what they're going to be doing. I, I don't know. It is kind of funny <laughs> that that's the case. It's Brainiac fluid. I think it's just a neon tube. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably like some lights, LED lighting and stuff like that. They ended up doing it's like, you know, blood pack thing going when they get hit. It's all it's all special effects, Eric. But yeah, you have all these things going and they're gonna attack and do all that. But boy, they should have checked in with Supergirl a little more. That's what they should have done. What a weird throwaway line though. Out of nowhere just for steel. Bitches should have checked on Supergirl. they like, how many times are you checking in? What are you talking about? And I don't really see you hanging with Supergirl, Steel. What are you talking about? I I wonder if it's one of those things. Maybe he's confused because he did deal a lot with Superwoman. And he's like, yeah, you know, they should have dealt with that. Super. Actually, I think he's saying they should have killed her. Did Lana leave him and he thinks that Superwoman is still infected and this is why she hasn't come back? Yeah, I think (laughs) that's what happened. He's pissed. He's really angry about that. But that was a funny part. I think that he's actually saying they should have so they should have taken care of her is what i think he was talking you know zippity doodah they wanted to kill it but with that what did you give this this there's i like the art in this overall i, I think the too. steel batwoman team up is an awesome thing to do with this book it's just some of the continuity problems the way they spell things out are just plain wrong at times and just you know we we have all this going on, but I'm going to write around the idea of what I set up before so nobody asks any questions to get to this point here. But overall, I, I, I dig this. I think it's a cool idea. We have the, the freaking Brainiac building a base on the moon, creating Brainiac super r- villain versions of himself throughout the back computer. I'm like, this is cool. And we have these characters to take care of it. I like all of this, but the problem is some of the continuity issues really threw me off here to get to where we needed to go. So it's a 6.5 out of 10. Okay, I, I went seven, but I'm going to go back to that part with Steel because I, I something was getting it. was nagging at me here, Eric. And this is the line here, and this doesn't make sense. My score is going to go down a thing of this. Just, it's just going to go down it very so slightly, much. but I'll still round up. It's after Supergirl and the others were compromised by the Batman who laughs, Superman and I knew we needed to do a better job keeping tabs on enemies unaccounted for. 
So they only spell out Supergirl by name. Steele doesn't say they should have checked on her more. He says they probably should have checked in on Supergirl as well. So he's saying that it, that's the only one they mentioned. So it makes no yeah. sense. It's like, hey, we, you know, Supergirl and all those others were infected. Yeah, you should have checked on Supergirl to see if she was infected. No, no, no. Something got wonky there. Something was, was written and went back and changed because it wasn't just you should have checked on her better. It was you should have checked on her. They mentioned her by name, Steele. They just did. And then he has the vision of her infected behind him. That well, makes did, me laugh. Did Supergirl have an infected title like with the commissioner? Like it's not Jim Gordon. No, I'm because she had I'm her own. She had uh, – no, no. Remember we said that they couldn't because she had a regular book going. Title, yeah, right, right. Change that Because stuff. we had King Shazam. We yeah. had the Scarab. We had like a – the sky tyrant sky the tyrant commissioner, commissioner and we had Deathbringer, and then supergirl like, supergirl oh. not so supergirl not, not even just kara i i just love that i love our killer zor l killer right ghost-faced no. killer they could have had ghost-faced killer they could have had the ghost face you kind of was that right <laughs> yeah but yeah, with that, I'm like, yeah, they, they insane Kara I, I, Posse. I, I want <laughs> run DM Kara. You end up where you have all I'm this. The I, I wanted to have the whole deal where Pat was like, they mentioned her. They did check. I mean, they mentioned her, right? Marvellous Steel. What's going on? Would you just have a stroke or something? This, what are we this doing? Doesn't with? make sense. There, you know, she was the beastie Kara. Maybe, but there it is. I, I'm, I'm still going with the seven out of right. ten because I had fun with it. it you get I a little wonkiness to, to get there, but the idea of a you know planet brainiac where you have Batman and Superman. I hope that you don't end up having you know Toy Maker there sending the the mechas where they can combine into a Talk big Voltron and all that nonsense from metal. But we're gonna end up where I have a feeling it's kind of gonna get. Not as much fun because you're just going to have Steel and Batwoman come and save the day. Maybe a little too quickly, but we'll see how it goes. And uh, that's how good they are. That's how fast yeah. they are. How good a team they should always be together because look how quickly they can take this threat yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't we know how long this arc is. I don't know either, but we'll go off now. We're going to go off and after a little break, we're going to come back with some more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. How dare you! Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. And boom goes the diamond. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single I think that your recaps will be read without a single mistake. And we have two books in this section (laughs) that are both your books. But Batman Beyond Mark ends up taking over the Batman Beyond stuff, which he has for years. Me just having one review I have to do the blurb for in this section, there's a very good possibility I will mess it up because you know what? Reading is hard. I Especially know the way that I write. it is, but I don't think that you're going to mess up, Eric. Me I don't that? think How you're going to mess that? up. How about that? What is the first book we're talking about? Justice League Dark, number 26, written by Ram V, with art by Amanke Nahulapan, June Chung, and Rob Lee. 
You're it's doing all, good. Yeah, it's all about getting the band back together, this issue, where Detective Chim, Constantine, and Dr. Fate go to the Upside Down to join Wonder Woman, Zatanna, and Swamp Thing in their final <laughs> battle against the Upside Down Man. Why should they have a chance against this monster now? Well, because they believe their magic is stronger, and because we've built this big bad up so much, it seems that the power of belief is the thing that will see our heroes through in the end, even if some of them don't seem to, if they'll come back home alive at the end of the battle. <laughs> you almost <laughs> you almost did it, Eric. You almost. I have this little, weird thing. Little where deal I, at the end. I can't follow what I've written for some reason. My brain does a sidetrack and decides. Let's start adding things. So what you're saying is, it's basically me reading the whole badass roll call. Yeah. But you have all this going on, and yeah, this issue. And Ram V came out and said, "Hey, everybody, it's me, Mister V." Uh, you know, uh, everybody's yelling about all this stuff is tying up. It's going quick and that this book will end like a lot of other books, possibly at the beginning of 2021, where we have, you know, even this book tying in to the endless winter where it is not Ram V writing. You're going to end up having this stuff end so that you can get to endless winter. And a lot of people said, well, this makes sense. A lot of the books are ending. We're going to have something happen. We think that that will. He said that that's not the case. But all he really said was, I have a lot of stories in my head for oh. this book. Those things may stay in Mr. V's too. head. Yeah, really. You tell most of them the Jess of why you get home at 2 a.m. When, when you left at 3 in the afternoon. I'm Eric, is what those she stories are. Okay, well, there you go. Well, there's still a story there for somebody, right? Uh, but you end up having this all go down. And really, if you are also reading Marvel, which, Eric, you're not. No. You know that the Ten of Swords whole deals coming in hot and heavy over at Marvel Big X-Men event, Jonathan Hickman, all that stuff. And it's a very tarot card based. I don't want any more tarot cards. Well, I'm that's done the, with The them. only reason we're doing tarot cards here, because we ended last issue with Detective Chimp going to find Constantine and finding out that he was over at Madame Xanadu's place in london and he's been like turned upside down we had cards flying everywhere and this issue we find out that constantine has gone to madame xanadu for help because she was a part of the whole thing when zatara did this entire thing to get sent away to hell or the upside down now as we find out in the series and he's asking her for help about this whole thing because obviously she's part of the plan and she says no go fuck no. yourselves i'll give yeah. you one last tarot card reading and what i see in this whole thing is probably death in your future constantine I love, too, because he zips off and he's like, eh, I don't need to hear that last card because it's always the fool. I'm always playing the fool, I am. And then he leaves. Hey, see you later, love. Oh, you shouldn't have left. It's death. Like, oh, no, not with you. This this death card has been drawn a lot this week uh, on these books. But, yeah, you end up where... Okay, you have a setup in this book that's you know two years uh, in running, yeah. and so we're getting towards an end. Yes, things are being forced to an ending, but at least we're getting to one. Uh, it has been a long well, time. That's and the I thing, the biggest problem, because it has been such a long time, and we spent so much time building up the upside down man, the upside down world that he comes from, the mirror to Hecate, the stuff where magic comes from, that we've kind of written ourselves into a corner in my place. Because we now have. that we've actually we're going to the upside down, we're doing the final battle to finally take this big bad out but to get to this point we now have to think to ourselves what about all those other upside down creatures that we found out previously actually went through and destroyed hell did all these things when they're messing up magic left and right we've kind of moved past that and not dealing with it ever again even the point where we destroyed magic but we've recreated magic and we have to rewrite what the laws are essentially now it's just hey magic's back and in the upside down it's more powerful because of the power of belief that i'm like 
Yeah, that kind of just fizzled out for that whole bit. Yeah, it did. Now, when we had Reggie on the deal, RIP, we had him and you guys would talk about this book and it would drive me nuts. And I'm not going to say that I saw What's anything coming because obviously I, did, I didn't see anything coming. I'm not a soothsayer. I don't have my tarot cards. And I, I pulled the, wait a minute, Joshua, not Joshua Williamson, James Tyne in the fourth and also Ramby. I just pulled the bullshit card that you keep going with. But back in the day when they started throwing out all that stuff, I was kind of left behind i got confused i didn't understand okay you're saying magic is done but it didn't seem to be and all that so i did say back then this seems like a lot of fucking nonsense that's never gonna tie in whatever i end up being right in a back door way but it wasn't like i actually knew i am and so and a second story man as well but i never ended up you know knowing this or whatever but the the overlong setup and the idea of each issue you'd have james tynan at that point he was just throwing one thing it was almost like we were the, the network stars here one guest star bigger than the next because he ended up okay this is happening magic is gone here's Man, the part by, there here's was just a bunch too of magic b level characters that nobody remembers anymore and now here's cersei with her legion of doom with the magic the the jl actually not jail dude but the legion of dark i can't remember the the Injustice League Dark or whatever they yeah, called it. The whole that's thing. what I think it and was. And in the background, we've always had the Upside Down Man looming, even to the point where Wonder Woman's like, look, Upside Down Man, we need your help right now because shit's hit the fan. How about this? I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to find out your place in life. I'm going to balance out the scales. And if I can't do this for you, Upside Down Man, you can destroy the earth all you want. Will we move past that point? Yeah, um, I'm takesy-backsy in this whole thing. I'm reneging on this whole thing because that didn't make sense for Wonder Woman. And now that we've reached the point where we have to face the Upside Down Man, she doesn't have a way out or balance the scales as she put no. it. But like, yeah, I can't let you destroy the world. So let's get the team back together. And we're going to fight this out now because we believe we're stronger than we are. And we believe and also, oh, man, that that's a Tara. You a damn clever man. You set this up. The thing the is, they, like, they keep saying this, and I know we've had clips about the idea of like, you know, Constantine finding Zatanna, her doing the backwards magic. We are saying that the pieces were set by Zatara so long ago, but I just can't see the pattern that he was like the clues that he was leaving in order for us to win in the end because it feels so scattered and non-existent at this point because we just have to pick up the pieces. And now this issue has just become Stephen King's it. Now, if you ever watched the original miniseries when it came out in like 1990, where you have the idea of the kids as long as they believe the magic worked for them against Pennywise because that and he was just a character of belief or fear so when Eddie Kasprak goes up with his his inhaler and says this is battery acid you slime and he sprays it at it and it burns him like battery because Eddie believes it that's all this issue now is because we have magic we believe we can use it to defeat you that makes us stronger we have a chance now yeah, and so it ends up what we complain about when it. people use magic, <laughs> people use the speed part, any type of thing like this, you end up solving a two-year-old in-book problem by just saying belief. This is the wishing machines. These are all these things that always you know, end up kind of being wonky at the end because you know there's too much setup for that but you get away with it somehow with ram v saying it's all been a setup by it all the pieces they're coming together and this is a book that since the very beginning it has had you know critical praise i kind of go with the idea that it's almost like a hawkman type deal where it always has looked great so you have that but there's characters we don't normally get you get them in this book and so people want to like it people and it's a dark book it seems fancy i don't know but it just seems like something where it has been 
overrated a bit. I still think there's points where I I did enjoy it. I actually have enjoyed it. I think it's more readable since Ram V has come on, but that might just be because he's trying to tie this up and he has to get moving forward and all. James Tynan, that guy liked the narration process. That was, yeah, and it really did. So at the end where you're going to have this finally end at some point, people are going to say, oh man, this was the greatest run ever of a book like we always get. I'm like, half of the stuff was meandering. Well, the thing is, when we have this issue right here where where we know we're coming to the end for the way they describe how magic works and why our heroes are going to win, we have one page and it's this this constant a fundamental a fundamental truth of magic it's the reason giovanni zatara held on for so long in this place but despite the unending torture then we go to zatana it's why my words spoken backwards have more power here than swamp thing it's the reason john was sent okay. after me knowing that only i could bridge the uh, green to this place then it goes to dr fate could khalid it's why my words swayed the parliaments of life to keep the balance of magic. And then we go to Wonder Woman. It's the reason why uh, they have all the, they have all followed me into this place without question or doubt. And it's why a noble uh, ape holds his broken <laughs> sword to defiance of the, without, without fear. And it's just belief. And I'm like, this does not make this you like for some, this is not the pieces coming together just because Giovanni Zatara said, all right, I have a plan right now. And, and this is all about belief in the end. Them saying this whole thing. Well, it's nice. These are things that happened in this book. A plus B does not equal C with all these things just on this one page of them saying this. That's because, Eric, you can't add letters. They don't add up. They're not numbers, Eric. But no, I know what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. And it makes sense in a way of a wow moment. All right, the teams come together. They're doing it. They're believing that. Yeah, it's wonky. Because it is. if and we start doing this, yes, for some reason, our powers, our magic works better here because this is where magic was born. I can go with that if you want to go. But the idea of belief now, if we continue on with this. Freaking the JLD is like, you know what? I can believe I can do anything right now. There is not a single threat that can come into this book after this is done based on this concept. And I like the idea, and you kind of reminded me of like an American Gods, right. if you want to go like an idea I want to go where King's if, the, if the, well, I'm saying the idea of magic it does dissipate without belief. Yeah. If you were playing that out, where you ended up, where yeah, we've talked about it. every time magic is used in any of these books there's a cost of magic but the idea if you ended up having the upside down man he ends up destroying magic he siphons it into him and they're all like down on magic so upset because they have given up on it and now all of a sudden they believe it's all been within us all along i could even go with that a little more the idea that magic does need but we haven't really had this is just to say well, if we believe in ourselves, we can do anything. And that's a dangerous thing to set up for heroes, like you said, in a book where what threat's going to do anything to them after that if they are able to destroy a thing that has been hounding them, that has destroyed things that have never Hell. been destroyed. And, and yeah, and so you are ending up being able to take it down, not with love, Eric, but belief. I'd rather love, but you end up where, yeah, where do you I, go I, I from do like here? the idea, though, that we get so cocky and like, you know, on ourselves about the idea like, oh shit, we are the Just League Dark. We have belief that we're going to whoop your freaking ass right here. And then Just League, I mean, not just like Constantine just walks out and gets freaking hit with a magic laser beam and killed right at the end of this issue by the upside down man. And he dies with a smile on his face, knowing that I think he has to be the sacrifice to bring the team together to really put that belief over the top to take him on in the end. But I'm like, Sitting here, I'm like, you cocky son of a bitch. Is, are, are you part of the clues that Zatara left behind? Did you have to die to bring the team fully together, have their beliefs be activated to the nth degree? And I'm sitting here I'm like, how many characters are going to die this week? 
Yeah, really. And all I thought was he ended up getting hit. His nose did start bleeding. The blood went into his lips as we see. And he's like, no hepatitis. And finally, he realized that he was not diseased. (laughs) He believes now he had no hepatitis. And he loves it. it Please get tested because I don't give a shit if you say you're a magic man or not. You got hepatitis. Had no hepatitis. Do you know anybody who has hepatitis? No. Because you? you know me, Eric. Oh, my. I'm going to Mitch Hedberg this shit. <laughs> I don't have hepatitis. But, yeah, with this, I love it. It's like we all believe we're going to do this. And then you hear off panel. Mm, th- that's Blue Devil. He wants to be saved. Don't worry. We're back. I, I believe, believe in I me. have the magic to bring him back. Yes. Believe in me. I'm a, I'm a statue. The thing is, right? This is a nice issue. Like talking about the Flash at the moments of bringing everybody together. The stuff that you want to see from a Just League Dark. But the way we get here does feel forced. Like, okay, we need to have a final battle. We need to get to the end. How are we going to do this? Oh, yeah. Magic. It doesn't matter how we get it because we're going to say magic again. And the way we're going to do that is the belief in our own magic. And now I, I like the setup, though. That that it's it's a bit of a problem obviously but you can say whatever you want when you're dealing with magic and if this is the course you want to take it's the course you're going to take but we have all of our people finally together in the other place the upside we down we haven't had that whatever you want to call it and now we are finally on the freaking stepping stool to get to the i don't know why stepping stool now but we're on the stepping path stool. to uh get to the end of the upside down man because i'm tired we're in of the him. first rung he's, right? he's the, the Batman who laughs of the magic world and i'm tired of yeah him. yes yeah i am too and so when you have this, like you said, this ends up being, you know, in a little deal we've had it uh, later on when we talk Suicide Squad, where I like seeing the team do some things together. We we don't often get that in this and book anymore. And even the idea Everybody's that off. is the go-to Dr. Fate now. Like, obviously, we knew that Kent was leaving, but, you know, we have Khalid sitting there thinking to himself that he is not good enough to be on the team. Nobody wants him. They want Kent. But no, we want you, Khalid. You're the man to get this job done. And he just puts on the helmet and he becomes Dr. Fate the way I've wanted him to be this entire time in the series. Yeah, and yeah, Man Battle really, really does. Yeah, do I don't that know why Man Battle yeah. just stands he's around doing some and scientific he, stuff. He's, that'll come up later. He's got one of those smart looks when they're there down underneath there with the uh, sweater overneath the collar shirt. I always like that look. He so looks like, like a professor. Look he looks like a professor. He does, but he's I'm going to go out tonight, there. and I don't want anybody to know I'm stupid as shit. I'm going to wear yeah, a freaking really. button-up shirt with the sweater over with the collar poking out, <laughs> and then have a book with you. Like, hello, fellow students. Hello there, fellow children. But yeah. You have all this going on. Hello, learned and people. Yes. Learned. Hey, uh, learn <laughs> <learned> Pepsi. <laughs> that's the second time this week that that's come up. That is ridiculous. But yeah, you have all this stuff going on. And again, it's nice to see the team do things and it ties into, okay, they believe in each other. They believe in magic, but it is hokey. But of all the people who end up finishing up a story you do have randy doing a good enough job that at least we're not here reading these each month and saying jesus christ what the hell happened at least he's able to do something with this that at least i'm enjoying it enough and i, I like the art a lot it. in this the issue to get great. to us where, like the madam xanadu parts it, it felt like we didn't need to go there but, but you know you have to tie some stuff up but yeah she was there with constantine and zatara when this all got started so yeah let's talk about her but it really served no purpose when we all we want to do is get the band back together get the team together to take on the upside down man with the power of love and belief how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, they end up where everybody's dying. <laughs> you know, now you have Constantine and Superboy. It's funny too. It's funny Dead too because yeah, it's crazy. You have Connor Kent, 
Deadshot, James Gordon Jr., and Constantine. Uh, nobody cares about James Gordon Jr. That guy's a psychopath. But, you know, you could bring him back, whatever. But Constantine, of, of shit, all Constantine. those, all these, though, I'm sitting there, I'm like, he ain't dead. <laughs> he's, there's no smile way on he's his face. Dead. No, no way. No hepatitis, he says, Eric, as he's doing that. <laughs> he ends up that his mouth is a centrifuge. All of a sudden, he believed out. that he had mm-hmm. demon blood again and things are going to be he's, okay. He's there. He's like, let me test my art. Uh, no hepatitis thank god for some hey. reason aids and then he ends up AIDS. he ends up yelling out you know what that is full out raw dog in the night and then you end up having bobo yes <laughs> he's so excited <laughs> satana's running scared so you have all that going on uh what'd you give this i ended up giving this a seven out of ten for even as much as i was disappointed about i'm gonna the, go with the same the belief thing is it's it's over the top for what we do here but because it is the magic this is par for the course with this book and whenever you deal with magic in general I like what we got out of the team here, and I thought the art was really strong in this issue, and I'm just really happy that we're on the path to the finale of the Upside Down Man. And that's one of the things. It's weird because you want to give it a lower score because you have had so much setup to lead to this just to get belief in magic there. But you do end up having Constantine dying. There, there are some stakes that are yeah, thrown on. And I, and I like Bobo. Where, where, where's Kent? Like, he ain't here. I'm Dr. Fate. Let's roll. And so you have these things. But the idea of so much setup to this, you could be happy or mad. I'm going happy because I do want some ending to this. I want to see a conclusion. And I don't know. I like seeing the upside down man with that big eyeball right in the middle of his stomach. I think that's a cool deal. And also a bunch it's of weird. mouths it's and weird stuff, thing to watch. right? He looks He's cool. Got eyes he on does. Him. He does. He's got a lot of and them. They don't want and- He's gonna, they're going to catch some hands, too. They are. Well, he ends up looking like a monstrosity, but he also wears a cool sweatpants there, Eric. How, how so is I don't that? What, mind is, what is a cool sweatpants? You look at it there. You'll see it. But I'm telling you, his legs, he doesn't skip leg day. That one leg is the most muscular the leg. Well, you'd have to because he's hanging upside down all the time. You would think that he would have strong legs. But, yeah, he's falling apart, that guy. But he seems to be, you know – Saying that that's not the case, we'll have to see what's going on, and we'll see if indeed Constantine doesn't have hepatitis. We'll find that. You know, out. The big so, question of this book, you know, this week. the big, the big question in all of the DCU. So we'll go on now, and we're going to move on to Batman Beyond. Mark talking about Batman Beyond, oh, obviously. Good. But what did you think about Batman Beyond? I'd like to put you on the on the deal here, so that you can pretty much say the opposite. No, and no, then the thing Mark is, can get Batman mad Beyond uh, for the Bat Family and what they're doing with the Bat Family and the different ideas. The there's some fun stuff to it. It's just the character they used to introduce the new villain, Mr. Zero. I'm like, who wants okay. to freeze and destroy the world? I'm like, he's a part of the league. Of so- These are cool concepts. Does. His name is Zero. And we're calling him like Z- Mr. Zero. I'm like, okay, you've given him Mr. Freeze's original name. He has, he wants to destroy the world by a new ice age. This all works. They don't use him enough. He's just kind of a background guy who just wants to say, I'm going to do what Ra's al Ghul is. Or, no, you're going to get flown into space. Mike, they didn't do enough with the villain in this book to really make him something that really feels like it would last in a Batman Beyond universe or timeline, whatever you want to call it. Well, we'll see what uh, Batman Beyond Mark thinks. And I can tell from this, please. Oh, I'm going to go over the, I'm going to go over the site right now. I, I know what your tagline was then. It was it Mr. Zero is just plain zero. Yes, it has it to be, right? Is. Boom! I knew it, Eric, you hack. <laughs> Nobody knows hack. what that means except for you. 
Oh, I know. And and we have used that so many times. <laughs> How often do you get a what, zero? What was was it? I think our most used tagline is still now it's personal. That that is usually the one I think that we said that we have both this used. This time many it's attacks. personal. This time it's personal it has to be the big one. But you know the zero. Anytime somebody with also the zero, it's always going to be playing zero. Yeah, that's good too. Like Urkel, yeah. you like the Urkel, yeah. does you? Did I do that? Is that what you say? You always when, when did you're, that, Steve. You end, you always, you end up. You end up finishing the review. You yell to Jess, "Did I do that?" She's like, "You're going insane." Of course, you did that, asshole. And then when you end I'm up having that somebody, something that stays in the past, Jess. Well, that's what happens though what? when you when you end up having somebody say that was the worst review ever. Then you say that was Stevel that did it. That's how you get out. Of it, right? Handful you, of Stephon people know what you're talking about. Stefan Urkel, that he is only out there if it really is good. And they're like, oh my God. But yeah, Steve will. That's what gets Steve those. Steve, Steve will get you out of it, Eric. Or, you know, he's running around that puppet. You know, remember that? I he'd love it. I love it. Remember when he, it's all he about opened Halloween up, episodes of things. Back they were the running around and then they ended up having the, the family people and they were in the cupboards, but it was just their head and it didn't make the sense, Eric. People. They wouldn't have fit there. The family people, the volcano stuff <laughs> they had in there. <laughs> oh my God. I just remember when I saw footage of Mount St. Helens, they're all running. The volcano stuff's going to get us there. Pops. Learned. And then they're just running. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. We're going to get in trouble. This is not a proper segue into somebody else's deal, Eric. This is going to get us in a lot of trouble as we did before. We're going to go to Batman Beyond Mark. Sup, everyone. This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you a review of Batman Beyond number 47, written by Dan Jurgens, uh, pencilers Sean Chen, uh, inker is Sean Parsons, colorist is Chris Sotomayor, letter and letterer is Travis Lanham. Uh, as always, we're going to deal with the covers. Um, and we have a bit of a change in trend. Um, we, we've been having the series of Francis Manipool covers, and, and this one's good. Um, it's just, it's one of the ones where I prefer, uh, the, the normal cover by, uh, Dan, uh, Mora better. But the variant, um, it, it's Batman. He's flying through the city. He's basically like landed on some type of vehicle. Um, but the, the wings are out kind of like a, a cape, which is something that was, it worked well with the, the Batwoman beyond kind of, deal because Batwoman has the, has the cape and stuff like that and, and you more associate that with like even in the story Batwoman Beyond because she sometimes has her, her wings out in a cape type style as opposed to the Beyond suit which no they're just wings but this um, and normally that'd be a problem for me but this really reminds me of the, the Earth 12 prototype Beyond suit where it did have a cape like it, it its cape turned into wings and Bruce you know he was it, it was it was hard to fly and you know if something happens to the the cape gets a little damaged it just completely dis, you know ruins the entire flight mechanism so in the next version he basically made the wings retractable and just got rid of the cape altogether so so I do like this but I do like um the the main cover more where it's uh Batman and Terry kind of like I would say like like swooping down at kind of like from above of Zaro, Zaro's like sending ice energy out of his like beam of ice out of his arm, which which is not one of his powers, but it's just it, it's a cool dynamic cover, and, and I'm fine with that. So we pick up uh, basically where we left off. Technically, last issue we left off um, seeing the uh, the K or the uh, the Bat Suite um, completely snowed in, um, but just before that, we saw our you know our people on the space station getting sucked out of kind of this this makeshift opening in the uh, the building. And that's and that's where we pick up. Um, 
with uh, Terry kind of narrating to himself, um, Mr. Zero uh, and the League of Assassins have, have triggered a new Ice Age designed to uh, extinguish human life. Uh, they launched the attack from the orbital space platform. Batwoman, Goliath, Damien, Wayne, and I are here to to stop it, unfortunately. And we see them go, or we see at least Terry go out of the, you know, just completely out of the, the station. Um, and he's like, uh, it's gone bad. The vacuumous space has me, uh, and my oxygen supply is gone. He used, he basically used it up when they got there to be able to, to get in. Um, and it's the eradication agenda conclusion. And we see that, uh, Goliath has, with it, with his just ridiculous strength, has basically braced himself in the, the square opening, um, dug in his claws, and he, so he's, he's like, his back, his front is to the outside, his back is to the inside, and, um, he is caught, like, by doing that, uh, Damien has basically, uh, caught himself on him, and so is his Batwoman. And Terry's thinking, uh, at least I, ha- uh, have a chance to survive. Uh, if the others get stuck out, you know, he's like, eh, this is bad. Uh, and, and Damien's yelling, Goliath, and Batwoman's like, uh, he, he, he's, she's just astonished how strong he is, and he's able to hold this off. Um, and, and Terry kind of radios and he's like, not for long, seal the door. Um, and Bat- Batwoman, um, she shoots the controls for the airlock because, you know, shooting the controls always makes them close. Uh, and she's, but, uh, it doesn't matter because she's like, uh, controls are offline. Uh, so we'll have to do it the hard way. Uh, if I can access the wiring, what about you? Referring to Terry and Terry's like, I'll come up with something. Uh, worry about yourselves first. And, and at this point, um, kind of the pull, like Goliath is, is, you know, he, his grip is losing. We see his, uh, house claws have dug into the metal and they're just, they're starting to drag. And even Damien is having trouble, like, staying, like, keeping hold of him as he's trying to get to some of the wiring. And he's like, Goliath can't keep this up. Those circuits. He manages to get to him our only chance. He manages to do it. And he, he you know, he hotwires it. He, he gets the uh, signal to connect. And it starts closing. And then here, and this is probably just a printing for mine. But here, because um, at the start of every page that uh, there's an internal narration for uh, uh, Terry, Batman Beyond, um, the Beyond symbol's in it. Um, but for this one, and usually it's pretty prominent because it's so it's a black bat, it's a uh, red box, uh, a red outline, black box. Then you have the the red Beyond logo, and then the white text on it. And like on the previous page, it reads fine, but here it's just maybe something with the printing because the white is very faint on this particular one because it's making it hard to read. And it's he's like doors closing, uh, but flying against the force can't get, and he's he's, he's just trying to get there, and then Goliath grabs his arm. As the st- as the, the airlock's closing and throws him inside, as it just before it snaps shut, um, and all of them you know hit the ground uh, or hit you know the the bulkheads, and he he's like air, thank God, and he's like we have to, we have to push on, uh, win this thing. Uh, since we haven't heard from Bruce, I can only assume uh, that the situation in, in Gotham is is you know has cratered, and, and and we see inside of the you know we see inside and we see. Just ha- everybody snowed in. But then we see something very interesting, and we see what kind of looks like the Batman Beyond Batmobile in the snow. And I'll get to why that's a problem in a moment. But uh, also to note that um, the snow at this point, it's... And it was doing this a little bit last issue, but it wasn't as prominent. But uh, the, I, I praise the snow and how the snow was... The rain and snow was handled in issues uh, 43 and 44. Um, this time we've switched more to kind of like a... a lack of a better word, cartoony. In fact, there's going to be a point where it looks like this is, you know, concept art for the animated series. 
on a snowing day, which it's not a problem. It's just so, and it's well done. It's just so weird that we've had these two very different depictions of snow, despite the fact that the issues were done by the same, because there's been a little bit of change in some elements of the team throughout this. Same exact team, same exact people doing the same exact things, but we've changed what the snow looks like and how it's treated. And it's it's just a little weird. But um, inside, there's just some alarm in there being like, warning, warning, current temperature is now 60 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Human life is unsustainable. And we see that, uh, we see Hank come through the snow, and we see Bruce struggling. And he, he's, he has, like, Matt, he's dragged Matt up. And then we hear Bruce, and we see this red light. And then we see the Batman Beyond Batmobile, which is puzzling. And Bruce is like, Barbara? Like, because that's the only person there, and he, he's heard her voice. So the reason this is interesting is back back all the way several months ago in issue 42, that man beyond Batmobile was destroyed uh, getting um, a blight out, out of there. It exploded with him in it, and that, that was... That was a big deal. They it was down for the count. This was this is pretty close to after that. They're still cleaning up. Um, this is this is pro- maybe a week or so afterwards, possibly two at the at the most, but probably more just like a week, if even that. Um, and then we we've seen establishing shots of the the Bat Suite, and we have seen Batmobiles in. Like we've seen some of the older Batmobiles in. Um, and in fact, earlier on, uh, we saw one of the Batwings in there. In fact, that the Batwing or one of the Batwings is what they took to get to the facility that had the that had the ship so they could go to space. But even those, I mean it was it wasn't like this was the Batman Beyond Batwing or anything. No. The Batman Beyond Batmobile is really fast. It was the entire concept behind it was, hey, well besides the fact that they're kind of flying cars now, it's like, hey, why don't I just combine all the since there's flying cars now, why don't I just combine all the functions of the Batmobile and the Batwing? It just it's just one vehicle and we have the Batman Beyond Batmobile. So it's strange that right here, the Batman Beyond Batmobile is, is fine or has been rebuilt. It's, it's good to go. But they wouldn't take that, even though it would be the faster vehicle. Like, I guess it could have they could have taken it because there was more space in the other one. But it, it just at the same time, it's just it's a it's a little weird. that They didn't take the faster vehicle um, to get to the place because because they were they were in a rush. And we had established that this thing was destroyed. So it being here just feels very strange. Um, it is kind of a bit of a, like a continuity hiccup because it's definitely like they, they establish like we can see it in the snow where it is. And then we, we also see like the, this is almost the same exact angle as what we saw in last issue. Like this first panel where we see the Batman or part of the Beyond Batmobile, uh, buried compared to like some of the other pieces to the point where it seems very intentional to say, here's how quickly the stuff has, you know, covered up with snow we see we saw you know basically um display cases of suits we saw where kind of the main console was and they're all in basically the same position as the page has a is very close compositionally and i think that was intentional um to the last page of the last issue and and then just all of a sudden now the beyond batmobile is is there um i I guess an argument could be that it was up above and it fell um that's possible there's definitely a shadow up there that that could have been it um but it's there's been so much detail uh put towards just the the bat suite like us seeing all the vehicles in there all the different things that you know to have this thing be here all of a sudden feels it it, it just feels very you know convenient perhaps it, it it's in another panel somewhere 
Um, and just me going through all of the, this entire arc has just missed it. I'm not saying that, that is impossible. It just, to me, it's like, wait, that was destroyed. Um, so yes, uh, and Barbara kind of opens up the hatch, or opens up kind of one of the hatches on it, and is like, uh, yes, thanks to the fact that the Batmobile actually started, uh, those atomic batteries of yours are reliable as ever. And then she asks about Matt, and he's like, should, should be fine, uh, you know, thanks to the one from the cockpit. And Barbara's like, we're lucky I was able to dig myself to this because they were they were all down for the count or at least knocked down. Uh, clearly, she woke up like at the end of the last issue. She woke up um, and Bruce is like, what, what's the overall situation? And and she's like, like, we're going to have to get out to take a look. Like, so they, they fly out of it. And this is where this looks like just like straight up snowy day concept art for um, Batman Beyond. Like the, its actual show. It, it's very similar to that. And And while the snow is definitely very different here than it was earlier in the series despite the same creative team it doesn't look bad because it just it looks like we're looking at just straight up a storyboard from from the show and i really hope it's not we're looking at a storyboard from the comic because they couldn't finish it i really hope it's not that um uh but the they, they basically determined it's worse than they they thought like the entire city's lost power um and and at this rate everybody in the city will be dead in hours is what they say, and it's like, I, I mean, I'm not sure if it'll be everybody, everybody dead in hours, but um, it, it's not, it's not great. They seem to forget that they're the ones who had the magic energy windows as opposed to, you know, actual windows and walls and doors. Um, and and Bruce is like, it's j- uh, not just Gotham. If Terry and his team don't do their jobs, every everyone on Earth dies. Uh, and then we cut back up uh, to the facility where we get Zaro doing his uh pontificating just it's his villain speak um and he's like uh your operation proceeded or one of his people are saying your operation proceeded as scheduled great sorrow the satellite grid and its screen uh deployment is blocking enough of the sun uh, the sun's heat that the earth's temperature is plummeting and he's like after all these years the dreams of Rachel Gould are about to be realized blessed is the fact that we are able to act as his instruments of justice and righteousness. Uh, we stand on the cusp of humanity, paying the price for uh, for the desecration of... And then he is just straight up interrupted. It's like, the only one who's maxed out his uh, his cred line uh, and has to pay is you, Zero. And then it's like, he turns like, Batman, alive. And then we, we get a pretty pretty cool, you know, combat panel. Though, there's a... There's definitely a... One of the soldier or one of the um, League of Assassins members who's attacking, who I swear that this is like a running pose that I've seen him use for like uh, Dick Grayson and I think Terry at one point, a couple of issues or like last arc. Like it feels like a reused pose, but it's whatever. Um, as we see uh, from behind, we see Goliath, uh, Damien, and Terry uh, all, you know, charging in to fight a bunch of these League of Assassin members who's all drawn swords and guns and they're ready to attack. And Terry's like, uh, uh, and kicking and ready to, uh, cause he said, it's like, uh, make you pay zero. Uh, he's like, zero's like Batman alive. And he's like, and kicking and ready to ice your frozen butt. And one of the League of Assassin's members is like, our numbers are so far superior. Another one's like, they cannot possibly defeat us. And, and Damien's like, overconfidence can be deadly. As we see Goliath just charging in and slashing a bunch of them, sending them flying. Um, and Damien's like, not as deadly, however. Uh, as us, as he quickly disarms a, a League of Assassins member and takes their sword, uh, or at least appears to be taking their sword uh, in this panel. Um, and then Terry, uh, so we have Goliath, 
knocking one guy over. We have Damien knocking another guy over as he's facing off against, as there's uh, another one in the panel. And we see Terry has, has sent uh, four different guys flying as he's like, uh, means we can take control of this thing, uh, provided our ace in the hole. And then uh, Elena is like, copy that over the radio. Or uh, as Dick said, copy that. Uh, Dick Grayson comes through. Uh, and Dick, who's back back in that kind of control center in that bunker um, where they took off from, uh, continues, uh, working on it now, Terry. Bruce Wayne is the most prepared guy uh, who's ever walked the planet. And he's typing on the keyboard and pulling some levers and stuff. And he's like, uh, he has contingency plans for most every uh, problem conceived. Like his fleet of communication satellites, which once again, if... I, I guess the brother I wore didn't happen anymore. I guess we've just slowly phased that out because it was a plot point that they had to sacrifice their last satellite to save the world from when uh, Uru uh, sent sent missiles. They, they had to uh, like they, they they sacrificed like their last satellite or something like that. I don't remember. Point is, they lost their last satellite. They lost the last satellite that they had access to back in the rise of the demon arc. Which was which is where we were reintroduced to to Damien. So it's like all of a sudden now, I guess, uh, like it's been like maybe six months, six seven months since then, uh, if not less. But but all of a sudden we've we've sent a bunch of more satellites up, I guess, or that didn't that stuff didn't happen anymore. But it did. But it didn't. But it did. Um, and then we get this this really really weirdly phrased line from Dick, where he's like, uh, "Might be how like uh, he's the most prepared guy, you know, problem ever." Uh, like speed of communication satellites might be how he explained them to the rest of the world uh, without ever mentioning uh, that he weaponized them. So so because he's the most prepared and he has contingencies for everything, he was that directly has a correlation to him explaining this to the rest of the world or convincing them to let him put all these satellite the satellite grid up there and, and not mentioning that they're weaponized. There's just something in that that I think just like it, I, I get what they're getting at, but just I feel like maybe maybe that needed a little bit of a rewrite to say cause it's just it's weird. Uh, but we see just some satellites appearing, some Wayne Tech satellites, and they start shooting down the little things that are causing the basically the barrier uh, for Earth. Um, and he's like, uh, I can't take them all out, but it's a start. The rest is up to you. And we cut back up where we see Damien, who who is now just liberated two swords from different League of Assassins members, uh, Goliath and Terry, who's, who's like, flying, tackling, and punching the guys, um, are just going to town on these League of Assassin members, and they're, they're just falling left and right. Um, and Terry's like, we have it, Dick. Uh, you heard the man. Let's do this. And Damien, as he's charging forward, is like, Zaro, you have dishonored my grandfather, as, as Goliath is, like, roaring as he's fighting. Um, and Zaro's like, untrue. Uh, everything we do honors Rachel Ghul. And Damien just, like, he, he has a sword, but he's just, despite holding a sword, he's just punched this League of Assassin guy in the face, breaking his mask, setting him back. Um, and he's just doing this casually, like, behind him, very similar to, like, the, the Batman, you know, back fist from behind kind of thing. And he's like, uh, do you truly believe he'd approve of leading a rebellion? And then we see that guy's fallen, and we see just, there's just bodies all around Damien, and, and, you know, some impact craters, and he's like, uh, rebellion against his own grandson? And Zaro's like, I embrace his momentous vision. As he points just a, a generic blaster at Damien. He's like, well, you tried to kill his dream. And he shoots at Damien. Um, but but here's here's the thing. Uh, Damien, first of all, he's dropped his swords. And he, he's 
close enough where he's jumped and he's managed to get over the gun and he's landed on the platform behind Zaro and he's like, uh, a plan that involves the death of humanity is not a dream. Uh, it is a nightmare. I will end that scheme of, uh, I will end that scheme of, uh, I will end that scheme while your fate is left to, uh, left to lesser being. And we see Terry is flying tackle Zaro from, uh, from behind. He's like, lesser being? Making up friends is not, is definitely not one of your strengths. Uh, and then at this point, um, Damien's, he's working on the, you know, the console there to try to turn all this off. And he's like, uh, I have the only friend I need, as you are about to see. And then, and then, and just Goliath is like, as he's knocking another guy back. Um, and then Damien's like, uh, Goliath always has my back. Grayson, can I assume you're still in position? And Dick's like, at the keyboard and ready to make it happen. And Damien's like, good. Uh, then this will work. Provided your daughter is capable of carrying out her assignment. And, and she is, and Elena is not taking. She's like, you want capable? Watch. As, as she's, we see that she's, uh, resupplied probably from somewhere on the ship. Um, like grabbed like an oxygen pack or something. Um, as we see that, you know, she has some stuff strapped to her. She has a piece strapped to her leg, uh, that is plugging into her belt, which I, I can only assume since this is a brand new thing that this is some type of, uh, oxygen apparatus, like external oxygen apparatus that's feeding into her, her suit because she's depleted. Basically, you know, it's, it's in what little it normally stores. Um, and she's like, watch as we see her flying around, just like using her suit, blasting the different, um, uh, little satellite things that are causing the barrier. Um, uh, and then, uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure who says this. Um, he's like, uh, somebody says it's either Terry or Dick. He's like, don't let the crown, uh, prince get you, Elena. Uh, I've run a calculation, identified our best shot at any. Yeah, okay, so it is dead. Um, he's like, uh, take out the spheres at your three o'clock and nine o'clock. And she's like, done. And she shoots them. And it's like, uh, that'll send them spiraling off into others, uh, which creates a chain reaction big enough that it will blow a hole in the screen. And Damien's like, an adequate start. Uh, since I know my grandfather's, uh, override code, I, I can keep it going. Um, and we see that, like, this ricochet is starting to, to blow several of them up. As uh, Elaine is flying back towards the ship, um, and uh, Damon is like, "Like, keep it going until it's gone." And then uh, Elaine is like, uh, "They're taking themselves out." Like, how she she just confuses us. The readers are, and we're informed that the uh, the critical uh, satellites removed, or uh, with critical satellites removed, the the remaining ones are are unable to you know to handle. Apparently, they were like sending power to each other some way. I don't know. It's it, it techno babble. Um. Uh. It's impossible. Basically, they're all somehow overloading. Whatever. Um, and at this point, Zaro, he's, he's, he's gotten up. He's grabbed just a big generic energy gun. And he's like, in the name of the great Ra's al Ghul, uh, I will gut you. And he's, 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 she's spitting mad. And Terry just takes the claws of the Beyond suit and just slashes the gun, destroying it. And he's like, uh, not when tomorrow, uh, not when tomorrow's headline is already written. And he just straight up uppercuts Zaro in the stomach. Like, perfect, perfect form, perfect solarplex hit. It's just, it's devastating. And he's, and Terry's like, it says Zaro goes zero for zero, or zero, zero's chance, chances drop below, and then Zaro, as he gets his, like, Ugh! and Terry, you know, retorts to that, is like, wrong. You were supposed to say zero. Um, as he, he follows up his uppercut with a, with a heck of a left hook, sending Zaro flying through one of the display or one of the like uh yeah displays um and and he's he is hurt uh and then we get from out we see outside is uh somebody's talking in like 
Uh, hey, or specifically, it's it's Dick. Uh, hey, don't know if you guys realize it, uh, but those uh, explosions are getting closer. Or I guess it's Elena. Um, at this point, yeah, no, I was right. It's Dick. Uh, and Damien's like, Grayson's right. We must go. And Terry's like, uh, did you actually say Dick is right about something? Uh, that's the headline I didn't expect. And they all start booking it out, uh, Goliath in tow. Uh, and Damien is like, uh, yes, but <laughs> yes, we may survive if Batwoman did his task. Um, and Terry, Terry's flying through. It's like, uh, uh, if her job was to clear the airlock of assassins, uh, it, at this point, now we're at the airlock they entered in. Uh, and Elaine is there and she's clear them out. And she's like, uh, uh, you can darn well believe I did exactly that. And David's like, uh, there's no way this platform can, can sustain orbit. And Terry's like, in that case, uh, bypass safety protocols. Uh, we're leaving now as he's, he's gotten into the, uh, the spaceship and he's, he's firing it up and he's like, go, go, go. Uh, and we cut back to this on the station, Zaro, he's, he's all injured and stuff in the command room. He's like, this, this can't be happening. Uh, you can't do this to me. Very cliche. And I, I love that as, as the ship is flying away and it flies kind of a little bit out of the, out of the panel, which I love, great motion. We see the explosions from those extra satellites around, and we see the, the space station is kind of drifting off. Um, and uh, they're, uh, they're saying uh, from, from inside the shuttle, uh, the platform uh, blew itself out of orbit. Zaro wanted an ice age, and that's exactly what he'll get. Too bad it'll last forever. In the cold, uh, in the cold eternal darkness of space. Um, and then now we're back in a, you know, uh, the bat the bat suite and, and a lot of things have melted. There's still water everywhere. And, and now the beyond Batmobile is kind of parked up top um, next to the Batwing uh, and the other Batmobiles. And we have everybody's there. Uh, Goliath, uh, Bruce, Terry, Matt, Barbara, Elena. It just occurred to me. I don't see Dick there. That's weird. Whatever. Uh, Damien, if I didn't say it. And Bruce is, Bruce is talking to uh, everybody. He's like, uh, it's warming up and the snow is melting. Uh, power has been restored, and the world's climate is returning to normal. Even, even our cloaking tech is operational. Uh, with minimal losses, and then Barbara continues, with minimal losses of life, uh, thanks to you. Even, even the environmental damage is something we can cope with. And Damon's like, what of Zaro? Bruce responds, uh, his platform is drifting deeper into space. Scanners indicate their life support is still functioning. And, and Damon's like, better uh, Elena at this point is like, uh, anyone who wanted to wipe out humanity, uh, wipe out human life uh is worse than a traitor uh to which there's a response of uh in effect by betraying or damien in effect by betraying me and taking over my grandfather's uh or put in effect by betraying me and taking over my grandfather's organization uh terry then uh asks like maybe this is a chance you know to to remake the orbital damien and i I love how even goliath is like like sorry what And, and as terry continues like uh, Raish must have, uh, had tremendous resources and manpower. Uh, some of it, including a few men who stayed loyal to you, might still be intact, right? Like, why not dump the destruction remedies? Uh, and use those, and then at this point we see that there's a bunch of, like, robot shop vac kind of, like, things that are going around, kind of, you know, taking care of all the water from all the melting snow around them. Um, and he's like, uh, and use those resources to make things better, uh, it, Wow. And make and use those resources to make things better in, in a way people approve of. And Damien's just like, the magnitude of humanity's problems are well beyond my resources. And then Bruce makes him an offer. What if it's our resources? Uh, once we work together as Batman and Robin. 
And then we see the sun coming up. He's put his arm on, on Damien's shoulder, and the, the sun's in between them. And it's a great, great shot. And he's like, why don't we revive that partnership and combine what we have to improve the world? And, and Damien's like, hardly what Grandfather desired. And, and Bruce finishes like, you want a disaster. Don't walk that past sun. And he's like, I agree. And Matt's like, shway. And then Terry's like, uh, which means uh, we get a break. Even more shway. Uh, because it means I might get a couple days without a problem. Which tells me that, yeah, no, this this happened pretty pretty quickly after the last arc. Um, and, and then we cut to the roof of a, of a building. And, and we see a figure and a little robot. And, and the person says, it's summer. What's with the snow? And the robot responds, some type of man-made weather calamity, I assume. Uh, the man uh, continues, yeah, well, I haven't been to this era before. Maybe it's normal? The robot responds, doubtful. However, I suggest we focus on the reason for coming. And the guy says, our mission. Robot says, uh, correct, if we fail. And then we see it skates in Booster Gold. Um, and Booster's like, uh, if Booster Gold and Skeets don't get it done, the future will change. And Batman will never exist. Next. Cancelled. by yesterday. And yes, I am so happy for a Dan Jurgens written uh, Booster Gold and Skeets. It's been a long time since we've had that. It's refreshing. Looking at you, Heroes in Crisis, and uh, the gift from Tom King's run. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the end of this. That's the end of this issue. Um, overall, like I have a lot of problems with the Batman Beyond Mobile being there. It kind of is like the crux of this entire thing, even though it makes or part of it, even though it makes absolutely no sense. I just like Dick is just gone at the end. Like I figured he'd be there, but apparently, like they brought the spaceship, I guess, back to Gotham and just left him there. I guess there's the Batwing, he's probably flying back, but it's, it's just so weird. Um, there's the little parts of it. Once again, Dan Jurgens, the master of uh, the cliffhanger ending, the master of getting us to read the next issue uh, with the Booster Gold piece. Uh, but yeah, so I know Eric gave this a 6-5, and I thought the heights of this issue were, were really good, but they were just uh, the low of Deus Ex Batman Beyond Batmobile uh just not being destroyed anymore kind of kind of took that back a little bit for me um i know i gave the last issue a, a seven three i'm i'm giving this one a solid seven like i had fun with this issue i've I really enjoyed it but it has problems uh problems that will hopefully be remedied by the fact that uh so after this we have uh three issues left of this series and it is not being canceled but coming to an end with issue 50 um is issue 50 i believe is like an oversized piece uh based on the solicit it, it kind of needs to be um and then there, we're getting another like mini two issue arc in between that and uh i'm very much looking forward to that uh but with that uh i will end this thank you everybody for joining well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair blows kisses to himself and he really thinks that tear is tear well that's just every shame Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. 
Just cut the music right that now because this is a non-factual song going on it because I got my hubcap in the mail this week. I am no longer looking you for a star screen or a hubcap. I have hmm. them, baby. You always can use another hubcap, right? No, that, no, no. That's what the I always say. The way you put them out, I could always use another star screen and I hate myself for uh, doing it. No, yeah, everybody can use a hubcap now and again. That's just me. And here we are at the end section Change the of song. Books. Make it factual. Okay. <laughs> and he, he's trying to get himself a... I don't know any A Megatron? Uh, you know, I was That's thinking more of a, a gorilla guy. Optimus Primal? Optimus Primal. We never know the names. Am I here? Beast Wars coming back big. And in pog form, That's Eric, right. is what I heard. No, That'd no, there's awesome. no pogs. There's no pugs. No. I thought there were pugs. That that is how I was told about it, and I got excited. Well, the thing is, if they bring back pugs, are they going to have slammers for me? Uh, maybe if you mean <sighs> slammers as the uh, chip ham sandwich from Isley's, then yes. What Eric. about the Transformer slammer? I'm waiting for that too. That, that was just a reference that like three people would ever get. I ended up watching my favorite uh, food documentary about sandwiches, and that's one of them. I the love slammer. that you have a favorite food documentary. Yeah, it's the sandwiches you will like, and what <laughs> I ended up doing. It's from a. It is from a long time ago. <laughs> it was a, the sandwiches. Yes, you will like. You will like, like. Oh my! They already know me. That's Shit, a, I don't know. If I told you the one sandwich was the sandwich where they used the egg foo young patty as a sandwich there with Ooh, a uh, bun. Amazing already. It's, Just give it yeah, to me. Yeah, they have lettuce, tomato, mayo, and a bun with that in. It's called the Saint. It's called the Saint Paul, but you get it. Is it drenched in the egg foo young gravy? No, then? it does. But some like places I sandwich. think have that. But no, it's just a sandwich Should with be. the pancake type deal. The so you're omelet me deal. It's just an egg sandwich. Kind of, but it has the egg for young. But here's the thing. For the most part, you can only get them, it seems, in St. Louis area Chinese restaurants. St. Louis? It's called the St. Paul. It doesn't make sense. None of it makes any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense, Eric? I was looking around at other Patreons, and I was seeing what they offer as some of you know the incentives to join. And yeah. one of the incentives for like a top level of this Patreon appears to be the, the notes that the hosts do for, for the podcast and i was Hell thinking about that notes. and i was thinking about it and i end up like why would they like right now why would they hey, want to have listening a note right now just get on the patreon.com slash weird science and you could have my blurb to shazam yeah. for this section and, or also have <laughs> my note that says tell eric he's an asshole and then go into suicide squad number nine I don't even right know, i don't even know why you write this down you know what you're gonna do you go on eric you're an asshole i know you know this there's no reason for notes eric you're an asshole suicide squad number nine that's a segue you're an asshole (sighs) suicide squad number nine written by tom taylor art by bruno redondo adriano lucas and wes abbott eric tom taylor promised deadshot would die this month by golly it looks like it happened of course not every be a lion son of a bitch yeah because he's not tom King. Of course, I forgot his name. So did <laughs> I, I. I almost said, corrected you and said Taylor, yeah, but I, no. I almost said Taylor as well. I don't know what's going on with us. That's in my notes now. Of course, not everything is as it seems in this book. And the reveal that Black Mask is behind all of it is a cool call out to Tom Taylor's own Black Mask Year Amazing of the Villain issue. This is a very fast read with one job to do. And it does that very well, Eric. How Pretty is it that these books well. that Tom Taylor's putting out for the Suicide Squad, they're all very fast reads. If you go back, I'm dead. If you got like a weird omnibus of the series, you could read this bitch in a yes, half an hour. You it, could. Is, it is so quick, but 
it's so filling, yes. you know, like, you know, they've gotten rid of like, it's less. It's I don't know why you called it a bitch, more, but that's fine. More taste, less filler. But the thing is, it's so filling in what it's doing here. It is a Miller Light in comic form. Mm-hmm. I- I'll tell you why. Delicious. We ended up and I, <laughs> I apologize because I don't know who, who put this out in the slack. But somebody did mention that what Tom Taylor has said that he does is he writes an issue and he writes it like maybe 80 pages for this issue. So he knows everything that he wants, and then he kind of whittles it down to just the important things. And I think that that might be the deal because you end up not having a lot of meandering because he whittles that out and gets to it. And he really does. Like the idea that like we'll get pissed off all the time where a writer will come in and say, well, this happened and this happened and give you no details whatsoever. It really drives us nuts half the time. But when you jump into this issue and you have Thylacine and Chaos Kitten just at Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., like – we don't know how they got there or what there's going on, even how we're going to get to the point A to point B to get to Ted Court from this. It happens. We know it happens and we can move on. Like, you want to yeah. see him hanging around and doing stuff? No, no, we're getting right to the nitty gritty, the action, and it all plays out really well. And it does. Now, again, we're going to keep going, and I think you will as well, with the idea that we wish that we saw more of these characters. Unfortunately, the series is ending in a couple of issues, and we didn't get a lot I, of Thylacine and Chaos Kitty, That's but the, we get we, her, them I, here. I know – I know we had a freaking like a little character block moment issues ago towards the beginning where it told us who these people are and what their powers are. But I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't know what chaos kitten does. No. I don't know what thylacine does, but you know what they do in this issue? Kick they ass. ass. They kick ass. That's all we need. And that's what happens. And they go in. They're coming in here like Pulp Fiction, oh, like Jules are. and Vincent here. You know, the idea that they Four kick men the security guards. Eric, I would go with no, no, too. this is Jules and Vincent. They're going in there to kick some ass. I'm telling you when she says we do look good, that, that seems to be the uh, Will you know Smith what? line. <laughs> that is but totally it is the It is the combo, though. I like Pulp Fiction more, though. People in black, I say, because I'm woke. And then you go in and they grab the senator. and they call it the ex-people now? Come on. Maybe. And they go in and get him and just beat the crap at him. Now, what I do like, even like you said, why do we need to see them get him out, get him in a helicopter, go here, go there, go under? Exactly. I'm telling you, we go from this point to get the senator to have him tied up underwater with Finn to telepathically read his mind and find out what's going on while, you know, terribly abused using him with sharks yeah. and whatnot, but I don't need to know how we got from Washington, D.C. or wherever we are when he's underwater and you know why? to get to the rest of the characters. At this point, the reason why is we're, we're looking. Thylacine and Chaos Kitten are badass. We already said that. And then they're like, oh my god, what do we do next? And the, the Chaos Kitten in a very funny way. Of course, you think this is the first famous unconscious person I've ever had to discreetly get out of a public building? I did have a life before this, you know? <laughs> and that is a perfect line. Like, oh man, they are so good right. together. This is the best. And yeah, then all of a sudden he's underwater this is a very cinematic very fast-paced deal and that guy dead they end up where they are showing do do you honestly think that this guy is dead or do you think that finn like obviously the senator he's you know he's lobbying for things to like uh, toxic waste to be thrown into the ocean doing bad shit left and right you think finn is actually going to kill him because you know we had the revolutionaries in this we know they are willing to kill for what they believe and they're not exactly good guys they're not exactly bad guys for what they want to do you know, we left the senator underwater, surrounded by telepathically I don't, I don't like sharks. You know, going to kill them. I think the sharks will. Though <laughs> I think the sharks are going to eat him. Finn is leaving. The, the whole telepathic oh, deal will, with will well. end up. Plus, he's got crabs. 
Eric. They're all there. I mean, everything well, you know. is going after it, and yet I'm that still happens, I'm still don't more judge. afraid for some reason of the seaweed. I don't know why, but you end up there. Well, you know, you're going to be in the ocean. It's going to touch your foot. You're going to yeah, think it's really. something you run out. I don't and need really, that. I mean, if anything, that that octopus Yee! is getting a little handsy. Is what I say. You know, you better watch it. But yeah, you just a go from there, and then boom, you go over to see Deadshot. And Harley. Now, we most people reading this would have known already that Deadshot has a high potential of dying in this issue. It was announced. You ended up having all of this going on where DC they really wanted to push this, and so you kind of knew it, man. Damn. Yeah. So we're we're reading this. DC, come on. And so you're waiting to see, you know, what goes on, how you're going to get there. And Harley saying, hey, you know, I'm going to miss you. It kind of goes down the ladder of, you know, we had a great time. We didn't have a great time. Well, we had a fun. No, yeah, it wasn't. Well. well, you know what? I'm proud of you. You're getting out. Good. I really liked you. I liked you too, Harley. So you get to that point, which is good. But again, that's also because he's leaving. You get to have this moment because this he's is his last deal. He's going to help the revolutionaries out, take out Ted Kord, do what he needs to do to make sure that his family is not on anybody's radar at this point so he can finally live the life and not be dead shot anymore. And this is the last job. Two weeks till retirement, yeah, Jim. Is. Why the hell Two does this minutes. have to happen to Floyd? And I like it, though, because it does allow Harley to have a little emotional deal with him. And if I was going to really you know, get down to nitpicking and say, I would say You'll that maybe this? that this scene wasn't enough for me for – Really, how long? Not just this series, but they have been on a team. I, I They're the mainstays that, forever. The thing is, I feel through the different media, like the different Suicide Squad, we've like had animated this 80 movies times. Done, through, through through the new Fifty Two Suicide Squad into the DCYU into Rebirth. I feel like we've actually had this conversation. A I bunch think we of have. Times. And one of the things, if you're going to go into that with the new Suicide Squad, the Sean Ryan deal, yeah. this ties into me as well here because when Deadshot pretty much is like, I've had enough of this. I got to go. I've had, you know, I don't want things to catch up. I do in my mind think of those as well. And you're supposed to because this isn't exactly, you know, they joined this team with the revolutionaries or the revolutionaries joined them as them being on the team for so long that Deadshot is pardoned. He's allowed out. Yeah. So I love just that whole deal that we, you know, just me and you, Eric, I'm going to be selfish here. Me and you have gone through a journey with Floyd. We've seen where this guy couldn't even hold a gun and shoot well. Remember, he he had the jitters and now I'm he's telling back. You, for, I, I don't know if it's just just me because you brought up something here that I was thinking about reading this issue, but for some reason this feels like a great sequel to Sean Ryan's yeah, new Suicide Squad run. If like tonally and the way the characters are, it feels like a great fit together. Like the other stuff, like it feels like like mishmash stuff to be thrown about. For some reason that that series of books of the Suicide Squad and this feel like they fit together so well. Yeah, it'd be funny if it was like you end up having Tom Taylor's. You know, I should throw all the people that used to be in this book to come. All of a sudden, Joker's daughter shows up. Hey, what's up? And Nobody wants no, Joker's nobody wants daughter. That, but you end up where they hear a bang in the distance and you go off and dog shot and Zoe are there shoot, Zoe shooting a gun. And this felt off. You said to me even before we started recording. There are certain moments of this book, which I really enjoyed. It's let you know that off the bat that feel weird for what we're dealing with. Like right now, we spent all last issue being introduced to Zoe as live shot. She wants to be a hero. Use the skills that she inherited from her mother, her father and go out there. So the idea that we see her in this book 
shooting birds it feel, and killing them. It felt so it weird. Did. It did, especially with her with dog shot, you know, another animal. So I wish she was just shooting she's targets. an animal. Like, I can understand things because I personally hate birds. Fuck all those birds. Yeah, I don't like them either. Silly, but for the character-wise, though, it feels weird. Yeah, it, it does. But you end up where birds. dead shots like, You know whoa, they were whoa, dinosaurs, whoa. Jim. Yeah, I They're going to kill you. I know the velociraptor. That wasn't very fast, they say. Now, I don't get it. You end up here. Why would it call itself a velociraptor? It was slow. That don't because make no sense. Because it wants sense. to intimidate you without doing nothing. Oh, so it's it's Greenland and Iceland again. You end up with all this there where he says, I don't want this for you. You know, you, you shoot the bow and arrows. All right. You know, that's more skill. And I wish that he would have said more of that. Listen, shooting a gun, that's so easy and whatnot. But she is turning into him. And he doesn't like And that's the thing is, I don't understand the whole – like, obviously, you don't want your daughter to walk down the same path. But everything that we saw already of Zoe last issue – She's nowhere near turning into Floyd Lawton. Yeah, no. she wants to emulate Maybe her father. Maybe that's why you like, have the birds. Maybe from the she's target going. Practice, like, you know, she is a dead shot is what she is. She is a bullseye of this whole world. She can hit anything she wants to hit at a young age. There was nowhere in my mind thinking from last issue, oh, yeah, she's going to grow up bad just like her daddy. I'm like, no, no, she knows what she's yeah. doing. She wants to be a superhero, and she wants to be a green arrow, essentially. Yeah, and so when this is going on, he says, you can't do this. Shooting guns is bad. And she says, well, it's coming from the guy with one strap to his arm. I mean, I, this I, is I, ridiculous. This line, yeah. I don't want you shooting guns. You have one attached to your arm. Don't you point out my hypocrisy while I'm wearing it? Yeah, I like that. But it is a guy who doesn't want his daughter to get in the life as well. And that's what he's afraid of. And they end up pinky swearing, which is a huge thing when my kids were younger. And pinky swear, you can't but go you, against. You don't pinky swear. You can't go anymore? against a pinky swear. I don't pinky swear you. Look. I pinky swear, Zoe, that I will not kill anybody. The whole thing is that we're bringing Deadshot along to kill Ted Cord. This is the only reason we are bringing Deadshot on. And now the guy is freaking handcuffed himself by saying, I pinky swear, Wink Zoe, I will it. not kill anybody. Yeah, Wink's there. And here's it, which leads to my favorite line of the whole deal, because now they're going to figure out how they can get into Ted Cord. They know where he is. They have to go get him. He's on one of these islands, the whole deal with that. And they, you know, to make things very quick, but kind of funny, it's like, where, where do we find find them on this island they're building a city here well he'll be in the tallest building on the top the most all right that makes sense place that you can find yep. at this place I'm telling you, when i become a villain now i'm in the basement right now like now they'd come in i'm in the basement eric but no, you're, they not, go you're not up, a villain you're just gross that's true well i'm a gross villain they they I'm a, I'm a villain to hygiene is what i am and so they go and even then hey we don't have Rousey a way to go dwellers. there undercover i wish we had our sub zebra man's there hey i'll go and what i like about this issue while we haven't gotten a lot of the individual characters and like you said you don't really even remember what chaos kitten does except she calls chaos so with that though we saw them at the beginning this is one of the the issues one of the better issues of seeing the team all work together to get to where they're going zebra man jumps in he makes a construct type bubble submarine he's he's got magnetic power so he pretty much does a magneto force field underwater to get them to where they need to go so they're not spotted and killed immediately but the whole thing too this actually points out something else there's nothing against the book but I want to see more Zebra Man. Like Thylacine and Chaos Kitten, Zebra Man, he's an established character. He was a Batman villain. Him being on this team was a big draw for me. And I'm like, I can't wait for this Suicide Squad book. Motherfuckers using Zebra Man. And he's just hanging out. Yes, we need his magnetic powers here. We're going to get that. But I'm like, I want more from him. True. But he, and, and also, I didn't even – we had Finn. We saw his powers. Yeah. Even when they're in the sub – 
Wink says to Harley, if you don't shut up, I'm going to teleport. Yeah. So you, you get hints and you actually see a bunch of the characters doing things as a team. You end up having Deadly Six. You know, he jumps in when I they go off. Deadly Six. He ends up using his powers and sloth. Everybody I gets think I'm the tired. only one who's, who would ever say that he's the breakout yeah, star of this book. But for some I, reason, I just really one. dig everything. He's like the idea that he has six of the seven deadly sins. I don't know. Exa- I don't remember exactly which one he's missing at this point, but he can just call out sloth. So yeah. everybody they want to fight, they don't feel like fighting no, no more. All right, that's awesome, Deadly Six. I think he's getting me every morning. Every morning he comes to my house, sloth. I'm like, I want a, a baby Ruth. Ugly. I want a that's baby not Ruth. One of the Deadly Six. That isn't one. But when I no, no. when it's on I'm me, just it pointing is. Out facts. Uh, <laughs> he's just deadly like six. I wasn't using my power. I was just throwing shade. <laughs> I was being observant. Oh my that's goodness. also one of my powers. I have eyes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> so you ugly as. I hate you, Deadly oh, Six. But even every the, morning's the same thing uh, with you. Even this, you end up. Well, Tanya, at one point called Why me the hire deadly you for a wake eight. up service. I just made a sexy choker. You end up even where Osita, her she's strong. She ends up tipping over a building. You end up seeing Ari fly by. Yeah, all these wink ends up grabbing some guys, dropping them. This is very good at showing you finally the team doing something as a team, showing Deadshot their powers, is ruining people's lives by shooting through their shin bones. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> He's just coming that, back that's from that. The this thing. isn't the worst thing ever. I, I just imagine he, me and you are there we're guards right and he, he shoots me and of course it's going to get me both achilles and in the back <laughs> of both my knees i'm laying there and i'm just oh, like God, kill me, kill me dead shot he's like i can't i i pinky sorry, swear sorry buddy shot. pinky swear you don't understand guy. you don't understand guy pinky swear and, and, and i don't I, understand i, w- I would please. understand them but i wouldn't like it but you end up with that as they were going towards this deal with the idea of killing everybody getting ted cord you do end up with you know wink going over to deadshot hey floyd what's up with there I, I, you have this little thing where you're not gonna kill I, that's all you do i mean that's what yeah. we want well i promise but i can still hurt people okay maim shot i thought that was so good that's great i line. thought that was so good well they end up going and, and the way when we get to Cord Industries, though, you see on the panel, though, it's Cord Defense. And I want to know, because for the big reveal, spoilers, everybody, we're going to jump ahead. Black Mask has been impersonating Ted Cord this entire time, but when did it become Cord Defense? Like, you know, is it a subsidiary of Cord Industries? I because say it is, is Sarah. Has the Black Mask been around doing this so long that he was able to you know, achieve a cord defense instead of just a cord industry. Well, like, they're is building this, this new, cord? so it must saying, be. Though, is it Ted Cord doing this, or is it just Black Mask? Because Yes, obviously Black Mask been doing stuff since you're the villain, maybe impersonating Ted Cord this whole time. And other still CEOs, seems like, we saw that in that, that exactly. issue. I, I think there's more of a stepping stone to figure well, out what he might have been gathering do. the money to do these things maybe. and stuff like I that. Just, it just seems like a really quick turnabout to ha- now have this giant skyscraper of Cord defense. Yeah, well, you, you say turnabout and quick. The thing that I really like about this, when they hit that island, they're heading towards the tallest building to the upper level, all that. It's very quick. You end up having a spread page. Everything is like, you are so gung-ho. Oh, my God. Ted Cord, he's going to get killed. Panels. He's going to get killed. And when they open up the elevator at this deal and it just stops because Superman's there and no, seems I'm telling to you, even waiting, there. Even waiting up to that where Ted Cord, our evil Ted Cord Black Mask is staring out and seeing the assault on his freaking island on his building knowing that the revolutionaries are on their way and the little split up between them fighting and him just going 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. and he's Damn. running. And there, Damn. there seems like, to I'm be this entire time. there seems to be a little area there that you know where was because this appears to have been Black Mask impersonating Ted Cord here, but he would have had to have run off, grabbed the Ted Cord that's in that tube still wherever it is, and this yeah, part because before. we moved it, and then with the idea of him then impersonating Superman. But I just like the pacing of oh my god, oh my god, they're going to get Ted Cord, they're going to get Ted Cord, ding, and the door opens and it just stops because Superman's there and no, already the took care part, of it. the weird part is we have tom taylor who did the black mask year the villain one shot that the story comes from with the idea that black mask was given you know freaking um what's the word the freaking metamorphosis he was given a, powers a gift to be able to yeah to be able like to I'm pretty saying, much what's impersonate the, what's the power? people I'm sorry. i couldn't think of the, i couldn't think of the word but pretty there much was a problem with gave, it Lex Luthor gave him the gift of shape-shifting ability to be able to impersonate whoever he wants to take you know pretty much gain his empire back through like you know misdirection but and then when we had that one shot, he needed to have people's DNA in order That's for that the to happen. I so had. we have a Superman here. I'm like, how the hell did you get Superman's DNA, Black Mask? The only way that I think is maybe that, you know, Amanda about Waller that had until right some now. weird stuff. And when they ended up taking over Suicide Squad, it allowed them to have a bunch of things because that's the problem. He had to be next to them. He had to be their DNA, well, all the that thing stuff. Is we had to go cut fingers off and freaking get hair. I'm trying to remember exactly how it was, but I know what he actually went to that Rupert Murdoch looking dude in Australia at the end of that one shot. He was ready to take some DNA off of that guy with a freaking- Yeah, you know, maybe like, we'll you know, see. Maybe we'll get- get to see some things because as this goes and we find out that it is black mask i think that tom taylor is still playing it as maybe people won't realize what's going on they'll be like oh my god how to do it and then when you get to the next issue but most of the people have figured it out that it was from that gift the year of the villain gift which i have to give black mask some credit and most of the people left those things behind i mean well, that's, these a, gifts that's, a, that's the one thing aside. because of those gifts and the one shot areas that we had or just the sporadic you know villains that we had show up for that were lex with those handing out presents like santa claus I was really hoping that of out of everything we saw, because we still have you know the black man and mecha daddy, like granddaddy going on an Aquaman from that. But yeah, that's I true. was really hoping that this one was the one that was forgotten because I like Black Mask as a criminal empire freaking head honcho kind of guy to some mafioso. And this whole shape-shifting ability, whenever you add to Black Mask, you take away from Because even the New 52, they made it so his Black Mask now was mind control. That's what I thought they like, were playing with as well here, but I don't think but it is. But now we have the whole shape-shifting. Like, I, I'm telling you, every time you add something to Black Mask, you make him less because he's fine the way he is It normally. is true. And maybe you will actually get what you want because maybe this is him being Black Mask here, him using that shape-shifting ability. Maybe it's Tom Taylor who can then after this where – He's going to get captured. All these, he's going to be put in jail. Well, that maybe they I, take I, it away because it was a I gift. Like Black Mask because he's an underrated villain in my mind. Even though he's now in a freaking you know Birds of Prey movie, he's actually in a movie now, which is crazy to me to think about Black Mask like that. But he needs to die because of the end of this issue. I don't want Black Mask around anymore. I personally need retribution right now. Well, and then he'll have his new ability, resurrection, Eric. The well, next no, we time we see him. the pre-flash yeah, point because Catwoman killed him pre-flash, but he came back yeah, anyway. And really where we're going with these things and this kind of still points to everything that I still think is going on. The idea that we're going to have a timeline shift. We're going to have things open up and a lot of the so things we're just going to burn everything down with. until that. Yeah, that's what it seems. I mean, things are burning down <laughs> right now. It's really bad. So well, I think me, the characters that died this week, it's crazy. It is. So we'll see. Or are they dead? Deadshot looks very dead. I, I don't very, know how Deadshot dead. is coming out of this uh, one. Like Superboy I'm and wondering how comments. Ted Cord is going to survive this when we get to it because what happens is everybody's like, all right, well, there's Superman. He took care of Superman it. Superman has captured the evil Ted Cord. He has done our job for us. We don't like it, but 
It is what it is. It is we got to go yeah. save TNT and sister. Yeah, and they're going to go off and do that. Well, Deadshot stays behind and starts talking to Superman. And when you read this, and especially once you know the reveal, the twist, and you, then you go back and read it. I do like the idea that Tom Taylor is making it Black Mask. He, he's doing his actor days, Eric. And I love the idea where he's doing the, the big Superman deal and he's trying to be like him. Deadshot knows this is bullcrap. He knows it's bullcrap. And this is where... I kind of get pulled away because of the idea that Deadshot right away, and you said it. I'm not going to take full credit. You said what Deadshot should do if if you're Superman. Well, I'm going to shoot you right now because that won't hurt you, though that could go against him. If he thinks it's an impersonator, you're going to kill somebody if it's not Superman. No, no. But he is maimed shot. Yeah. He promised well, he his daughter. should shoot him right he's in the knee. Take, I'm saying take a knee shot right there. So this whole idea that you know Deadshot sticks around because he realizes something wrong. Deadshot is a person of gut instincts right now. He's going to do what his gut tells him. He knows something's not right here. So I think we spend too much time for him to play this little game about, you know, I've been pardoned now. I want to be a better person. My daughter's doing this. My daughter, But you know what? She really would respect you. How about an order? It goes on for, for way too – I want to say forever. It obviously doesn't. But it goes on too long for just this weird thing where Superman – signs a, a picture like a magazine cover of himself for zoe i never told you my daughter's name like it's the what classic if he actually then. it is but like i'm saying all this whole thing then that i think he shoots at, him in the knee it's what then you, might how, how great would that would have been if we actually did the exact same thing and the whole thing is and what's your daughter's name and he's like oh damn it i was hoping he wouldn't do that and just shoots him yeah, right just there. Shoots that him would be both a funny knees. ass and line he's like, right oh there. my god you ain't so faster than a speeding bullet now there i, I just I'm telling you, if you went along those lines and made it funny where he's trying to, to go above and beyond to be the super slick guy that doesn't work out for me, just ends up shooting. That's hilarious. I love that. But being dead shot, I'm like, except today, right, and tries to shoot a man who's bulletproof to see if he is, in fact, bulletproof. Well, one of the things that I was very proud of myself, Eric, because I usually don't pay much attention to anything in this life, including my kids, I end up where they go into the room right away. I'm like, where's the glass here? I uh, And I was very pleased with myself Sherlock because I yourself? usually said, yeah, I'm, I'm Sherlock homeboy here. And I really didn't usually get those things usually when we do the new 52 review a lot we end up where you have you know we never even remember we're supposed (laughs) to be looking and then afterwards like oh crap but here i'm like wait a second and only because the way it plays out bruno redondo has the whole spread at the one point of the whole room and the only thing that got me was that boy, what's going on? Because there'd be glass in, in Ted Cord's back and things. So I'm like, something's not right. So when he ended up where you almost get him, and this is where I think Deadshot is trying to get whoever this is before you get down to, I'm going to shoot the knee when he says, hey, how'd you know there was a, a pen in the desk? And Black Mask thinks on his feet. X-ray uh, vision. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would make no, no, sense. No, that's the thing. Deadshot is the one who says yeah. that. Like, oh, that's right. You have and X-ray like, oh, vision. Yeah, yeah, that's that how you make sense. Yeah. So that is. But again, I don't mind that. That was kind of funny as he's making him feel comfortable and things like that. But even then, yeah. you do get a nice thing with Deadshot saying, yeah, you know, Superman, I, I got pardoned. And then, so, well, there, citizen, you know, I, I know that you're not the greatest of guys, but what you did was a great work for the country and things like that, where it's just Black Mask playing it up. And oh, I yeah. thought it was hilarious. And then he ends up seeing Over the Zoe. top Superman acting. Yeah, and he sees Zoe. And as he's saying, can you sign this? Because 
my my daughter, she's kind of trying to do what I'm doing. She even has a costume. She has a, a sidekick, Dogshot. Great name. Oh, thanks. Now, I really again, like that. Are, are we sitting there thinking to ourselves, we said that so often, like, Tom Taylor obviously <laughs> had this name planned out, or is he listening to the podcast? He's and said, not that listening. is a great name because we love that is it. a great it name. Is. It's so great. It's so great. Like, for some reason, just because Superman is this one panel and it's a like, different background than anything else we see, with a flat yellow background, it says, that's a great name. For some reason, I'm like, are you talking to me? Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, end up having him shot. But the way the bullet goes Mad through, it looks like, you know, the heat vision. It looks like all of that. So it's cool the way it's played out to just reveal that it is Black Mask. He is using that shape-shifting ability that was the year of the villain gift. And yeah, you end up having Deadshot and shot. And again, the idea bad. of the shape-shifting ability and stuff like that, I don't remember it being something that would affect clothes. Like, I could be wrong on this, but like, I, for some reason, I thought no, the whole you idea did. was... No, you did. He ended up changing clothes and things like okay. that. Yeah, you ended up having... Because at one point, he went as a delivery guy. He did do a couple steps to get where he needed to go, and then he just looked like the delivery guy. So it ended up being like, that. I just didn't remember the suit like manifesting yeah. over top the of other him thing, because it was all DNA-based, yeah, The thought. other thing that I saw, which was pretty pretty cool in the issue where we finally saw that lock if you remember him way back where he ended up getting word and shocked by what would be black yeah. mask you end up seeing just the you know the torso and stuff had his you know suit on so that was a tell way back when but it just looked like somebody with a suit at that point yeah. but they made sure that at that point it was you know black mask if you go look you're like yep there's a suit it was him that and- is crazy to think that it was ted cord wearing a white suit with a black nah, undershirt nah, and a white tie and i'm but you didn't see Ted Cord's head at that point. So it was just a, you know, a torso. I'll tell you, though, that is such an iconic look yeah. for the way I should have picked yeah, up on that. But it I was feel just stupid like now that you said that that was that. actually And it was cool. There. So you end up having that because I remember that, that cool. one point. And I remember I feel stupid it was now. before the reveal that that was Ted Cord. This was still okay. when Locke was alive. Locke ended up where it was when you had all the things going on and you had that first mission go awry where Deadshot shot and said it's taken care of all that stuff. And you ended up having Locke get shocked and we're like oh my god Locke's not the guy who's in charge he's it was almost like Darth Vader to the Emperor it was like the Emperor and so we had all that stuff going on so it is a cool deal but with all this yeah Deadshot he's shot in the chest okay he can survive that oh wait he just got shot right in the head I'm telling you and then kicked out of this thing I'm already upset when I see him getting shot in the chest right here and then like he's still fine I'm like all right. Okay. And then when he gets shot in the head, it's an exclamation point to everything. I'm like, there's no coming back from that. Even the whole thing where Ted Cord seems to fall out with them all bound up and gagged, you know, out the side of the window. I'm like, well, I know the Aries down there and everything like that are wink. You know, everybody a part of our revolutionaries is down there. They've already left the building and they know something's up right now. We have a plenty of people to save Ted Cord. I'm like, how are we saving Floyd And that's Lawton the funny right thing. I actually thought the idea of this would be like, for some reason, Wink can't get there, but it's Aryan has to pick which one and goes with the one who's not dead. And then you're really dead. I mean, they really, and that's the thing. Remember, they spelled this out it's of- It's a double exclamation point. It is point a double exclamation point. And just the idea where- Okay, where are they? Well, we it was explained. They're at the highest point. You know, we know where they are, but still, it was even said, oh, he'll be at the top of the highest building. It's a phallic thing, all that. So, yeah, there's big trouble. Big, big trouble. And I think that this is going to be one of those things Say where so Zoe is going to go, but 
Harley is going to go freaking insane. She's going to go berserk. And you have a team, even like a Wink, who was calling a meme shot. And they haven't really been, you know, full out teammates, but they have been working together. And it's their fault that he ends up doing this one last deal anyway. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot of feels that we'll get. And now they're going to really be pissed to go after Black Mass. So we'll see. I'm very upset this right is now, the point Jim. Where I don't you want Deadshot to be dead. They, they should call Superman <laughs> next. You know, next issue, like he used you, you duped it, and all that. But look, I've been reading him. Superman in Action Comics. He's busy right now. He he is Eric. He's very busy talking. Is what he's doing right now. Right? He's got Sinmar going on. He's got the parasite from another he's got multiverse. that multiversal parasite who's not prophecy and like, pissing me off. Hey, beep, beep, beep. hey, Superman, we need you. Deadshot said he's like, well, Connor's dead, bitch. Get out of here. I don't got oh, no God, time for Connor's you. Dead. I got no time for you. Ah, uh, but what would you give this, Eric? I would end up giving this, even with my problems with how Zoe acts. Pretty much my biggest problem is the Lawtons in this book, which really sucks because this is Floyd Lawton's apparent death, but Zoe killing those birds didn't feel right. And then the way that Floyd approached this Superman, I'm air quoting right now, you can't see that, you know, it was a little exaggerated in my mind to get where we needed to go for what I think that a dead shot should be. But even with that, this is a great issue. Like we said at the beginning of this review, it moves fast, but it packs a hell of a punch for everything that it throws in there. Funny, you know, emotions, violence. You have it all in this issue, but because of these weird character moments, we'd give it an eight out of 10. Yeah, and the I art's it a, amazing. It always yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Bruno Redondo's great. I, I once said, and, and I'll say I did. Oh, it go. was a wise man <laughs> once said that Bruno Redondo draws the best versions of every character I had said at was one that on time. A book somewhere? Mm, I think it was, actually. I hope it should be because, you know, that's what we need more of our stupid quotes on books. I, I could just imagine you, your quotes on some of these. Well, I hated every other issue of this, and this one sucked. Eric. American speeder. Come on, when, we'll go to, when when there are characters that I actually care about, or a big event like like the three Jokers, or even the beginning of Shazam, like I am putting an extra oomph into my blurbs. I'm like, I'm going to get on this goddamn book, but I, the magic is back. Shazam number one. <laughs> the magic is back. Uh, really, if I'm like, you, that's a good catchphrase. If you people were listening, love that shit. I've been told a bunch of times that a lot of people start sites and start podcasts, like some of them have listened to us. Maybe even we inspire them. And I said the inspiration is if these assholes. It's going to do what anybody can. So they go in. But a little word of advice. If you end up having like a duo, you know, you're there with your buddy, you're doing your reviews and stuff. And you see that your buddy gave, say, you know, like Batgirl something around 44. You end up giving it a good score. Now, actually, this is Batgirl. Uh, If they do a Batgirl review and they're like, oh, I really like this. They give it an eight. You got to, you know, think what they have been giving it. Also, look at the review, because a lot of times where we end up screwing ourselves and a lot of people, you know, go all around. You know, oh, I wish I was on the cover of a book and that, you know, you ended up recently that three jokers. You were the shill that week. But you end up with all this <laughs> stuff book. where Eric has the, the worst. Pride. You do. And this is advice to you, really. You have the worst deal where you will have a ending paragraph, not necessarily the blurb, but even the blurb where you will love an issue but you spend time hating on all the things before it so you love the issue and like yeah i hated every single thing about this book until now but i love it now and i ended up tweeting it out not knowing and then these people <laughs> end up re oh my god eric shay he gave what, it what an eight five about this is batgirl when i ended okay, up tweeting okay. because basically i saw you gave something an eight oh, i'm telling you i'm sitting here trying to figure out like why did he bring a background no. like, i didn't even think you were talking about me i'm oh, talking you're talking burnside the, you're talking burnside yeah. cam stewart where yeah you know, yeah brendan 
Tiger Fletch, type. you're a Bab, Babs Tar. You yeah, ended yeah. up in this review pretty much ripping them apart until the very end where you said, but this That's one's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty good. And I tweeted out, oh, my. That caused some troubles. But yeah. no idea where you're going with this t- story. What I'm saying is y- y- people who try to get on the covers of things never get specific. Just just start, you know, throwing oh, no. out the Be sunshine. Happy. Yeah, just sit there. Roller coaster ride of emotions, right? You got okay. that mm-hmm. one. You end up with, you know, the art is a perfect you'll, compliment you'll to the, the thing. You only need the edge. You got that. You're like, you know, if you come here asking for three dollars i'll give you change i don't know just go with stupid stuff like that eric but eight five i really like that i thought that it was really really well done especially in an issue where me and you both knew what was going to happen i mean i was so upset too because the thing is I didn't know what's going to happen. I know it's been like put out there. Deadshot's going to die. That this there issue. was going to be a twist that would exactly. end up. Yes, I'm, like, I'm oh, with you. are not going to tell me this. But the thing is, it was like you know spoiled for me in the Slack. It I saw people yeah. talking about like, oh. But with that, I went in waiting to see. Well, okay, he's going to go. The, the thing that was spoiled for me because I didn't even see if Deadshot really died or not in the whole Slack was the Black Mass yeah. twist. I, I actually thought it was going to be one of those like Deadshot no more. He puts down the wrist cannon and walks away and says, "Hey, Deadshot, that name's dead." No, no, what, it's dead shot. Get Wayne? the hell back here. Yeah, that's what or I back But even with that, I knew we kind of what was going to happen. We're dying and quitting now. <laughs> yeah, really. It's we not... are burning it down before <laughs> well, the when, reboot. When is it going to be us? I don't say we're heroes. You're a hero of the people, though. We're going to go to Aquaman oh, yeah. next. You're right. <laughs> you are. I have never met these people, but you're a hero to them somewhere. I hear a green arrow fans is who you speak for you say Aquaman number six is so funny that that ended up being a problem with you as well again this is where you got specific green arrow fans are gonna hate this where you get off speaking for all green arrow fans we we always we always screw up we still haven't figured this out you still suck though the the best thing is then you got them because we were actually in multiple issues of green arrow so screw them but also (laughs) I got got a freaking hanging on my wall I, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about Green Arrow since you mentioned Green Arrow <laughs> right. tonight, just saying that Zoe would like to be Green Arrow. But this is never a book that you bring up ever. I keep my mouth shut about Green Arrow yeah, now. You, you learned your lesson, did you? That's what you did. Do you have it hanging hey, Ollie, up? What's up with that Justly box you just left in the woods? <laughs> what's in the box? It's what he's saying. You know, it's a dick. Aquaman number sixty-three, and yes, picture of you, written by Jordan <sighs> Clark, art by Marco Santucci. That's actually something that I got John Jack with uh, today. Actually, I'll tell you later. Romalo yeah. Fajardo Jr. and Clayton Cowles. It was funny. Jordan oh, Clark finishes up his two-part Aqualad grandfather time. AI with the woke grandpa Jesse. Wish it was Uncle Jesse, right? From the Duke's Hazard. And more confident no, Aqualad going forward. <laughs> That's true. But at least it would be Coy and Vance in this instance. Clark does got some corners to get to the ending. But overall, I liked it enough. But I'm glad to get back to the sea weeding. I, I wanted to make this joke about seaweed. <laughs> it didn't what play up with you. I don't know. You're it's... talking about the seaweed and Suicide Squad. Now you want to make a joke about it? Like, what is up with Eric, you now with the seaweed? Eric, that was the setup. See, that that is where people be like, Where's oh, my God. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm still waiting in Batman. Next issue, the sea 
<laughs> That's the worst joke ever. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing here. No. Aquaman, Eric. Here we All right, go. Aquaman it is. We ended up having the grandfather AI here that I said he better We're be in woke. Zibble. We're yeah. under attack by the trench and Zebel yeah. while the freaking red wedding's going on in Atlantis. Shit is getting real in Aquaman. Yeah, and with that, we said right away, this is odd. The trench are attacking, but they're also at the wedding. You have this going on. There's even, in my mind, little hints of the Aquaman who ended up talking to the trench, the new queen. I don't know, but with well, this, the there's a we weird have, deal. We have the queen in Atlantis with Aquaman, mm-hmm. and the whole idea that like at least we know that those two are cool from that freaking yeah. was an annual it was a one shot. I don't it was an annual, it was I believe. Okay, so like we have that connection there, but with the the trench out of nowhere attacking Zebel, and even just the one throwaway line to give us some kind of clue, like, yeah. "Where is the thing that you stole from us? <laughs> Where like, is the thing that you have that thing?" Just, just please tell me what is the thing. I, I'll get it for you right now. I actually, get out of your sea, monsters. I actually think of it as just the idea where y- you end up, and and I think the trench are way. If you have the trench in two stories, to me they're overplayed. They're, they're the trench, right? So you end up having but you i have think the trench in one story no now we do spin. i'm yeah. talking about way back jeff johns he had the trench then they came back and i'm like really you're, you're bringing the trench back it's okay aquaman does have some other villains other than the trench but with this i think that this Look, is just to set black up man at 10 times because he's still in the background That's here too so true. when are we going to get something other? scavenger that's all strange I want. water back. Yeah, strange. Is this really? dead water? Strange dead, water? Dead. I can't even remember anymore. It was shitty water. It's what it was. It was like taking a bath with me. Shitty water. It with this scavenger. Stuff, I think that what you get <laughs> here, Master. besides the idea of, okay, we're going to have a little deal. We we'll just focus did it, on we an ran Aqualad. the gamut of Aquaman villains. We're, we at, we're back to the trench. You know who else is his, you know, one of his biggest villains there? The fisherman? Prejudice. Against, you know, those surface world you jerks. But with this, I think they wanted to reset that after this. Even with, at this moment, the queen at the wedding, they still want to have some sort of, oh, that was the side sect of the trench that they're pissed now. I think they want to have the trench still out there as a villain. And that was something that was just thrown in here. Really? So you're telling me we have a side sect of the trench who don't follow yeah. this new queen who's just hanging out in Atlantis exactly. while the city of Dagon's attacking? <laughs> you think happens there's a lot of shit going on in aquaman we end up having atlantis i mean they have this the ninth tribe they got the seventh veil i don't even know what's going on but they have everybody thinking other ways so why can't we have that with the the trench they do unlike you you can't go there they're they're right now they're going there and getting a cheeseburger big bite and saying fuck you eric shay that's what they're doing those trench that's why they're villains they do stuff like that but it's a weird setup. It's a weird issue of having the trench attacking in Zebel while you end up having Aqualad there who's going to place a thing so Black Mana can come and kick ass later. But it is nice enough if you like Aqualad and you want to know more about oh, Aqualad and get is, that connection I, I, to Zebel. Dude, I'm all jumping into this whole thing because I've been wanting Jackson Hyde for a yeah. long time. Because He's been a character for a, a pretty much a little bit like a, a little over a decade now. You barely have gotten any Jackson no. Hyde in that decade because pretty much as soon as he was introduced, Flashpoint bitches. Oh no, New Fifty Two. He's not around, bitches. I'm like, yeah. why do you keep calling me bitches? Stop I it. Don't Just know why Jackson they Hyde. Are. I agree. With now me. we have him. Like you know, we have to show that sink or swim, Jackson Hyde. You're on your own right now, even though you have a grandpa Jesse AI. And I like it. I'm all in this whole thing, even though I think that we are biting off more. Th- Actually. <laughs> Jackson is biting off more yeah. than he can chew with this adventure because he is single-handedly saving the day, saving all of Zebel from a terrifying horde of monsters here. And it just feels a little bit too much for what we should be dealing with. And especially for the fact that 
he needs to go to save Aquaman and Tula right now. They yep. need his backup, and he's totally absent-minded guy over here. I'm like, yeah, I might, I might go and hang out with Arthur at that wedding now. I'm like, dude, serious shit is going down right now. Please get back to that wedding. You know Stop what it reminds me? Side missions. I'm telling you, it get reminds back to the main quest. It reminds me at, at Flashpoint actually. They brought where you have Barry. Like, oh shit's going. Oh man, I'm gonna reset. I'm gonna. Re-. He goes back to talk to his mom for a second. He's hanging out on the porch, Barry, and then Barry, he please. decides. Come but on. yeah, with this though, I. The big thing that I wish happened because I I like this issue I do and I so love Aqualad I love Jackson here but the, like you I said Grandpa you, Jesse you bit off too much that you can chew I think that you ended up going a little too big I think the trench might have been you know not well served that's why I think it might be something where he was told because you could have just had something where they're digging the classic Aquaman they're digging somewhere oh no we open a fissure and other sea monsters attack they yeah, don't have to be in the monsters. trench and. And so you have the trench that kind of throws in something weird because of the wedding going on the queen there, the kind of, you know, little wink, wink that you have with Aquaman and the queen going on. But with that, I do like the whole deal with grandpa AI Jesse. And I do like, you know, Aqualad being able to well, be Aqualad and at the end being more confident to do what he wants because he well, has been running scared idea. since Mara. Exactly. I'm done. And even before that, the idea of him even coming to, you know, Amnesty Bay and wanting to meet up with Aquaman, even going, what he talks about here, even joining the Titans and stuff like that. Yeah. He is always a character who's looking for some kind of recognition here, some kind of acceptance. And he hasn't been getting like, you know, Aquaman has been good to him, but he's still barely included yeah. in things yeah, he'll end up hurting America. he is very self-conscious about what he is doing in the superhero world but the thing is the way we are having this written here like who, who's the writer on this jordan it's clark? jordan clark yep okay and the thing is i like this because it works itself into what we're dealing with uh into the main aquaman storyline but adds so much more to what we're dealing with here because we we're taking time to figure out what jack's up to getting a little backstory getting the idea of him going and doing stuff with zebel even possibly having a boyfriend in zebel which i'm like okay you have a connection i think this this commander this captain of the freaking royal guard it's a little lax in his security duties for just letting this random person in there because he's cute but like that all aside having the whole side plot with black manta and the idea like Grandpa Jesse, the idea of the Hydes being a family, you know, I'm done with you, Black Manta, because I'm Jackson Hyde. I wanted this name this entire time. You don't deserve this name. I'm going to take this goddamn name. I'm going to make something of it because you never did. And you know what? Grandpa Jesse's got my back. Yeah. Fuck you, Dad. I like, I'm like it. And the thing is, even he doesn't even turn around to look at his son when he's just pretty much working under he's the working car. Like, the car. That's what it seems like. He's yeah. like the whole thing. Like he's just like slid, slid underneath of a freaking underwater car here, working <laughs> on it. His son yells at him at the end. He freaking slides out. Just imagine this though. It's all underwater. Black matter stuff. I'm thinking. Slides out. He's wiping the grease off his hands with his freaking dirty rag. There, blood's thicker than water, boy. But it also runs the same. Like oh. Black matter. You are a bad, bad man. I want to see what's going to happen next. I'm telling you, on top. Because I'm telling you, they're letting you know this entire time that Red Wedding shit over in Atlantis is still happening. We have so many things on our plate right now, but I'm like, we don't have to deal with them right away. I would like Jackson Hyde to deal with this right away, but we don't have to deal with this right away. The pacing of what we're doing right now, it is upping the stakes more than Aquaman. Actually, I... I actually keep getting upset in my mind because that weird false rumor that came out that Aquaman was canceled, it keeps permeating my brain. Like you've told me like, oh no, that was a mistake. They're still going and continue. But for some reason, I can't let it escape my brain and it keeps jumping in. I'm like, what are we going to well, do? If here's the oh, thing. it's not. Thank God it's not because and, it's getting really good. And it is, but Kelly Sue DeConnick is leaving. That So if it's getting good, she is leaving. <laughs> now, the thing is, the idea seemed to have been, okay, it's going to be canceled. It's going to be canceled. Oh, wait, it's not canceled. But 
it's a weird way it's not canceled because it's tying in the endless winner. You're going to have an endless winner. Oh, that's Aquaman right. It is. Deal. That's right. I so forgot all about that. that's kind of like it, – Lousy it, December. It's, it, yeah, March. You end up with all this that that's kind of like – that's a twist of itself. Oh, it's not canceled. Oh, wait a minute. It may be, but it's going to continue on there. But we'll see what happens when the January – I just kind of wish. You know, you February always have that out. weird comic book time where people get pissed off. Like, how could this be happening if this is going on at the same time in another book? I'm like – I kind of wish we could just continue on with what we're dealing with Aquaman and have like, I know we, I'm telling you, we always talk about the idea that we're moving towards a pseudo reboot, pre-boot, something to open Time up the timelines, yeah. do, do whatever, you know. I really just kind of wish, though, if that wasn't the case, and we're just moving forward like nothing's ever happened, that that would become an Aquaman, end of this winter, one shot, you know, kind of thing. Well, we can continue on. Every yeah, we I'm continue, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah, I am liking, liking what we've been getting lately, and I don't want to interrupt it. And just as an aside, where we have Jordan Clark on this, Jordan Clark has a connection to Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's writing Aquaman. He ends up doing, uh, you know, little shots and one shots and things like that in her Bitch Planet book. So they work well together, and I think that it shows where you end up. Where you and you know what I mean, like Kelly Sudeikis could be, yeah, they're going to get a chance and just say, ah, I'm not going to talk to them. It's but you can like see that it works. Love in. This coming in for some yeah, kind of random issue. Yeah, it just issue. feels like you can just shove it in. And Shazam. they have, they actually <laughs> ended up switching when it comes up because it didn't matter. And so this works out well. And you have some really good moments. Then I said in I, my I don't blur, mind Jeff Loveness, you, I was a little shade yeah, talk. Really, I'm sorry. I mean, really, what a jerk you are. You end up with this though. I said in my blurb that. Some things are forced. I mean, hey, I remember when Aquaman fought the trench and he had the scepter and it had this. Well, I could kind of pretend to do this and do that. And then you use your power, Jackson. But it ends up where you do see Jackson's powers. You end up seeing him be more confident. Does it almost thinks that he kills Uncle Jesse AI. Yep. So there you have it. And if you aren't aware of that, I think that that's important. You get a power set. You get all these things going on. The thing that got me a bit though was that after all this is said and done and you have his new boy toys boyfriend there and like hey i'm gonna get going all right smell you later goes and then puts down the black mana deal and pretty much seals the death of everybody in my mind in zebel but there's ai grandpa jesse to come through and he is woke and i like the line where he's like listen hides don't run away from things you go back and you tell that boy a good goodbye and he's like you know what thank you it's the stupidest thing ever i i I put my hands up like i'm cheering when grandpa jesse (laughs) came out and like guess what everybody grandpa jesse's not a piece of shit go get him boy and you know why i like it because it's one of those where this is where and this is just a little thing and people will say (laughs) people will say to me like really you're going a little far away with the grandpa, you know, Jesse AI. But this is just the exact reason. Jordan Clark, maybe he should write some Damian Wayne because this is where I love how these characters are. You have a gruff character that seems like he's not paying attention to anything, that he's mean, he's yelling. Drill shade, Sergeant shade, to Grandpa Drill Sergeant. Jesse. And then you see... Wait a second. Not only was he paying attention, but he realizes what is important to his grandson and then tells him to go do it because he and, doesn't and want the, him to leave and him be upset. That. Even the whole line, I, I love the idea, like, hides don't yeah, run away. And it Go works over later. There. I'm like, I really dig that whole thing. It's almost like Gordon's don't give up. I'm like, I need a family motto is what I need. They gave Jesus up this week, shit. They oh. gave up big time. <laughs> yeah. But with this, though, you have the steal with, you know, and then Grandpa AI Jesse says, hey, and by the way, you should go and get that thing. I, I know what you're up to because my son, Black Man, he's not going to 
do something just in the goodness of his heart. I but know Grandpa what Jesse, happened. Daddy Black Mana told me if I don't drop this device here that'll allow him to come in here and steal stuff from Zebel, he'll hurt my mom. Yeah, and he's well, like, we'll go have yeah. a talk with your daddy. I-, I love it too. And he's like, listen. I got your back. I got your back. The problem is, like, but what happened if he's on land? AI, <sighs> Grandpa Jesse, you can't go on land. You, you're, you you're don't a, think that Grandpa Jesse you Black think Mana fly? Mecha Head has a hover mode? I don't think the head would, but maybe. Maybe. It's kind of severed off and just going, but it might. Well, that's the thing was, the, the head in my mind was like a, a Okay, a, a how about this pod. then? How about this then? He can't get in through the door of the house. He's too big, Eric, so he can't help. It's the problem. He can't get through the door. But even with that, you end up having Jackson go back. And, and like you said, this is where, you know, Jordan Clark is really doing a good job, Marcus Santucci, all this where Black Man doesn't even have the, the you know, the respect even the turn care. and talk to his son. He he's just working on his car, and this is such a well done <laughs> deal of a kid going to talk to his dad and say, you know what, I'm going to do, th-. and and he's just working on the car, you know, like he does, and goes off like he does, yeah, like he does, and then when he leaves, you end up having you know black man who I'll see you around and pretty much saying I'm well, going to kill all of you. Even the whole thing when we go to his mother before and for like one page just to say, hey, look, here's a selfie of me in front of the statue of your father. I want you to read some poetry. I'm like, this is just some, just genuinely like I'm telling you, it's a weird aside because I'm telling you, I'm yelling at the page. You get back to that wedding right now. But it is such a nice aside just to see how much he loves his mom and how much his mom loves him. The idea that I was able to go home like you left because of, you know, me and stuff like that. But I was able to see what you gave up for me. And I'm like. It's a nice moment. I I'm t- I want to have I, – obviously, I'm not going to get an Aqualad book, but I want to see more of Jackson Hyde and where the story I takes I do him. too. And you have him. It's like there's Grandpa Lacua. I want to hear more of these things. You have Grandpa Jesse AI outside the window looking in pissed. He's jealous now. The now, hell with that grandpa, he's saying. He's like, I'm the better grandpa. I helped your ass. But um, Freaking Jackson's uh, the boy he's interested in. How would you pronounce his name? It's uh, H-A apostrophe – I actually – I was hoping I memorized it, but it's W-E-A, I, it was I believe. Huawei is what Hawaii? I would go. Huawei, Huawei, something – that's why I didn't say it. Uh, I will admit well, – I'm just sitting here still. I'm like, I don't know how to say this name. How, how dumb do you think I am, Eric? Do, do you think I'm a smart fella? <laughs> am I a handsome guy? I ended up the first time that Huawei showed up again. I thought it was Tempest. I thought it was Garth that showed up. <laughs> no, 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 and I'm no. Like, you're, you're, you're not alone. I'm sitting here – what is Garth doing did, in Zebel? Did you? That's what I I thought that all hands were on deck. I'm like, oh my god, Garth's back! Oh, this is awesome! And then, oh no, no, I, I like the guy. art in this book a lot, but for whatever reason, I did not remember the dude looking like that. And I really thought <laughs> it's that the outfit Garth was that here. looks like Garth. I, I actually thought no, it no, was it's him. the face and hair. It is too that. And then he it's actually, everything. as he goes, he gains a little weight a little later. But I, I did think, and I actually even had it in my review writing of like, holy crap, temp. And then I realized, oh shoot, it's not Tempest, it's Hawaii. So, yeah, you have that, but he has his little Zebel cell phone that he can get. I think it's more of a pager. I think of Zebel as a little behind the times, right? They're there. They're listening to – Page me sometimes. They're listening to Iron Maiden wearing the Yankee blue jeans, and they have a pager. That would be great. It's like, hey, uh, you know, can I – can't afford a brick cell phone Can I get a hold of you sometime there, Aqualad? Yeah, yeah. uh, How would I do that? Here's my pager. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't stay up at night for my call. And so you have that going on. I'm but I like uh, an iPhone yeah. kind of guy. I, I, I'm, an, I'm a tech guy here. I don't like this here. But what would you give it? Uh, thing is, overall, I like I said, I, I can't say 
anything more about this book because I've been gushing this entire time. But the idea that, like I said at the beginning, Jackson has – we put him too much into the situation here for what he should be capable of here. Yes, I like the idea that he can overcome. We are building his character emotionally, you know, mentally and like for us to go forward – this horde of, you know, he, him single-handedly, essentially, saving all of Zebel is too much too soon. So that is a bit of a, a stretch for me here. Yelling at the book because of the red wedding that's going on at Lannis. And this him, like, accidentally, okay, I, I might go to that wedding sometime. I'm like, Aquaman is dying right now. Can you please, Jackson, just move your ass? So because of these things overall... For, I'm telling you, it's a great emotional story for Jackson Hyde. If you are a fan of this, I like the art overall, but I'll give it a 7.5 for what we got here. And because of what we have going on, I'm like, please just get your head in the game, Jackson. Please just do something. People are dying. I'm going to actually go up a little on my score. I'm actually going to go to an eight. I liked it. And the way we were talking about it, I think that the reason for this is for Jackson and Jordan Clark does a really good job of giving us that. So he had that job and did it. Yeah. Some of the things are a little wonky. Like I said, you have the idea. I wish it wasn't the trench. I wish it was something else. I wish the attack ended up being something, but the whole idea of, you know, even going back to his mom, more trench going forward because of the idea we have a horde that's attacking during a Royal wedding someplace else based on something that was stolen from like, this feels like a big trench arc coming up. It's another sect. I think. winter going on in December. We'll see. We'll see how this goes and what it leads to. But I like, you know, that Jackson actually did get the spotlight for little. And it was true to the character. We ended up seeing a little more. And I like the woke Grandpa Jesse AI. And that's the thing. I want more Grandpa Jesse AI. And I think that that's going to fade away. the best thing for Jackson ever. I think that's going to fade away. It'd be funny if Aquaman comes back after the wedding and doesn't realize what's going on. Or even it, it happens at the wedding. All of a sudden, Grandpa Jesse AI, Aquaman freaks out, thinks it's Black Man, and just kills him. He's dead. He's done, Eric. And then the you're done. The thing is, this is the greatest thing for the character right now, because not only is it a someone to talk to and actually bounce yeah, ideas off a of shoulder crime, but the thing is, he could essentially, this could be his aqua base, you know, like his his HQ for everything. Like, you know, Tim would always have his Robin's Nest or the little mini caves or whatever, like when you're dealing with Batman-like figures, but like, this could be – like it's not huge obviously, but this could be his way to becoming his own here. He has his base. He's got his grandpa, Jesse AI. You have everything you need inside this mecha head and I want to see more of yeah, it going plus forward. you have it on the cover. You kind of get Black Mana kind of a twist. You know, you get it in there for a cool cover and stuff. All right. Yeah, that. All right, I take it back. We're not going to get an Aqualad series, but what do you think the chances are of getting an Aqualad mini? A mini? A zero. Uh, if you end up, if you're talking about like next year to 2021, where they sure. said we would be getting some more digital stuff, then maybe I'd say 2%. I, I really don't think, but again, maybe. I think it's way more likely maybe. than ever getting a Tempest 6 issue, Benny. Maybe. I'll say that. Well, I never said we would get that either. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I would say that. Out of the Aquaman family, wait a minute. Let me I think. think. We're Let me more think. likely I'm... to get that than Tula or Garth or. It might be. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to channel things. Wait <laughs> okay, a second. Nothing. Let me be the Swami here, Eric. I'm thinking here. Well, we did get a, you know, such thinking things as many. we got Dial H and we ended up getting Wonder Twins. We got Amethyst. So, yeah, 100%. Look, 130%. Is, I, I don't need Wonder Comics shitting all over Aqualad. So, yeah, keep that away from true. me. But, Eric, what is the next book? 
Next book is Shazam number 15, written by Jeff Loveness, with art by Brandon Peterson, Mike Atea, and Rob Lee. It's the final issue of Our Mightiest of Mortals, but at least we're going out on a somewhat high note. Yeah, the issue feels like something that was put in a filing cabinet somewhere instead of an issue that ties the entire series up, but at least we had a story that showed Billy Batson wanting to be more than a cliche hero who simply punches evil giant robots. I like the concept of this book, and I think the art is great, but the finale... The games being played about Billy's magic word and the idea of the Shazam family don't make an appearance at all felt wrong for this issue completely. I agree. And what I think they should have done, because you say this felt like something they pulled out of the drawer, where obviously they ended up shifting these around. This was going to come out before they ended up shifting it with Jeff Johns stuff. And I think that maybe they should have had the last two issues of Jeff Johns to end the series proper. And this could have been just an aside. And it does like, feel this like is not a finale this feels like one of those digital first exactly. Because it gives you that the digital first books give you the here's Shazam. We're going to show what's great about the character and how they are good at heart. That's what you oh, get. even like. You know, we got a, we got a few checklist items. We've got to show some superpowers off. So like, OK, um, oh, he could speak Japanese because of the wisdom of Solomon. He forgot about that. Just the idea of the, like. Like we actually had the last Jeff Loveness book where we talk, like, issue that we talked about where it felt like Billy had just become Shazam. Like it's like, you know, at what point of his career is it? Because this one, it feels really early. Even the idea that he says Shazam and it, it bothered the shit out of me. Because I didn't know if this was going to bother you when he says Shazam and then the says, well, is, I can't say I it really it. loud. I had a personal headcanon for when we had the Shazam backups going on in the Just League during the New 52 when we were were reinventing the character, and we've pretty much been reinventing the character for the last decade. We haven't had a lot with him to the point where in his own series, you could never have the character have a name because we can't call him Captain Marvel anymore. Shazam, he can't say – but now, like, when we had the New 52 stuff coming out, I thought to myself, "Is it gonna, since it is magic, is it more of, like, this is Billy's magic word? Yes, it turns into Shazam, but it also could be his magic word for whatever he wants, like a lightning blast. Shazam is a magic word based on his intention. So this is how I thought it was based. So if I say, my name is Shazam, I don't have any intentions to turn back to Billy. So we get rid of that. But then we slowly moved away where it just became classic Shazam. I am now the mightiest mortal. I am the big red cheese. Here we just have, all right, yeah, my name's Shazam. Why'd you look scared? Well, sometimes when I say that too hard, a lightning well, bolt comes I down. I think and, that oh, they wanted to point out doing? that it's more intentions again. Like if you and say, again, hey, but I, why isn't Jeff John saying that? Hey, I'm Shazam. Oh, that's fine. Hey, I'm Shazam. And then all of a sudden, holy crap, it just, you know, it you're, just goes you're in back trouble. To what we had in pre-Flashpoint because we had, like, you know, we had Captain Marvel. We had Mary Marvel. Their magic words were Shazam. But then when you had Freddie Freeman, he was Captain Marvel Jr. But his magic word was Captain Marvel. So he could never tell anybody his name because as soon as he says Captain Marvel, he turns back. So they actually, before Flashpoint, they changed his name to CM3 just to get past all that nonsense. And now – Wasn't you know, that that Chris know, Rock rap movie? <laughs> so, CB4. <laughs> That's every time you say it, I think of that. Uh, but it's just it's, it's just a weird place that we are right now because we we do want to spend this final issue by Jeff Loveness to come in here and show a great Captain Marvel Shazam and what he wants to be out of being a hero. But you just kind of muck around because even the idea that he's going to skip out of school and Freddie Freeman, who should have powers, it's his foster brother. We have a whole Shazam family. Oh, I expected him to go right with him at exactly. that point. Why wouldn't Freddie Freeman, who should be wanting to do this more than Billy does in my mind, he's like, okay, have fun. I'm like, why aren't you saying Shazam as well? Like, why aren't you joining in on the fun? Like, why do you want to be here at school and go to PE class? I don't understand what's going on. And the, 
he's only like you know in a few pages here just during class i expected to see the entire shazam family doing something for the big finale of one of my favorite characters and it's just no there's not weird, much to it there's it's just it shows weird, that billy's a nice guy that yeah, that's all it does really and the thing is maybe you do need that because a lot of people are still stuck on that new 52 backup from the just league where he was that awful freaking bratty kid who had to learn to become a good person and a hero like a oh i'm amanda i'm gonna go buy some beer and do some messed up stuff i'm like all right, well, we have a full circle over a decade of stories almost now. It's like, see, he's a really nice guy, everybody. He wants to be a better hero. That, that's basically what it is to me and ends up being an issue, like you said, that could have been thrown in any deal and really plays off with the idea of, like I said, the digital first up, the Superman stuff by Venditti, where a lot of people really loved it only because, oh, my God, it, it shows you why people love Superman, he's a great guy. He does this. He does that. It, this yeah. does accomplish that. That gets you where you'd read this. But this isn't, to me, a finale. This is more set up for, I'll even say, younger readers. And when I say younger I readers, agree. more like a, like a Logan, a 14-year-old, 13, whatever, 12. You end up reading this to get them interested in Shazam, to then go read the good issues, to go read something with substance, because this really doesn't have any substance at all to is, it. I like the idea because we do have Billy Batson. He's a young, impressionable guy, even though he is a superhero when he says his magic word. But we have a, a woman come in here, a substitute teacher, Mrs. A's. Who ha- Miss A's. I'm like, I almost said Ayers, but it's Miss A's. Hashtag Ayers idea- I just wanted to yell that. <laughs> like, I like that stuff. <laughs> but we we have the idea where she's you know she's a strict substitute teacher that like Billy wants to screw off because they have a substitute teacher and she's not going to let this stuff go on like you know she wants to pick up and do it like you know the class is normal he's like come on didn't you hear about you know Shazam going around and doing stuff you know fighting robots in Japan like so we get into a, a discussion about what heroes actually are what does it mean to the everyday folk and stuff like that and it really is a turning point for Billy Batson's life where the substitute teacher came in and you know she turned that chair around and she spoke to the she real did. to the kids right now and she, I'm like she actually made Billy. him look like a jerk at one point but yeah she really but even to the point where he like oh man i like you know i'm used to punching robots in the face and just doing stuff but going around and trying to like a little bit extra here to like you know talk to people even the point where he's asking aquaman like hey do we make a difference and for some reason that bastard kind of ignores yeah "Yeah, he's a jerk I got some fish stuff to do over here. Well, really, if you are a water-based character and you're hanging around with a guy who could say a word and then lightning hits, you might want to back off a little. But yeah, with that, Aquaman plays off a jerk. And I do like the idea of the substitute teacher. And I wonder if Jeff Loveness, like his mom was a teacher or something. And the idea that, hey, substitutes, all right, we got it easy. These substitutes don't care. And this one does because she wants to be a regular. She can't get a real job. She's doing this. She had a big breakup and she has her own life beyond that kind of goes with almost like that double deal that billy's going through but does show billy like you said the idea of giving your all trying it's, at all it's times. such a great thing too for the idea if you have seen bill and ted face the music or it doesn't even matter because it was in the trailer and stuff like that but the whole thing when you know T- bill and ted go and see their daughters in hell after they're sent there and stuff like that like billy teddy are you okay I'm like yeah yeah dads we're fine yeah but are you okay? Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing, cause you know, Billy ends up saving Miss A's from a, her burning apartment and he saves her and he thinks to himself like, okay, job done. But she is just so emotionally wrecked from everything going on. And now like losing everything. Like, so now Billy's like, all right, you're okay. But, are you okay? Let's go talk. You know, he's going to go above and beyond. He's going to go have a cup of coffee in a diner as Shazam to make sure that this woman is okay before he lays her. I'm like, this is a really nice moment, damn it. I'm having problems with the like the way you're telling the story and the things that you're doing and not doing here, but 
you were telling a really good Billy Bass story. The idea that he does want to be more than just Again, you know the cliche. I think that it's well and, and served kid, for a new person reading this. Oh yeah, it totally is. But the idea, even thinking about it as a kid, where you obviously Shazam has been around. He actually, he's been in the Justice League he's a little bit, around. depending on what you think. But when you? a kid thinks of a superhero, he's a good guy punching bad guys, and this is a, an essentially like. A turning, growing moment for Billy, and I, I like the way it's presented here. I just don't want it to be the finale to the series because it makes no sense to be this. I, I thought too, and I, I like the art. Except when the building was on fire, I'm like, "Why well, all them pretty flowers going around the building? It's all the flowers." But even I, it made me laugh. Something like Lenny from of Mice and Men. Then, uh, Look at all the pretty flowers. That's pretty fire, flower. Lenny. Don't flower. touch it. I'm going to smell the pretty flower. Ah! I just burnt my nose why does, on the Why does Lenny flower. have cotton in his mouth? I just burnt the flowers. He said he's Brando and the Godfather. Hey. <laughs> what are we going to go through? Hey, the big boy. You end up here where I like when Billy grabs her and goes out and hold on if you want. You know, you got to be careful nowadays. <laughs> but he goes. And then when he finds out all these things and she is broken up about all this stuff. And I like to where you have Jeff Loveness does a really good job of doing a Shazam who you remember is a little kid. So when yeah. you end up where she's like, yeah, I had a bad breakup. Yeah, I have girlfriends too. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's really good. He's like that's what a kid like that would say because he doesn't know what to say and really doesn't even understand at that point, you know, exactly what that means. Yeah, I have girlfriends too. Like he thinks it's a bragging thing or something it made me laugh so much but i do like that and then they go and they eat and he is a good listener eric that that's a tip for all you people out there when somebody's in trouble you listen eric you don't interrupt people like me all i the had time. to go and find the page just because it did make me laugh i'm like yeah i have girlfriends <laughs> so funny. He he's like yeah we do the tongue kissing <laughs> i just wanted that to, it made me laugh so much it, it was a cute moment and reminded She's from Canada. you you wouldn't know yeah her. yeah really niagara false you end up with a, the deal okay yeah jeff lovins is playing yeah there's a little kid who's trying to help an adult who has very adult problems as a superhero who can punch robots in japan and go and do all that stuff but now he's dealing with something out of his range there it's you know it's out of his pay grade because it's just an adult problem that you can't punch like you said and you have to just go on and there she is even the next day she's at work which it kind of surprises him a little, but there she is. And I, I got the idea. She's there. He looks in. I think she's popping pills. I know that that's a drink, but I think it's wow. just a whole cup of pills. She's. Why, why do we got to freaking make this dark? I'm done. We have a very nice know. story right here. And all of a sudden, you what know, on top happen? of all her problems that she had that she hopefully worked through with Shazam being a list, like lending an ear to her last night. Now, all of a sudden, she's back to her pill problems. Well, this is the problem is now Billy learns that some people school. who do have problems. She had a bad breakup. It's because of her pill problems. Problem. It was her fault. <laughs> Nobody wants to deal with that. And so she's there. She tried to switch towns, but she couldn't switch her heart, Eric. But yeah, he looks Turns in. out the fire that burned down her apartment. She fell asleep in bed with a cigarette. No, no, no. She was lighting the spoon. She's also a heroin addict. You end up with all this where he walks lighten in. Then the spoon. Yeah, the spoon. <laughs> what is it, this? <laughs> it got out of that thing. Lit her hair on fire. All of a sudden, she's running around. She put it out with her drapes. The whole place is going down. We'll see. When they do the investigation, she's in big trouble. I'm telling you, she better get out of oh, town. Come on, like Miss A's is her real name. Yeah, I know, <laughs> really. Miss B's now is heading to Gotham, and then Miss C's will be in you know Central City later. You end up though with all this where he I goes in teacher who was a Miss C's. Yeah, well, oh my, I had some that might have been diseased. You end up where he goes in and says, "Hey, what's up?" 
you know, Miss Hayes, hey. And she's like, yeah, you got your report. Oh, about that. I was busy. You were busy. <laughs> you I even know. like the idea where Billy comes in as being nice and she thinks she's being punked. Yeah, she did. She she did think she was being punched. Where's that Ashton Kutcher? Because I'm looking for a date. I don't know if I told Nobody's you that. Nobody's nice in high school. Where's your yeah, phone? Really? That and is where's your true. report on reconstruction? That is, I can't even say the word, yeah, so I'm failing this class. <laughs> like, oh, about you that. You that ism on my brain will not busy. do that. I had a lot of isms going on myself. Right. Like, I think she just made this up. I don't remember learning about no reconstructionisms. Yeah, really. And they're talking about after the Civil War, Eric. Please get get not even woke. Get learned, please, Pepsi. You end up here where <laughs> she says, I'm, <laughs> I'm here and my building burned down. I don't know if you know about this, but yeah, I ended up having my bed. And at one point, really seriously, they are skirting the deal where I do think that uh, Miss A, she's starting to really dig on Shazam and wanted a date, but you can't go there. So they didn't go there, Eric, but I thought it was going to be. But yeah, you end with that where Billy's like, yeah, I hope you're okay. that apartment though. It's like, you know, how much do you think she paid for that? It's a Philly. Well, that's true. It, it probably, well, you know, maybe it's South Philly, you know, that, yeah. you know, you're down there. She's on South Street. There's all these people parading around, dancing up and down the street. It's street, a tourist eat, trap. Of course it is. Eating pretzels and cheesesteaks. That's probably what happened. She ended up getting some of that cheese. Was, or, going to Philly. or what happened the podcast is short. She, she ended up calling, like, hey, yeah, can I get this from Pat's? I need this delivery cheesesteak uh, wit. I'm telling you, I spent too much time trying to think about whether or not I've ever been in the diner they're in just because it's Philadelphia. Yeah, really. Well, they ended up delivering the patch cheesesteak. This is Johnny Rockets on South Street. This ended up this cheesesteak. It had green peppers on, and she burnt down the damn building. This isn't Philly. Or actually, she calls up Pat's. Yeah, I'll have a cheesesteak with sauce onions and, uh, yeah, provolone and green peppers. They burnt burnt her (laughs) building down. They came in to get the fuck out of here. What's your address, lady? <laughs> we'll deliver it to you. That sounds more like a Geno's yeah, kind of thing in my a, mind. They got a firefly. They got a firebug somewhere down there. Geno's is a, a little bit more ritzy. I, I would think that if you're going to have a hit called out on green peppers, uh, that Always would trying to disparage that would be, the Irish. That would be a pet. <laughs> They're both. But yeah, you have all that. The building's down. I'm trying to disparage the eye ties. You're disparaging nah, the Irish. You I don't know, care. There you go. You're you're just about everything. Yeah, and I mean everything awful. And somebody. Uh, what did you give this? I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10 because even with all my problems that I had about the character and the traits that Billy had going into this whole thing, it was such a nice story and the art was so good. I had to give it a 7 out of 10 because I'm like, I'm mad that I'm this is go a finale because it doesn't well. feel like a finale. I'm telling you, you are leaving a lot of things on the table that should be picked up and placed in my loving arms, but it's not there. It's being left on that table. And I'm like, damn it, though, it's such a good story that I actually will be okay with the idea that fine this is it and i'm okay with that in the end i just tweeted out and i got a response from it was a meth lab she was doing it's just that simple eric she was she was cooking up the meth cooking up in the crock pot cricket and then she burnt down the building (laughs) billy saved her as shazam and now she is he's perpetuating her drug use now now she thinks that she's a lot she's going on now that's what happens you have all of that going down and yeah it's trouble also i do want to say that through this i know that jeff loved this not a normal DC writer. He's not a regular writer. 
I don't know. When he was talking about the whole deal with the medical care, I think that was shade at Heroes in Crisis. I just think it was, Eric. That was just me, but I'm going to go with it. What is the deal? She's like, yeah, you superheroes, they don't care about the you know mental health and the, the medical deal. Uh, yep, Heroes in Crisis. All right, I get it. That was awful. You are correct. But You're not talking about the revolving door that is Arkham Asylum? No. No, and I think that, in I think what she was doing you, basically King. that was her wow. that was her sleight of hand. She's doing this Arkham on one hand while she's still cooking up the meth with the cricket on the other hand. That's not sleight of hand. Yeah, That's blatant. <laughs> she's doing a mind freak on Shazam cooking it up. He wouldn't know what meth is. She's like, well, he's he like some Philly, Jim. He's like, what? True. And we and we did establish South Philly. So I guess we're in big yeah. trouble there. He he should know that. But he's not a, only does he know about meth, but there's a good chance that Billy Batson has done meth. Uh, seriously, they probably yell out, yell Shazam so I can get this shit going quicker. That's what they yell down there at the five and dime with our tight pants. That's where I yeah. wear my tight pants. But well, I'm going to give it a, a seven as well as you did. I think that's a good score. I did like it. Like you said, it's a shame that this is the last issue. It didn't feel like a last issue, but it feels like an annual. Yeah. It feels like, you know, an annual or digital, or first, digital as first, but at yeah. least you end up with something like, yeah, Shazam's pretty nice. That Billy's a nice kid. Yeah. And I do laugh because a lot of people do end up, you know, yelling about the, you say about the word and Captain Marvel, whatever, but we rarely get a book with Captain Marvel or Shazam. So it we, is a little spent, bit. We with spent you. this entire series, though, not establishing a name for anybody in this book. We call it that Shazam wasn't because their it's MO, Eric. That, that, I think their MO. I'm talking about Jeff Johns. I'm talking about care. everything in DC in general. I'm like, you went out of your way to reboot this character and you didn't They're establish just going full a fucking out Shazam. name. I mean, that's the movie. I know. And the thing is, and that's what we have been doing. It just doesn't make any sense because you haven't really spelled out the idea of how that works. Besides for when I say it a little too hard, the lightning hits. It would be funny if you just went to the Wizards like, listen, we got to talk there, Wiz. We got to get with this. I can't just yell out Shazam. So let's change it. Let's do something. And then they'll come up with something really bad. And then you'll really be pissed. The thing is, like, obviously nothing is going to be great because it's always been Shazam on the cover. His name was Captain Marvel. Like, these are established things that fans like but even when you went to the flashpoint universe and he you know jeff johns is first establishing the shazam family as we know it now the idea was the kids all formed together to make captain thunderbolt yeah can we just yell like do it would you do that would you like that it's do it do it yes that's all you do i don't know maybe yell out, to go maybe a little salt and pepper magic. push it real good push it real good uh, uh, uh. You could do that. Start doing. It. Ooh, baby! Because I feel baby, like I become Captain. Ba- I feel like baby, I become baby. Captain Marvel when that comes on the radio. I was just twerking. <laughs> I hurt myself. Of course you were. You're I, Captain Marvel I now. I hurt myself. I ended up. I did try to stand up and try to twerk. I don't know how to twerk. I ended up hurting myself. Just shake your booty. I am. Jim. I'm trying. I'm. Ooh, baby, baby. Uh, dude, I just can't do it. Baby, I don't baby. have the moves. Get up on this. Dan, 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 dan. I love that. Is one of the that that video may have cost thirteen cents to I'm make. Not there's nothing and to I that love video. it. I love it so much. I love the DJ. Ah, push. Ah, he's going there and there. Push. And I love when they're adding up there. Oh, ah, you really push. got me going. I'm like, you, you're going to get sued. Stop it, Salt and Pepper. Whichever one of you, Salt Pepper, whoever came up with that, don't. You're going to get sued. You want to make the money on this song. You got a hit on your hands. But yeah, I like that one. They're in the club. The The worst part about this, I made a joke years ago with Jessica. The whole thing was like, I used to make the idea out there that my friend Liz and I were having an affair behind Jessica's back. And the thing is- some fun things to do with your girlfriend. It was was a jokey situation at some point. She was crying. 
Liz and I, my friend, oh, we have, you. you know, Push It is our song. We okay. get all excited. We put it ah. on. We have fun. We dance, stuff like that. So whenever this comes on the radio, it becomes dead silent because while I enjoy the song, it's always like, is this yeah. the song you listen to while you fuck Damn Liz? Damn right it like, is. Why, why do I need this to happen? What is happening right now? I don't leave the house. Well, I podcast. Me and Jess have our own song. It's, it's, it's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. So take that, Eric. So the next time you hear that, you can cry. Right? You could do that. Mine's, but I like that song. Mine's, uh, my song, just by myself, I have my own song. It's, it's tricky. By Run DMC, another video that is great. You stole my chain. Yeah. You got a pen and teller in there stealing chains. It wasn't stealing chains. You, you go no. up and play three card money and you lose. You lose. This is no the deal. The story is don't play three card money. Yeah, especially with pen and teller. I mean, look at them. But yeah, you have these guys, you know, one big guy Everything with a, a ponytail and all this going down. Then you got to call run DMC. They got, they got this van that's got carpeting inside real fancy yeah, you man. haven't seen me in a while i am growing my hair out and i hope to one day have a pen and teller mm-hmm. like just a pendulette ponytail yeah, going i hope you don't have his gut I, you don't need that waistline eric he's a big fella so he reminds me a bit of uh john popper uh blues traveler as well you, you, you. you around there you got the the mutton chops you got the money. No, no. He no, lived in bit, our town. Bit. I told you. I'm actually I, growing a mustache too, just really? because I'm bored. Yeah, I, I need to shave right now. John Popper lived in our town, and I was behind oh, I him in the supermarket, and he did not smell Look, good, allegedly. No, no, that's the thing. Is, no, no, there's no alleged about yeah, it. The he whole stunk. thing is. When I was a kid and I worked at the Regal Movie Theater, I was 16 years old. It was 1999, I think it was. But like the whole thing is, he came in with his date that night, and the, and the man. Got so much food at the concession stand, I had to help him to his seat with it because of the amount. And the thing is, I didn't want to because the man stank. He he really did. Uh, he was in line ahead of me at Giant, and he was buying. Please travel your ass out of here and go take a shower. <laughs> he was buying Duraflame logs and and plenty of them, maybe to burn his clothes because they stunk. Yeah, really. And the thing travel was, it wasn't even a shower. To a, the, a the car wash. Is, the guy, the guy just needed to wipe better. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Or or at all, right? Or you know, all. start it for the first time. Oh man, we're we're going down a weird road right now. Yeah, we are allegedly. But allegedly, hey, <laughs> push it real good. <laughs> uh, 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 push uh, it a little uh, less, maybe. Uh, but we're gonna push it on off to our push book it our of luck. the week. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? It is Suicide Squad number nine. That is mine as well. I say everybody should check that out and maybe Definitely. even go back and read some of the pest issues. When you end up having All the this issues. whole, if you're aware, the DC Universe app will change into a DC Infinite app if you're in the States in January. And there'll be a lot of these things that we keep saying, hey, go back and check out. Those should all be there then. So if you want to wait, you can do that. But I suggest checking it out eventually. It's really good. A lot of character work, some fun. But what are we going to talk about next week? Well, we have a bunch of books, know. but none of these will be on this feed here That's because right. we mentioned it earlier. Patreon it is only a Patreon-only episode 320. Patreon only episode uh, that does uh, not uh. compute. Freakazoid. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Here's what we'll be talking about, though, after that nonsense. <laughs> but with, there's a bunch of big books. Again, it is an annuals week. Every annuals week, we have the show as a Patreon only. If you want to go and listen to that, you go and sign up at the 
patreon.com slash weird science. If you don't, then you pretend that we took a week off and don't pretend go, that you go might be that feel way. Bad. Yeah. Well, Eric doesn't like that because he'd rather take a week off. Seriously. He doesn't like to pretend. He don't play no pretend. It's a pretend vacation. Yeah, really. He doesn't pretend. He just plays with Transformers toys, but that's in the real. That's so in the, the real of right now. Imagination. That is the land of pure imagination. You'll see Eric there being an asshole. There you go. Do you like that? I prefer Chief Wilder, but whatever. You, do, you, you don't like my version? It's like, no. and there he is. Yes. Oh, I just do that. Batman Superman Annual number one will be coming out, Eric. Batman the Joker Warzone number one. Batman three Jokers number two. I took a number two today. Did, did I tell you about that? No, I just meant I was at the deli. I went, oh, number two. That's cool. But when I looked up, they were already on number eight. So I was screwed. Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverses end number one. We also have the Justice League annual number two, Trapped in the Hall of Justice. I, I hear earlier. Escape room. That, that those kids. They hey, like, <laughs> kids do like them escape rooms? Yeah, they do. Did he? Gold. They certainly do. They still like the puff daddies. Thankfully, we still have, we got some Diddy next week to play with. Yeah, we do. So you can have that there. Do they like that game that Jim's son's playing? Among that Us. Got? <laughs> Among Us. Is that still hot? Is Hansel still hot, baby? He's hotter than ever. Hey, I called the character Drake, and it's trending. I think it's my character. That's Brian Michael Bendis. I was going to say, what, what are you doing now? Well, we also have Legion of Superheroes number nine, Eric. And for us. <laughs> Somebody has that, not us. <laughs> Somebody does. That, that book. Oh, my God. And and even the cover of this infuriates me. So I'm not even going it, it looks like there's covers on the cover, but the cover of like Monel and Chameleon. But go get out of town, please. They still like the superheroes, <laughs> does they? Not as much as they used to. <laughs> Everybody liked the super books. No, no, Brian, they don't. They hate them. But I see that somehow they were excited. Something in December. Oh, they must be excited for my last issues because they're going to be big, right? Yeah, believe that, yeah, Brian. Uh, believe yeah. that. We also have Red Hood Outlaw number 49. They like the Red <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're getting to the end of Scott Liddell's run there. And unfortunately, what I see on that cover looks like a clothed Bane, but it's actually Bizarro on a chair of bones. And he says, kneel before Bizarro. That's nonsense. And also Wonder Woman number 763, The Last Stand. Of Liar Liar. I don't believe it, Eric. I, I saw her name pop up in December, lips. right? That's true. That, that'd be great if that's what it was. She's just a different version of Bizarro. Is that, it's just all a lie. I, I end up thinking that possibly Mariko Tamaki was looking into this house, saw some liar, liar nonsense going on. I'll tell you. Stop but lying. We also, it's not me. We also end up in a tape, but I'm tired. Here's what I say when I'm lying. Uh, also, if you are somebody who likes to, you know, Learned. read the, the comic <laughs> Pepsi, you end up with Wonder Woman 1984, a direct market number one. It says also, right. like I said, The Legion of Superheroes, number nine, and other books that are coming out that we don't talk. John Constantine, Hellblazer, number 10. You're coming to an end of the Cy Spurrier run there. 
you know, people blame the Tom Taylor Hellblazer book to that demise, but Manship's still losing his mind that that book's canceled. Ruben's upset as well, but we also have the Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey number three. I believe that's the three of four, I believe, something like that. And I've lost track of that book. Haven't you? I have no like, idea what's what like anymore because we have own, two of those books. Well, that's the Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti one, but the other one, that the Brian Azzarello, that oh, was only, right. that that was was only a one shot, shot that was supposed to be sent. So it's all nonsense. And for but, some yeah. reason, that one sticks in my mind more than this, the yeah, it's weird, Palmiotti Connor one. Yeah, I forgot all about this Palmiotti Connor one. But you end up, I had enough. If you ended up uh, doing digital stuff, and you end up there was the Harley Quinn black, red and black, white and red, whatever it's called. You did have a Palmiani and Connor version of that. That was pretty cool. That kind of ties into their run as well. So you should check that out. But that's it. That's, that's it. it. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. If you want to listen to the show next week and support us for all the stuff that we do do. Eric, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you can fund Eric's Transformer, you know, habit. He, he has a habit. You they guys just all... released Transformers Kingdom. I had to make a lot of pre-orders today. Mm-hmm. The Kingdom, did they? Yeah. I want a Transformer that, that ends up transforming from a castle into Grayskull back to a castle is what, what I want. Skull? You know, Castle Grayskull. Like yeah, King Grayskull? That's what's going on. No, just a castle. It's a but castle. But it's already a castle. Then it's Grayskull. I know. But it what's the Grayskull? No, I'm saying it's still the same thing. It doesn't really transform. I got one I'm right over here. I'm fooling everyone. I'm fooling everyone. It's it doesn't right transform. Now. It's going from but a castle that, to a castle. You can end up, Eric, uh, you can enable him in something that isn't that bad to enable somebody. You know, Alcoholism. he's living. Pure asshole imagination is what I say it is. But what do we say at the end of this podcast, Eric? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!